It's Tuesday, November 8th, 2022, and this is the People's Podcast. This is Steak for Breakfast. Smokey, this is not Nam. This is bowling. There are rules. Today, Junior! America! Steak. For breakfast! So stand by! This episode of the podcast is brought to you, as always, by Man Rubs. Rubs, barbecue tools, blow torches, t-shirts, coffee cups, and all-around barbecue-related gear for you to make barbecue great again can be found at manrubs.com and on Instagram, manrubs. Use the code STEAK15 for 15% off. Also brought to you by Stay Ready Gear. They're at stayreadygear.com and on Instagram, stayreadygearusa. Holsters, custom kydex, mag carriers, tourniquet carriers, on- and off-duty gear. Hot-melted plastic made just for you. Need something custom? They got you covered. Use the code STEAK for 5% off. Don't get ready. Stay ready. The Pillow King of Minnesota and the apparatus known as the MyPillow family cranking out big, big savings for the midterm elections. We've got MyPillows, Air Lindells, the My Slippers, and Giza Dream Everything. You enter promo code to take a checkout, you're going to receive those big savings. More of a morning person, My Coffee's launch. 25% off when you enter promo code to take a checkout there. 50% off when you do a monthly subscription. MyPillow.com forward slash steak for anything sleep related. MyStore.com forward slash steak for the coffee and you can always talk to a qualified pillow representative 1-800-658-8045 the top tier of ear gear and the world's most technologically advanced in studio recording equipment can only be found at odyssey whether you're gaming potting don't stop believing get those ear needs taken care of and done up right odyssey.com is the website you can find them on facebook and instagram as well our good friend alan has launched the patriot cigar company hand rolled from the fields of nicaragua Right next to where Mike Liddell picks his coffee beans. Age three years. Big subscriptions there. You enter promo code to take a checkout. You're getting 15% off your total order. All orders over $100. Free shipping and a $10 e-gift card with any purchase. MyPatriotCigars.com, a premium smoke for freedom-loving patriots. Mike down at West Coast Survival Arms has been servicing Southern California for over a decade. He's a licensed FFL. If you're into the tradesies and don't live in Canada, he's got a five-star rating. His newly redesigned, easy-to-use website is westcoastsurvivalarms.com. He's on Facebook Messenger and via the telephone, 619-870-6992. Steak for breakfast, backs to blue. We love our first responders, and they're always working hard. While they're off-duty, they're probably wearing gear from Mediocre Medic. Sweatshirts, T-shirts, flip-flops, fanny packs, and more. Stickers and patches for while they're on the job. Plus, they got a pretty fire IG. MediocreMedic.com is the website there. And last but certainly not least, the home of the Zero Fuck Stuck and gold standard of tactical flair. Still don't know? Dumpbox.us is the website. Find them on Instagram. Find them on Facebook. Friends, don't forget to follow the show on Instagram at Steak for Podcast Breakfast or on the website at SteakforBreakfastPodcast.com. There you'll find a link tree that will take you to all our social medias, the website, our newest Substack, Telegram channel, and more. On that note, to all our friends joining us tonight on the Patriot Podcast Network, from the Twitterverse, Instagram, Discord, and now via our verified accounts on Getter and True Social. Welcome, Tuesday edition. 
Midterm Election Live Show Edition, Steak for Breakfast Podcast, Episode 185. I'm Roan. Noah's here. Yo. Antoinette and Alan Jacoby are going to be joining us for our all-star panel. And we're going to have so many great guests coming in tonight. Christina Bob, Cash Patel, Mike Crispy, and more. So buckle up for the Midterm Election Live Show. And thanks for joining us. that is hostile to liberty and freedom and faith. We are a nation whose economy is floundering, whose stores are not stocked, whose deliveries are not coming, and whose educational system is ranked at the bottom of every list. We are a nation that in many ways has become a joke. But soon we will have greatness again. It was hardworking patriots like you who built this country. And it is hardworking patriots like you who are going to save our country. There is no mountain we cannot climb. There is no summit we cannot reach. There is no challenge we cannot beat. There is no victory we cannot have. We will not bend. We will not break. We will not yield ever, ever, ever. We will never give in. We will never give up. And we will never, ever back down. We will never let you down as long as we are confident and you know the tyrants we are fighting do not stand even a little chance because we are Americans and Americans kneel to God and God alone and it is time to start talking about greatness for our country again. Good evening and welcome to everyone that's tuning in from wherever you're watching. It's November 8th, 2022, Election Day, and welcome to our special edition of the Great Steak Breakfast, episode 185 of Steak for Breakfast, if you're tracking. I'm Roan. Noah's here. Yo. Alan, the host of The Great Divide, has joined us as well. Happy Election Day. You as you too, my friend. Antoinette's going to join us in just a little bit, guys. We've got some breaking news coming across the desk before we get into any of our show content and format. We've getting we, well guys you checking it out right now we got races being called all over the country uh florida was a big one uh the currently the ap has republicans at a 93 percent chance of flipping the house um we got sweeps across the board in florida desantis rubio anna paulina luna Corey mills all joining the w column and uh we saw former mma fighter mark wayne mcmullen get in there Mike Collins has defeated Tabitha Johnson Green in Georgia's 10th Congressional District. Very excited for that. Congressman Collins is going to be amazing. And uh, we're, we're seeing some big flips right now. Um, Maria Heasley is uh, it's a damn flip. Let's see what else we got. Patrick McHenry wins re-election in North Carolina's 10th District, holding that seat. As I mentioned, Corey Mills, great to see that one as well. Alan, what's been going on with you? You've been pretty busy today. Yeah, just, you know, watching uh, watching the New York race. Um, you know, a lot, a lot of people turning out. I was watching a couple, uh, riding around watching a few of the, the polling sites, and uh, it, was, it was great to see lines, uh, actually people coming out. And... Uh, I'm hoping in New York, Lee Zeldin pulls through and we uh, get a few congressional spots, uh, Anthony D'Esposito, George Santos, and just, uh, I think it's, oh, it looks like uh, they, they called uh, 
Sarah Huckabee Sanders over in Arkansas, looks like was just called too. So it's going to be a good one. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's crazy. I, I've been looking forward to this day and it, all day it's been, it's, it's almost felt like, uh, had like this, this Christmas feeling all day. And uh, <laughs> I got before, um, we're going to play him later, obviously got to you know, speak with J.R. Majewski, got a little hot take from Roger Stone and yeah, everybody's real, even with all of the negativity around, you know, speaking about elections and whatnot and or having, having issues in Maricopa County in Arizona, the, it's been a real positive vibe all day. And from what I've seen, I don't know about you guys. Yeah, I was uh, I was at my local polling location uh, casting my vote earlier today. And it was funny just watching the people feel each other out for what they were going to talk about, because everybody was, you know, everybody's in a good mood. They're hanging out. You know, the guy doing the poll watchers is wearing a Patriot sweatshirt. I'm like, OK, that guy's on our team. Everybody else in there seemed like they were all right. You know, there was a couple salty ones in the corner, probably the opposing team. But, uh, you know, this guy sitting in the corner is just like, well, could be worse. We could be in Maricopa having all that bullshit going on. And I'm like, I just looked over at him. I was like, nice. Here it is. Here it comes. And then like some old lady next to him is like, what do you mean? He's like, well, all the uh, election stuff is, uh, is messing up. They're not printing ballots. And you know, all these people that are showing up to vote, aren't able to vote. And she's like, well, that sounds like fraud. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah. (laughs) No, it really is. I, I went to my polling center today in Southern California, and there were actually two people in there. One with a, uh, you know, let's go Brandon, fuck Joe Biden, hashtag T-shirt. And the other one just with a all black and like like the parental advisory. And it said, let's go Brandon sweatshirt on. And, and there was a, a lady sitting on the chairs waiting to vote while I was voting and I was watching her. She had on a friend's sweatshirt, a pink beanie. And a mask. And a friend's back, like the show friends, and her eyes were... The, her eyeballs were bigger than her glasses oh, staring at this guy that was like standing there. And then there was, like, there was like another guy that walks in and he's got like a grunt style t-shirt on and he gave the guy like a bro hug. And then the guy walked over to his little voting booth and you could see she was ready to just let one go. But I was out of there before she went crazy. So <laughs> she was going like, to let loose the wee. I do live in a pretty big military portion of San Diego County. So that's probably why there was a lot of people like that there, but uh, that's awesome. No, I'm seeing right <laughs> Well, isn't it wild? You could just look at somebody and just you know, pretty ha- have a good assumption and usually write yeah. on who they're, who they're voting for. <laughs> well, I mean, y- you can look at what, what they're wearing sometimes. Like, obviously, there's like the hashtag FJB and all that stuff like that. But the, the fun part for me was, you know, I went in there relatively nondescript. You know, I look like the typical whatever. And uh, just watching people just kind of feel each other out for like what kind like you know the like the little comments like came yeah. through like well it could be worse <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I guess it depends on where you are can it be really worse it depends i don't know i actually i actually kind of wanted to go because uh, apparently you can just go vote wherever you want in california i mean it's not like really? not like you're gonna check your id or anything uh-huh. uh i mean as long as you're in the county i i think you can pretty much just go wherever you want but i mean hmm. i guess that way you can vote 30 times i don't know but uh it would have been funnier to go to somewhere that was, you know, enemy territory, so to speak, and see and see what the what the hell was going on. Oh, you you do make a lot of sense there, and uh, it'd be kind of be interesting to see based on the neighborhood and polling center. But uh, I didn't feel like getting in any skirmishes today. Mm. I do I do see a couple other early results coming in. Obviously, uh, Alan mentioned Sarah Huckabee Sanders, who's going to be the next governor of Arkansas. We also saw Katie Britt, who's going to take on the Senate seat in Alabama. So big, big numbers coming in 
already. Polls are getting ready to close out here on the West Coast in a few hours, and we should start seeing a lot more results. Marjorie Taylor Greene has uh, easily defended her seat in uh, Georgia's 14th district. So we're going to start seeing how many of our friends who have gone on this essentially two-year journey. Last time we did a big live show like this, not the Saturday kind of like weekly recap that we do now, but was was on election night in 2020. And, uh, you know, it's it's kind of a big production to put together, but I, I think we're a little bit more prepared, less drunk. Mm-hmm. Probably have a, what is that called? AM, AMR in, in the microphone. Oh, so, is that when you're chewing into the... Yeah. Well, I do have more. I do have some ribs in the smoker right now. We could make that happen later. There might be some to- teeth sucking later. Mm. Uh, but uh, yeah, Matt Gates, obviously easy walk to a win. And uh, it's looking good. DeWine has defended his seat in Ohio to remain the governor there. So as the results are coming in, we're going to talk about it. But there's also a lot of messaging that went in. You know, uh, I, I think painting a picture is always the best one that we uh, do on this show. I do have, I mean, we've got a slew of video clips leading into this, but I did hear an absolutely delightful CNN breakdown of uh, exit polling. And, um, you know, it's just absolutely hilarious to hear that these guys uh, operate the way they do and continued all the way up to today to talk about things like abortion and January 6th and, and stuff like that as the top ticket items. But there was a little bit of a reality check. Let's hear this clip right now from CNN this afternoon when they started getting some exit polls in, uh, well, battleground states. Feelings about- Coming in. Coming in. Live show, everybody. Live show. I was, I was about to mention we have no light on the, the Bluetooth, but there it is. There it is. See? Technology. Or it's the feds. It's yeah. one or the other. Things are going in the U.S. This is a bleak picture from this electorate. Look down here. 39% dissatisfied. 34% are downright angry. That's 73%. Three quarters of the electorate uh, tell us they're dissatisfied or angry. Only 5% enthusiastic, 20% satisfied. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) So three quarters of the country went to the ballot box angry today. And uh, yeah, I don't know really what you can, what you can derive of that. I actually think it's uh, a little bit more, but you know, we'll we'll have to uh, see as the night goes on, just how big the tsunami is going to be. So what do you guys think? Uh, you know, CNN's kind of still living in their alternative reality. I saw a lot of stuff um, on MSNBC touting the same issues, talking about how big of a midterm election, whatever is um, abortion going to be and how big of a thing that the January 6th committee play into it. Right. And no one uh, cares. Yeah. Just some of the nobody cared today going to, I think that was not top of mind, January 6th and abortion going to the polls i think it was your gas prices your grocery prices look at my 401k i'm going to vote i'm pissed off i'm losing money uh you know my retirement's dwindling and, and we, we talk about retirement a lot and, and that that's a big part of it i 20 in 24 hours so really on on sunday i filled up my truck at 346 a gallon okay right? so monday all right uh election day eve um it went went up to th- same gas station, not even twenty four hours, three eighty nine a gallon. Hmm. So I'm wondering how much it's going to spike at by the end of the week or in, in going into the next week if we're going to see a major spike now after the midterms. Oh yeah, once all the votes are in, they're like, man, eh, fuck it, whatever. Well, yeah. not only that, but a lot of people are forgetting that all the 
gas we've been siphoning out of the strategic petroleum reserves is going to be cut off as soon as the elections are over. Mm. I know you guys probably saw it also uh, today. Um, that it, kind of under the radar, as most things that from the Biden administration that they don't want negative press on do, it seems like Vladimir Zelensky is ready to come to the negotiating table, which is, I said, point of view when you're about to be dealing with a complete Republican Congress. Yeah, I wonder what would have prompted that particular move. It was very interesting how that came out today. I'm I'm surprised he wasn't asking for like Amazon gift cards or something. Soon. Hey, somebody's got to fund this. It's like uh, I would like to send you ten million dollars, but I have to deposit it in your account. <laughs> then you just send me back one million dollars. So some some of these exit polls we saw from Pennsylvania today. Uh, opinion of President Biden as a president: fifty four percent disapprove. View of Donald Trump, favorable to unfavorable, 40% favorable. Um, And then for the Senate, who was your vote to support Trump, oppose Trump, or Trump not a factor? Trump not a factor, nearly 60%. And uh, for Biden, 52%. Hmm. So, yeah, it seems like, uh, you know, in in states as purple as Pennsylvania, which we we saw so much garbage coming out out of there today. Obviously, everybody knows over the past 24 to 48 hours, uh, the John Fetterman campaign is employed. Your uh, former Russiagate star who helped verify the Steele dossier, uh, Mark Elias. Uh, I guess you can consider him a lawyer. What kind of steps What kind of steps do you think he used to verify that? Mm. I'm pretty sure from where I've heard it, it's real dudes. Bro, you got to believe me. <clears throat> do you think he just rubbed some man rubs on it and but, was but, good to go? But he was, he was essentially fighting for the ballots, which were deemed unconstitutional by the Pennsylvania State Senate, which said votes with no signature verification, can't count them. Votes with the wrong date on them, can't count them. Yeah. And votes with no date on them, absolutely. Um, you know, and, and now we're hearing Perkins Cooey might be coming in there to, to stick their nose in, in, you know, it's just ridiculous. Plus, we saw a, a high Trump area uh, voter uh, center today in Pennsylvania also run out of paper ballots and need to extend their polling time from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern. So there's still people voting there. Maybe watch out for those water mains in the Keystone State. So <laughs> yeah, and then obviously everybody saw what went down in Pennsylvania today. Mm-hmm. Or I'm not sorry, Arizona, Arizona with Carrie Lake and and you know we cross. Maricopa County voting machines by the dozens just going down. And then when they're printing out the ballots, the ballots look like the printer's out of ink. And failure after failure, you had two years before the primary. And then, you know, a couple months after the primary there to just make sure that everything runs decently. Well, and that's a setting that that's set up in advance, too. I mean, I hate to grab the tinfoil already this early in the evening, but you can't tell me that wasn't some asshole dicking around with everything. Uh, that's true. It's very true. How could it not be at this point? I mean, you know, and but it's expected. It's expected. And that's why I think we're seeing, seeing such, you know, large, large turnouts everywhere. Yeah. My first uh, my first interaction with the guy that was uh, saying, well, it could be worse. It could be in Maricopa. I was just like, surprise, surprise. <laughs> and he just laughed. Right. Mm. You know, Donald Trump had he he had put out a, a little live vi- a video. I saw it on Carrie Lake's page about you know if if you're on, which was very important. I've been I've been saying this all day on on yeah. social media. Hold the line. Don't get off the line. If there's an issue, you know, demand it be fixed. Do not leave the polling place to the last minute. And you know they they you 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 have to be allowed to vote. And if there's if there's a problem, they have to they figure out a way that you as a voting American can can vote. So do not leave the line. Um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see. Yeah, you can't, you can't, you can't really help but think that all these problems are to dissuade people from 
you know, doing their constitutional duty to vote. Like, you know, there's, there's a lot of people that aren't going to want to stand in line for three, four hours or, or whatever the, what's the max time that they're up to now out there waiting. Does anybody know? It's gotta be a while. Oh, it's been a long, rough day there to say the least. Could be worse. Could be raining. Yeah. I mean, any, anybody in the chat, anyway, you're listening, anybody waiting a, 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 a long time to, uh, to vote how long do you wait online? I'm curious if, if people in the chat are uh, a lot of people in there. So, Somebody, uh, you wait a long time. Let us know. You know, Jay Armajewski, I believe he, um, we was uh, was talking about how uh, the, the amount of Democrats that were not coming out to vote. He was uh, saying something. A few reports that he had. So that's quite interesting as as, as well. But uh, Democrats the, were down. Early voting was down. Republicans yeah. were out facing. They were breaking those pre-election day blue walls that historically have been in place in places like Ohio. I saw Nevada today, probably Arizona by the time everything's counted up. Um, big turnout in Washington state as well. Um, we do want to continue to bake this narrative because this is going to be a long ride we're on tonight. So yep. let's talk about that last minute messaging heading into uh, the midterms right now. Alan, you want to play clip one? Uh, we're going to talk about, well, our favorite resident racist, Joy Reid. She got into it this week talking about Things that we should not even be having in our mouths, like the word inflation. Right. So yeah, give me uh, give me one second. You know, just let me uh, get it up here. I think <laughs> I'm just watching the the brief, uh, the Charlie Crist uh, concession uh, statement that he's providing right now. Not only did he lose the governorship of Florida in his race to dethrone Ron DeSantis, but he lost his U.S. House seat that he abandoned <laughs> to a Republican <laughs> clip as well. So. He's a double loser. Yeah. A loser. <laughs> Anybody that sees that guy in public, I just want to hear loser. Yeah. Yeah. Did he publish his? Uh, do you have the statement? It was a video. Oh. And uh, I was watching it with closed caption. And I also am hearing out of Mar a Lago tonight that Donald Trump has made the official announcement to the press. Mar Lardo? In, in his, yeah, in his drive bys that he's doing in between the ballroom and the bathroom that he. <laughs> Uh, already made a decision on a vice presidential pick, and he will be making that announcement soon. on the 15th as well. You think? Oh, who knows? Oh, can we talk about that real quick? I mean, we didn't really go around promoting insider info, but we are extremely close with the Trump team. And listen, guys, two, three weeks ago, who knew when the date was? Yep. I thought it was thought it was really poor form for people like Benny Johnson, the uh -huh. gang over room you know to go around saying that it was coming last night fox news across the board you had tucker boomer sweats and the botox queen <laughs> first time in years cutting to to live feeds from the trump rally in ohio where he concluded the save america rally circuit for the midterm election cycle yesterday waiting to hear this announcement he waited all the way up until the end with the sad music playing oh, right he before thought, he, he thought it was going to happen and he said I, I would like to make a very special announcement but i won't be be making it until the 15th because i don't want to detract from the midterms tomorrow so he, nice he baited them all into it he probably had some people from, but for everybody that said it was going to be the 14th and everybody thought it was going to be yesterday got him uh steak for breakfast was the only one that told you first when it was going to happen and, uh you know it's one of those things yeah. where listen you, you could tell the reliable sources of where you get your information from and then you can't so uh you use that discretion every time you listen to the show we're very thankful for everybody that's joining us tonight all the new listeners that are coming in for the first time we know we had big uh you know shares on on true social and twitter today so we've been hyping it up for a little over a week now and if you're going to be taking this ride with us tonight as part of like the compliment of what you're listening to uh or watching on the television then we really appreciate it 
Absolutely. Make sure wherever you're listening or watching, hit the share button, help us spread the message. It's nothing more valuable than a share or, or a subscribe or a follow on between the social medias and, uh, and the streaming platform. So do all and that. If you're, uh, if you're sidewalk camping right now and you got a Bluetooth speaker, fire up the show so everybody else can enjoy. Yeah, if, you're, if you're waiting in those ridiculous lines in, in Maricopa County, then no better way to do it than with steak for breakfast. So. Make sure you're someone, someone said I, right now in uh, the Rumble chat, they were in uh, Maricopa County. They only waited about five minutes and then also said, uh, but it's one of the more functional areas, except it doesn't seem like their machines and their ballots are that functional. <laughs> I don't know. Color in the boxes. And right then you paper ballots here. You had a color in the boxes, right? You had paper ballots where you had a color in the boxes. Yeah, I, I agonized over mine. I was just like, first of all, like making sure everything was right before I hit send. And then I panicked for a split second because I'd hit send and it was like the very top of the screen says, Your ballot is valid, but there are alerts or something. I have no idea what that meant. So hopefully it's good. I mean, skipped a proposition or something. That, oh, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so I'm looking right now, MSNBC. It's pretty funny because I'm watching it on mute. They they just announced, you know, some of the numbers from the confirmations of wins in Florida. And it says <laughs> audible gasps when they're reading the voter turnout for Republican. <laughs> we need so, screenshots of those. Oh, gosh. I've already thought up the best meme for after the midterms, but I don't want to tease it. It'll, it'll be up on all social medias tomorrow. But, uh, you know, it's one of those things where, uh, oof. Republicans did a really good job. We don't talk about it enough. The rebuilding of the conservative voter apparatus over the course of the last two years since the fall of 2020 presidential election has been phenomenal. Uh, there are a lot of things that are obviously still wrong with our voter systems. We've talked about some of them that we've experienced ourselves. Obviously, the entire ticket from Arizona talked about it today in other states like Pennsylvania, where they ran out of ballots. But when you talk about cleaning up voter rolls, getting your state constitution to vote on stuff to make it actually constitutional when it regards, uh, you know, voting on Election Day and stuff like that, the amount of mail out votes that uh, go in the mail and, and just all things of that nature, uh, getting Republicans involved as poll watchers, as election officials and, and things like that. We've really made some big strides. I honestly give a lot of credit to President Trump and that whole team that he has working there because it, he he left a lot of that on the candidates, but the candidates stumped on that stuff. And some of the people who are already in state legislatures and, uh, you know, House members and members of Congress went and urged for this stuff to get cleaned up. And we, we saw it top to bottom way better than in 2020 and uh, still a lot of work to go, though. Hey, Aaron, Alan, did you cue that Joy Reid clip? I do. I got it up when you're ready to go. Yeah, let's hear her tell to tell us how retarded my we all are. Favorite, my, my favorite racist right here. The people I ever mm. heard here use the word inflation are journalists um, and economists, right? So that is not part of the normal lexicon of the way people talk. So it's interesting that Republicans are doing something they don't normally do, right? Which is not use com the common tongue, right? Not use just common English to sort of use do on their campaigns like oh they're doing God. with crime. What? what they've done is they've taught people the word inflation, right? Yeah. Most people who would have never used that word ever in their lives are using it now because they've been taught it, including on TV, including in newspapers. They've been taught this word and they, they sort of wrap this word around whatever it is that they really want to vote. The, the, you know, the reasons they really want to. Vote. <laughs> oh, OK, so no, here, here's the thing with look, let me let me explain this for you. When something is happening at a dramatic scale that you cannot ignore. That makes the word that defines that specific event, thing, whatever you want to call it, common 
practice to use. Give me a fucking break. What a dumb idiot. (laughs) She loves it. So apparently now saying inflation is racist. I, I was waiting yeah. for that. Infl- everything is everything is racist. Yes, everything. But according to uh, Joy Reid, that wasn't the only thing on the ballot. Um, one of the ones that I didn't see it, and even in a place as progressive as California, never heard too many of the candidates out here actually stumping on it. But uh, democracy apparently was a, a proposition in every state. You know what? You, yeah. You're using that word, and people would not – normally use that word no. was i you're teaching people that word right now was i taught it, it and you you were totting that word to people taughting. they taughted me to tawdry no that's wrong that's not right it, it's embarrassing it really is so in our next clip we had uh obviously former disgraced not really relevant anymore <laughs> president barack obama stumping around well here we are it's either stressed out or just don't care yeah what accents are you using so Talking about democracy being on the ballot, what do you think, Alan? You want to play that one? Yeah, clip two, and he's right there with uh, Mr. Fetterman, right? Yeah. Here we go. Look at him. He just looks horrible. He looks horrible. Supposed to be about, and I understand democracy might not seem like a top priority right now when gas prices are high and grocery prices are high. Isn't that feels like government isn't making enough progress on the issues that matter to you and your family? I get that because sometimes progress is slow. Big complicated country with a lot of different interests, and 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 it's hard to get ins and outs sometimes. A lot of interested parties. But let me tell you something, Pennsylvania. We've seen throughout history. We've seen around the world what happens when you give up on democracy. We can see it in other countries where government tells you what books you can read and what mm-hmm. books you can. Countries that that own all the media. And, and just pump out propaganda and, and put dissidents and reporters in jail. Countries where it really doesn't matter who you vote for because the fix really is in. Mm-hmm. People do whatever they want. Why does it Rampant. Because there's no accountability. When that happens, people get hurt. That has real-life consequences, and that's why generations of Americans fought and died. For the idea of self-government. That's pretty huh. weird that you mentioned the big soldiers there. Oh. I also think that might not be the actual Barack Obama. Antoinette commented on his like advancing gray hair. That might be a multiverse version of Barack Obama where COVID didn't exist. Literally all the stuff that happened to us over the course of the two years previous to the last year, none of it happened. The government didn't tell you like, where to go, when to be there, what to do, what was open, what wasn't, what you can do, like what to wear, etc. And now says like Republicans who literally were against all of that stuff. And a lot of them fought against the federal government, even when Trump was in office, yeah. are running on that stuff never happening again. Yeah. <sighs> Anthony, I don't, mean, I, don't, I don't mean to interrupt you for a second. Hold on. Um, just you, you, Noah, check your phone. I'm having a problem, you know, live show with the audio, Internet's audio going out. So Noah, check your phone and you might have to hop on Zoom to, to come in the other way. But oh, Okay. It's it's not going out on the stream, so sorry about that. For whatever reason, we can hear you, but you're not uh, you're not going out on oh. the uh, on the stream. Antoinette, we have Zoom running on the backup computer. Would you uh, switch over? Just bounce over onto Zoom, and we'll uh, we'll take care of that. For whatever reason, the uh, her. There you go. All right. Yeah, this is what happens when you do a live show on election night, and just yeah. uh, so many moving parts going on here. Well, we did we did live test, but it didn't seem to 
work. So, so who? Uh, so <laughs> I can't even take this Barack Obama. They're so desperate. They bring everybody out of retirement. I mean, literally, I couldn't make sense of anything he just said, Ron. Uh, literally, like I'm, I'm, I'm dumbfounded. I'm back. Hey, I'm putting it back. Oh, that was fast. I don't know. Hey, Ron, you seeing anything in front of you on uh, on the uh, Warnock uh, Walker race at all? Uh, no, but I'll check in one sec. I just want to make sure Antoinette got back okay. Uh, I, I just missed it because I have a live fox up above. Yeah, you're good now. You're good now. Just as long as Britt Hume's not calling it, we should be okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we did get one early return in. Breaking from the great state of Arizona, Dr. Paul Gosar won easily in this election oh. for the Arizona's ninth congressional district there. So that's pretty awesome. Also, uh, well, Never Trumper and resident dirtbag John Thune won his re-election, um, defeating Brian Beggs in the uh, South Dakota Senate circuit. So at least Mitch McConnell will have his lap dog back. <laughs> yeah. Looks like a clean sweep out of New York with a little uh, side dish of Minnesota. AOC and Chuck Schumer walked to easy victories, as did Elon Omar. Uh, that's mm. coming across right now. Yeah. Oh, Elon Omar. I like that. My mom sent me a video of her filling out her ballot. In 2020, they gave everybody um, fucking Sharpies. Right? Yeah. Like voided. So then she sends me a video. It's a. It looks like a pen, but it's a marker. And I called right before I came on. I was like, what the fuck were you thinking? Excuse me for, I know we're live. I shouldn't be swearing, but. Well, like, you, you, you swear. swear. No problem. <laughs> And I'm like, what were you thinking? That was a marker. She goes, no, it was black ink. I go, no, that was a marker. She's like, oh my god, they've got me again. No, you, you wow. we uh, is that really a thing still? I mean, do they? Yeah, but they made it look like a pen. Wow. But it was a freaking marker, and I was like, wow, wow. What was somebody talking about? Maybe you know, using a blue pen or don't use a blue pen or. They're... I brought my own pens just in case they had you know paper ballots for me, but. Unfortunately, I mean, I thought it was just, you know, like the typical Scantron uh, testing. It just needs to be dark enough for the computer to pick it up. That's what it is. I mean, that's what they were. I think the issue with the marker was given that it's a double sided ballot, that it was uh, it was avoiding the other side because it was double marking other locations. Yes, it bled through the paper. Did hers bleed through? Did did you see? It looked like it. It looked like it it was taking it was picking up the ink like strongly. And I'm like, oh, my God, Mm. come on, Mom. Here yeah, we definitely, here we definitely, go again. Definitely, yeah, exactly. That's what. Uh, yeah, the, the Ilan Omar race, Ron. Did it say what the uh, what she won by? Or that uh, Cicely Davis was uh, her opponent, Republican opponent. Yeah, yeah, they didn't run. They they just don't run good elections in in these states. You know, it's it's challengers are all garbage, and uh, no, it just says projected winner Dem okay. Gotcha. So, yeah, we won't. We, we probably won't get numbers out of these until, uh, or or you'll see them on the. Across the tickers on a lot of the cable news shows, uh, we're just going with the breakings right now. Obviously, in places like Miami Dade, where we can take a little bit of a victory lap and then posterize the Dems, we'll uh, read those like we did before. But so far, looking good. No major upsets yet. Um, there are some people out there a little worried about both Ohio in the Senate and Pennsylvania in the Senate, but we'll be tracking those numbers yeah. throughout the course of the night if we if we get them. I mean, you know, we're going to continue down this road with. Uh, some of the messaging right now uh, that was given, you know, to the American public throughout the course of the uh, home stretch here, the midterm yeah. elections. Uh, 
Joe Biden was out on the campaign trail, unfortunately. I mean, the week before the last week, they kept him in Delaware, uh, but they did have him go out for events where he would, you know, join some of his counterparts, Barack Obama, and a lot of the candidates to half-ish filled up high school gymnasiums. (laughs) (laughs) Were they even filled halfway? Oh, man. I tell you what, there was a lot of people that were putting out videos. and uh, it, How many it, free gift cards were they giving out to show up? In battleground no, states like Maryland, he couldn't even fill up a, a, an entire auditorium. They made it into like a one-third. Maybe they were giving out free ballots. Like, here's another ballot. <laughs> <laughs> Just fill it out right here. On gift card and a ballot. Yeah. Um, Alan, you want to play clip eight real quick? And uh, we'll talk about some of the things that uh, Joe Biden said throughout the course of the last week. You said clip eight? Clip eight. Stand by, and I'll bring that up right now. You know, got to do all this production over here. Okay, here we go. Look at this guy. Joey Bag of Donuts over here. (laughs) No more drilling. There is no more drilling. Oh, I haven't formed any new, new drilling. Oh, he looks drunk. It's the oh, med. Yeah. <laughs> Someone take me home. Look at him. That was before I was president. <laughs> I'm trying to work on that, get that done. Thank you. Someone call me a cab. That, that, that statement was made in regards to new drilling. In addition to what he said earlier in the week, by I think 2035, he was going to end coal, which led to an, a massive meltdown because – I don't think he realized when he said it that nearly 74% of the entire U.S. energy, everything, uh-huh. runs on coal. And, uh, yeah, basically we would be like Zimbabwe overnight. <laughs> so, I mean, that's literally where, where we would be. Uh, tire piles in the street on fire, butcher knife gangs running around, like literally the worst parts of Haiti. Would be. <laughs> so I think it would be worse, I swear to you. Oh, man. Be like, like the purge on steroids. But I do want to, Alan, if you want to get ready, I'll lead it in. Clip five is going to be the other one. There are some people who are really worried about some of the stuff that's on the other side of this midterm election. Joe Biden is uh, not running away from that narrative either. You've heard it on the campaign trail from Donald Trump as as long as six months ago. It's, It's kind of gone into a lot of the candidates that have run and are looking to win elections tonight. But you've also had people like Ted Cruz, like Rand Paul, like even Kevin McCarthy warming up to the Biden Mayorkas Garland impeachment narrative. Uh, So listen, Joe Biden's uh, starting to feel the heat and uh, he was talking about it on the campaign trail. You hit clip five. Attack from the president. I'm I'm already being told if they win back the house and Senate, they're going to impeach me. I don't know what the hell they're impeaching me for. The ways. No, I, no, I'm not joking. And then, and then, then, and then, re, no, no. And then recently, they said we should stop talking about that till we win. <laughs> well, okay. All right, I'll start the list. So we have the Afghanistan withdrawal. Who, Noah? You go. <laughs> but back to the other thing where he said no more drilling. Uh-huh. Weren't they bragging about how many like oil leases and shit they were? There's over 9,000 unused leases in places that would take 10 years to start drilling in. Um, But yeah, let's start that uh, reasons for impeachment. I've got inflation. Noah? Well, we did Afghanistan. Yeah. Shutting down the pipeline. Yeah, the pipeline. Okay, so energy non-independence. Giving all of our money to uh, Ukraine. Alan, what you got? 
I mean, uh, what about all of the? Uh, <laughs> oh my God, the the so human the human rights violations at the southern border, plus just the. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's probably countless lists just the southern border alone. The southern border is definitely one as well. How did my mind go completely blank and I missed the most obvious I, I know, one? Right? You're working at Walmart too. Well. Humanitarian crisis, the worst we've ever seen for our country. Complicit in human trafficking, complicit in drug trafficking. I mean, and we're all paying for it. The fentanyl crisis. Yeah. yeah. So as of right now, this is breaking. Herschel Walker has captured the lead for the U.S. Senate in Georgia. Walker leads Warnock 43.49.3% to Warnock's 489 Estimated 55% of the voting. So just to let you know, I, I think Georgia is going to be one of the only major ones. If it happens for the Senate, I hope not. You have to get over 50% plus one vote in Georgia to be declared the winner there. If not, there will be a runoff election on December 6th. So mm-hmm. it's good for Herschel Walker right now. We know the votes that come in late day mm-hmm. of usually are from Republican strongholds. So I didn't really feel like Herschel Walker was ever going to be in trouble. I was just internally not sure if it was going to have to be a runoff election but uh you have to look at it this way even if it does get to a runoff i think the amount of red wavedness that's coming in tonight is going to lead a lot of people to want to vote for him so we can get this country back on the right track so either way like the chips are stacking up for him um betterman 67 percent i think it went by quick caught it on the corner (laughs) okay What? 67% mental capacity? Oh. No. He wishes. That'll be that'll be in for me, that'll be the, the big upset if 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 retarded Shrek pulls it off. I know, but it'll be so obvious too, you know. <laughs> Can you imagine living there and just being like, oh okay, I'm on I'm on the team, but that yeah, that's that's kind of bullshit. Listen, was was it you, Ron, that said the the number one trending google search after the debate yeah how to change my vote how to change my vote yeah exactly yep it was yeah that's ridiculous no i'm sorry 66 percent fetterman and oz uh 32 percent i believe what's the percentage reporting that's what it was like right now i have live reporting yeah and and that means the exits are just kind of oh i'll report i say here 18 percent yeah that's right all right good i'm sorry she's trying to follow my it's going too fast And Pennsylvania is probably not going to have everything counted until, you know, two weeks from now from what they they had this set up for, you know. Rachel Maddow, who's been banned from the nightly schedule at at MSNBC, is, yeah, she she, she just predicted a red ripple instead of a red wave. (laughs) Red ripple. Our career is a ripple. Shut up, Randy. (laughs) Greg Abbott has successfully defeated Beto O'Rourke for the governorship of uh, Texas. See, and I thought faking being in a Mexican was was going to be an inform. I thought he was going to win. <laughs> I thought faking that he was a Mexican was going to pull it over the edge, and you know that he was he was going to win. Yeah. So according according to Politico's uh, 2022 election uh, mashup we got going on here, it's Fetterman 65.8, Oz 31.9, the Libertarian guy 1.2. Other candidates, 1.1, so somebody wrote in Mickey Mouse or something. 13, 13% of vote in, which is nothing. Very so, early. And that's and that's a lot. 13, and that's yeah. a lot to be said because obviously that team is all mailing in because they're still wearing masks and hiding in their basements, and everybody else is showing up at the polls. So yeah, we're good. I was actually surprised. Most of the people that I've seen in San Diego 
totally over the course of the last couple of weeks were, were the ones that were wearing masks in the polling centers. Today. Oh, yeah. So I didn't uh, see one mask. Not I one, saw mask. one today when I went to vote. One older woman. Um, but I'll, I, I'll, give, I'll give the older people a mulligan because, you know. Yeah, I know. Of course. I don't think she was a Democrat either. Which I was like, OK, dang. Nice. Yeah, I, uh, I don't endorse America first U.S. House candidate in Virginia's second district. Alexander Mooney has officially won his race for the House seat there. <laughs> so that's another one that's uh, stacking up nicely. Uh, there's there's another bellwether Virginia seven. Yes, Lee Garcia. We're waiting to see if. Um, you know uh, how she does there. That's that's a big bellwether. It was already. You know, great to see a couple of the other Trump endorsed candidates getting over the finish line. And uh, we'll just uh, keep tracking it it's going on um you know i think when when we talked about those recent joe biden clips we played and has he incoherently stumbled through Oof. it's always usually within 24 hours they roll out kjp um to, to, kind of, to do damage control and <laughs> uh, what he meant to say was whatever the opposite of whatever that fucking dumpster fire was but i'm gonna make you sound stupid for asking about it Oof. yeah she, she uh she kind of weighed in on his drilling slash ending coal. And uh, Alan, if you want to get oh, seven ready, guess. he didn't mean it. Got it. You have no idea. Oh, he, he didn't mean all that, right? Sounds like you cover this on a weekly basis, bi weekly, well, tri weekly basis Ooh. now. There you go. <laughs> so you're ready for KJP and Cole and talking about <laughs> I'm sure Noah's got the garrison button ready to go. Let's hear her. Let's hear her. Here's our, uh, here's our, here's our black queer. Uh, Wow. And uh, we're there. And we're there. And we're there. Well, I mean, that's how she got the job. We don't know if you get a very lengthy Saturday statement from you clarifying the president's remarks from the day prior. Can you walk through what the genesis of that was and whether or not you guys thought that perhaps it would be politically problematic had those statements been allowed to stand? So we just wanted to be, uh, you're talking about the, the, so we just wanted to be very clear uh, on that, uh, which is why we uh, put out a statement. It seemed like there was uh, uh, some confusion. Uh, oh, that. confusion. And so, uh, but, uh, you know, I want to say this. It was, oh. some of you were there. It was uh, it was loud and, and hard uh, to hear, I think. Oh. Or maybe right. not exactly what uh, what uh, what was being You're said? Trying. But I currently You're don't trying. want to go into punditry from here and, and why we did it, or do it, uh, or you know, pay you know, do it, did it on TV. But I to, to this over the weekend, the president's words we believe were twisted, no. uh, and uh, we were very clear about that. And anyone who knows Joe Biden knows he comes from a coal uh, a coal country from Scranton, Pennsylvania. His great grandfather was a a mining engineer. Oh. As you all know, president Biden knows that the men and women of coal country built this nation and he has spent his presidency fighting for coal communities so that they too uh, can benefit from the energy from the energy transition we're in right now again the reason why we put out uh, that statement to your you, you asked me about the genesis uh, we believe his words were twisted and we just wanted to make sure there was some clarity no no that was his brain that was twisted <laughs> so basically what you're saying is the sitting president is a retard and doesn't know what he's talking about is that what that, you're saying Mr. press secretary that is the most fucked up i've ever heard her speak i think yeah she's just like it was she's just like i got nothing i'm done she's like, you know what I'm, I'm i'm on my way out i'm fired whatever the hell <laughs> it's just throwing the towel i just want you to know that uh we uh, uh that there was a lot of noise and it was windy and he pooped his pants and uh 
the, the reason we put out the statement is because he did say some things and we believe that he said these things, but his words were twisted. No, he said, he said exactly what he thought he was going to say. Well, the best part about it was, is that we played the, our last clip before this was the Joe Biden Cole clip. And, uh, you know, it was quiet. He actually asked them what they said and that he, he kept doing that weird thing with the microphone, but he was listening intently before he talked about no colon and no drilling. Uh, moving forward. So she went out to clean up his diarrhea and uh, did so extremely poorly. And uh, yeah, that was kind of the messaging coming down the pike here leading up into today, which is election day. So racism is on the ballot. Democracy is on the ballot. Rovember is here and everything is fine. Everything is, everything else is literally fine. It, listen, don't listen to Republicans trying to tell you what's not fine. They're not experts. They have no business talking about stuff and uh it just seems like the republican messaging was so much better this election cycle they actually listened and they stayed on it i saw people want to get off of it lindsey graham a little bit a couple people who aren't like the never trumper gang wanted to talk about some other stuff you know lowering taxes and comprehensive immigration reform which is different from the border issue and and yeah the people that are going to win tonight just didn't stump on that uh, they went out and stumped on the Real America First agenda, Trump era policies backed um, plans for the next couple of years heading into the general election cycle. And uh, yeah, it seems like it's really starting to resonate across the country. As like I said, a lot of these uh, election results are starting to come in. Not not sure of how Justin Justin this is, but um, apparently Sarah Huckabee Sanders is projected to become the. Uh, oh, they, they, they called it. Uh, Did they call it? Yeah, yeah. she was. Yeah, she won. That was was our top off uh, right before you came in, Antoinette. So I think we did that one. Well, that's good news. Yeah, I'm just right now. I'm trying to like keep up with all the info that's coming in. Looks like uh, a little. I just got the Associated Press. Fifty-seven percent reporting in Georgia. Raphael Warnock is at uh, fifty-one point one percent. Herschel Walker is at forty-seven point one percent. Literally. You know, 1.3 million uh, to 1.2 million uh, right now, respectively. So, you know, keeping an eye on that. Someone in the chat had just said that Detroit was turning people away, saying that they voted by absentee ballot. Yep, I heard that as well. Very odd. Uh, so, I don't know. This old Georgia thing got to Well, we've got, we've got polls starting to close in yeah. the. Uh, you know, Ohio obviously is starting to get some results in. We've already heard that Mike DeWine is going to defend his governorship there, but we do have a lot of our friends who are running for house seats there, uh, namely Max Miller, who's a great friend of the show. He's become actually a pretty good friend of mine. I, I like talking to him on a frequent basis. Cash kind of connected us, and, and we just hit it off. He's, you know, Noah's been here for one out of two of his interviews or one out of three. He's just a down to earth, yeah, hardcore. He was there with Trump at all four years and different you know, uh, components of the Trump White House. He ended as the one of the chief advisors and special assistants to the 45th president. And uh, we're looking to see his race in Ohio 7. Obviously, uh, Madison Jesioto Gilbert is running in a house seat there. We, we can't wait to get the results on her. And then, you know, Alan had the opportunity today to sit down with one of our great friends, period, uh, J.R. Majewski. And uh, Alan, if you want to cue that up, I think uh, it'll be good to let our you know, viewership see, uh, you know, his last minute messaging and what he felt, you know, just about the whole 
cycle in general and uh, how excited he is to finally be on election day uh, when you sat down with an interview for him today. Yeah, I got it up here. We did, uh, you know, he was from one of the polling places in his car. We had to do it over Zoom, of course, you know, technology. But uh, yeah, here we go. Just do uh, that up. All right, we're here with J.R. Majewski running for Congress in Ohio's 9th District. What's happening, Jr.? Man, we're excited. We got a, a, a red tsunami that's coming. And um, we're sitting outside of my one of my uh, districts having a watch party. And uh, we're in Ottawa County, Ohio right now. And about 20 yards that way is Lake Erie. I should say 20 yards that way is Lake Erie. And uh, I got the fake news media out here waiting to hound me and try to follow me around. Uh, but other than that, we're hearing what uh, everybody's hearing all over the country is that the Democrats are not coming out to vote and Republicans are because we're tired of the bullshit. And, uh, you know, we're, we're going to we're going to take our country back and we're going to use our our republic to do so. And that's by virtue of casting a ballot and voting for the people that are going to go to Washington, D.C. and represent us because the people are getting sick and tired of it. And yeah. I'm one of them. That's why I'm running for office. Give us give us a, a little synopsis on how it's been all day on election day today in, in your district. How how's things been going? Um, you know, we uh, I burned the stage at the Trump rally last night. If you didn't see my speech, I encourage you to go watch it. Yes. And uh, you know, we, Dayton is a couple hours away. So um, after taking probably a thousand selfies last night and getting actually getting out of there, um, that left me at home at about three thirty four a.m. So. For the first time in probably a couple months, I actually slept in and uh, woke up at about 11 o'clock and we hit, you know, we, we went right at it, got in the campaign RV and uh, ran around the district um, looking at what the polling locations, you know, what, what the activity was like. And, and we saw long lines at almost every location that we went to. And, um, you know, today it's, this is about now, you know, relishing in our hard work and, uh, hoping that, well, I'm pretty confident that the voters are going to come out tonight and we're going to end Marcy Kaptur's career. God willing. Did you, how did Ohio fare with um, early voting and mail-in voting? Any uh, like numbers you throw at us or anything? I don't know. Um, I got some data dudes. I call them the nerds. They're, they're crunching the numbers, but they're not with me right now. Yeah. Um, but what they're telling me is that even, even early voting um, looks like it's it's suffered. I know Lucas County is the Democratic stronghold. That's uh, where the city of Toledo is. And uh, I want to say that, you know, they're down like 10 percent, um, if I'm not mistaken. Wow. So, yeah, I think it's yeah, I think I think we see a lethargic Democratic Party and um, we, we, we see independents that understand that our voting process is suspect. So they're going to be, you know, they are voting today in person. And I'd imagine like, well, I'll ask, well, what do you think uh, for people in Ohio, the biggest issues are when they're going to the polls today? I think generally speaking, it's just the, I don't know, it, it, for me personally, you know, I, I, I've run this campaign as if I was a voter because I believe I am. Um, I'm tired of politicians lying to us. I mean, at the end of the day, that's what this all boils down to. You know, you have Democrats and Republicans running around the country saying, we're going to get to the root cause. The root cause. I mean, they don't know what a root cause is. They've never, they've never ran a business. They've never done any serious 
um, level problem solving, right? Um, when you get to the root cause, I mean, you you ask the question why like 50 times. And uh, when you ask why we have inflation, it's because we have a administration that absolutely has no connection with the American people. And when you ask why that is the circumstance, it's, it's because they lie to us. I mean, if the Biden administration was honest with the American people, if they were honest with themselves, you may see, you may see a different result. I mean, hate Obama as much as you want and, and, and everything that he's done, but, you know, he didn't lie half as much as, as Joe Biden. And um, that's why that's why he maintains some accolades. And that's why he, you know, won a, a second term. I mean, the American people are doing their due diligence. COVID sat us at home and locked us in our homes. And it it, uh, it gave us very little outlet to the, you know, the, the country and the real world. And people dove into the Internet. And when politics invade every ounce and every minute of your life, you know, you become curious. And I think that people started to do the research. They maybe have ran into, you know, steak for breakfast or Roger Stone. I mean, who, who knows, right? Yeah. But but they, they ran into truth tellers and their their eyes are open. I mean, it's it really boils down to the fact that, you know, when you tell people the truth, it it, it not only sets you free, but it sets them free. And people don't like to hear the truth at all times. And it takes a brave person to, to, to be honest. And, um, you know, when you tell someone the truth and you know it's going to hurt their feelings, what you don't do is run away from them, right? You hold them up, make sure that they can, you know, uh, they don't stumble after they realize they've been lied to or realize that what they believed was true for so many years is nothing more than a lie. And uh, I think we're seeing that out of Republicans that are coming to office. They, they understand, we understand that we've been lied to. And sometimes it's hard to hit the campaign trail and, and say, Hey, this is the reality because not everyone's willing to hear it. So, you know, you have to develop a strategy in which you, you know, put that information out and, and, and tell the tough truth. But Joe Biden's been doing a hell of a job for us. Nancy Pelosi has <laughs> been doing a hell of a job for us. So does Marcy Kaptur. Oh, yeah. Marcy Kaptur spent her and Nancy Pelosi spent three, $4 million in my race talking about me, calling me crazy and calling me all these other things. And, you know, it, it, it backfired on him. You know, it, it, uh, I think that I know in a, in a month and a half time, she increased my name ID by, I think, 40 some percent. So thank you, Marcy Kaptur. Oh, agreed. You're, you're, you're definitely a, a big name in the America First movement, the MAGA movement, and you're going to be a, a hard-hitting, no BS uh, member of Congress, and I, I can't wait for that. And I'm sure I speak for a lot of people. You know, I'm, I'm in New York and you're I'm, I'm following your campaign more than I'm following some of my local congressional campaigns. <laughs> I mean, it's unbelievable how, you know, it's just hard hitting, intense, to say the least. And and you've been you've been put through it. You know, they, they attacked yeah. your military record. And then you you know, you had the untimely loss of your father, which, you know, uh, my condolences and, and you he's got to be looking down and says, that's my son. It's going to be in the United States congressman. He's going to go to D.C. and he's going to kick Democrats and rhinos asses and do amazing things. <laughs> it's Jr. You're uh, you're the man, man. I know you know. I, I said off air that I, I can't wait to Thank call you, you congressman. You're like, no, you're gonna call me Jr. But it, it's we 
it's amazing how many non-politicians are running for office now as Republicans. And I want them all to win because I'm so tired of rhino Republicans and, of course, you know, nefarious, disgusting, satanic Democrats lying to us, the Nancy Pelosi's. And, and it makes me so happy that they're going to they've wasted all of that money going after you. I mean, nothing makes me happier that they wasted all that money. What do you think about the whole slate in Ohio, J.D. Vance, the whole the whole slate? Are we are we looking good? Yeah, I mean, J.D.'s a solid dude. I mean, uh, he and I met during the beginning of the campaign, uh, during the primary. And um, I, was, I was friendly with all the Senate candidates. I thought that we had a pretty good um, uh, stable of, of, of men and women that wanted to run. I didn't like a couple of them, but, you know, that's not my... Yeah, it's not my space. I mean, I just wouldn't vote for him. But realistically, JD is a good candidate. He's a solid guy. He's really smart, and uh, I think he's going to do us well in in DC. I really do. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that you know, you look across the Congress, and I mean, we got Jim Jordan. You know, I mean, we got we got Warren Davidson. We got um, you know Joyce. We've got some pretty solid you know folks that are in DC. We got some quiet ones, but you know. Not everybody has to be loud. Um, you know, the, the silent one. I mean, look at Warren Davidson. I mean, he's one of the most conservative guys you ever meet. And he's a member of the Freedom Caucus. And, you know, he doesn't like the limelight. You know, he, he, he's, he'll, he'll, he'll give you the hard truth, but he does it in a way where, you know, he, he, people just listen. And, uh, you know, th- there's room for all of this, these different personalities, personalities because I think, I'm confident at the end of the day, we all stand for the same thing, but JD's got to get in the Senate and make some noise. And uh, I'm confident that he will. Yeah. I think all, all of the right people that uh, we get in in both Congress and Senate, uh, people are going to feel galvanized within. And uh, I think we're going to see some more people uh, getting loud at, at the podium um, in, in both houses. I want to end up with you, um, Donald Trump. I mean, you're you're a Donald Trump endorsed congressional candidate. He uh, he came out to bat for you, and you know another 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 hard hitter. What do you think about this uh, November fifteenth yeah. announcement coming? Well, um, you know, as I said last night during the rally, I was hoping that he was going to make that announcement last night. I think personally, I think he had every intention of doing so, but I think that at the last minute, he was given you know some he had a you know some dialogue with his team and realized that him announcing last night would have been a good thing for the Democratic Party because that would have allowed them to take all attention off of the people that were running. And uh, once again, Donald Trump did what he's always done, and you know, he's put his, uh, his his own personal interests aside, and uh, he's given back to the party and the Republicans. So, you know, mainstream media, call, it, call, call him what you want, but the guy's pretty damn smart, and, uh, you know, I wouldn't want anybody else running my chessboard. Oh, absolutely. Maybe and, me, but outside of that, or yeah. Roger Stone. I mean, Roger on, Stone. Freaking, yeah. I, 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 I just did it. Me too. I was just, I was just on a, uh, just did a, a pre-record for the show with, with him also. He's in Nashville, Tennessee, you know, saving America, doing what he does. But another guy. Everybody know, loves Roger Stone. Everybody loves it. Roger Stone. And Roger Stone did nothing wrong. And, you know, That's right. like it or not, anybody out there, Donald, nobody's done more for the America First movement and, and in this country than Donald Trump. I mean, it's, it's, it's a fact. And I want to see him run again. I'm hoping that November 15th, that is what the announcement is going to be. And he runs and he kicks ass. 
and becomes president in 2024. And you will be uh, at that point running for real <laughs> re-election as a, as, as a you'll be ending your first term and uh, hopefully we'll be out there uh, campaigning for you again. So absolutely. JR, I'm, I'm really happy you took the time. You, the, the polls are closing soon at, at the time we're doing this. So we're looking forward to uh, checking in with you after you win at some point down the road. And uh, wish you the best of luck. And you're you're going to do great things for this country, JR. Thanks, man. Okay. We are going to win tonight. Not just me. Not the 9th District. The entire country. It's going to be a lot, of, a lot of solid conservatives that are going to be going to D.C. And uh, we got to work. That's the key. We can't just we can't just win elections. We can't be famous on Instagram and Facebook. We got to actually get out and we got to work. And uh, if I got to help people learn how to make calluses on their hands, I'm gonna have to do that. But I plan on I plan on making some noise. But uh, you know, I plan on getting things done. And I'm gonna tell you as a as a concerned American voter, and 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 including you and everyone else out there that I've supported. Um, I'll be holding your feet to the fire because it is your job now to make sure you're defending my freedoms and upholding the constitution. And, you know, listen, you're going to win and you'll be held accountable to do so, to do all of that. Absolutely. And uh, I, I, I can't wait. Thanks brother. All I right. expect nothing less, man. Tell Roger, <laughs> I said, I love him. And uh, we'll be calling you when we win. We'll do. All right, JR. Thanks for, uh, thanks for joining. We'll, uh, we'll talk to right, you buddy. soon. Thanks man. All right. Great to hear from him. Yeah. And uh, first numbers are coming in in Ohio. He's trailing right now, but it's a uh, not huge margin of the uh, of the vote count that's coming in. So we'll continue to track Ohio nine and all of the other Ohio's. JD Vance, how much vote they got in? The forty eight percent. The Trump yeah. Trump endorsed senatorial candidate in, in the state of Ohio has finally taken the lead. As as you know, numbers are starting to come in there. Uh, he was trailing by a considerable margin, but we all know in real time that's not really the best way to look at these things. You have to uh, really take into consideration what's going on and, uh, you know, where the votes are coming from, what portions of the state and uh, how they aligned up. How, uh, what was the percentage of reporting? Did you say it? I missed it. 48. 48%. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's good so far. We saw, um, I, I just pulled a, an audio clip. I want to play it from the Ron DeSantis victory speech. Uh, he actually is winning. He might actually win his uh, governor's race by, by 20%, and he's winning in places that Republicans haven't won in, like Palm Beach County, uh, for nearly 40 years. Wow. So, yeah, uh, Miami-Dade was not one of the only ones where we saw massive Republican numbers spiking. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things where you can't take into consideration the race that he's ran, the great governor that he's been, and, uh, you know, the debate that's coming up down the pike. We'll probably get to that in a little bit. Ronnie Jackson in Texas's 13th congressional district, won re-election there, uh, former Trump doctor and current congressman from the state of Texas. So that's good to see. Uh, let's hear Ron DeSantis in a quick speech just talking about how not woke tech, or, uh, Florida is. <laughs> legislature. We fight the woke in the schools. We fight the woke in the corporations. We will never, ever surrender to the woke mob. Florida is where woke goes to die. <laughs> People have come here because our policies work. Leadership. So that's kind of the, the big celebra celebration they got going on out there in Florida right now where 
59% of the vote so far with uh, about 70% of the votes counted have gone to Ron DeSantis. So he, he looks like he may eclipse that 20 point margin. Rubio also may eclipse, uh, eclipse 18%, which is huge for him. So, and uh, you know, a lot of that stems from uh, the Trump rally the other day down in Florida, president Trump endorsed Ron DeSantis. It was good to hear that after the, Ron, sanctimonious comments. <laughs> Two days before that, where, kind of, where did that come from? Sent it, well, Ron DeSantis put out a pretty, I guess you could call it sanctimonious campaign ad. Me and Alan were talking about it the other day, and uh, I don't know. It was, it was kind of it had godly vibes. What do you think? Alan? It, was, it was a little too yeah, much. Maybe, maybe for my taste, but you know, it's black and white, very like <laughs> Westish video choreography, like Ooh. angels singing in the background, and I'm just like, really, Ron DeSantis? <laughs> I thought you were like. Boat parades and friggin', you know, slamming coronas at campaign events. Yeah, not the second coming of Christ. I mean, <laughs> no, I like him too, but I like him exactly where he is. Uh, yes. A resounding win in the state of Florida to remain the governor there for the entire next cycle, if you know what I mean. Mm. Um, 100%. Yeah, Donald Trump did, uh, well, he, he talked about. A lot of things at his rally the other day. There was there was a bunch of new material, and unfortunately, we don't get to cover it as well as we do on our own show, where we do a comprehensive soup to nuts, you know, slattering of of every Trump rally, including the uh, what do you would be you know, um, it's like tailored to every state he's in. Ending. Oh yeah, he talks about certain cities, famous people that have come from there. His recap. Yeah, and. Yeah. Uh, but apparently we won't have to wait too long to start hearing them again because Alan's going to play the clip now that that sent everybody into a tussle, including all the uh, boomer sweats inducing hosts at Fox News, uh, <laughs> talking about a very special announcement. Who I, I do want to say again, date we knew everybody else yep. had wrong. We did. But we yep. <laughs> let's hear the 45th president of the United States, specifically including the election of all the people that I'm going to name. I'm going to be making a very big announcement on Tuesday, November 15th, at Mar-a-Lago in Palm Beach, Florida. Hmm. <laughs> we want nothing to detract from the importance of tomorrow. You understand that, J.D.? I, I think it doesn't detract, but it's just it's it's the Donald Trump we've all come to love. Like if he didn't say something before the midterms yeah. about it, especially since, you know, as we're, we're in the queue right now to, to interview Donald Trump. We're, we're really hoping that it happens. Uh, we have we have a smaller window be before he becomes a little bit more exclusive. Obviously, that window uh, closes a little bit on November 15th. But the fact of the matter is, is that you expect it from him. You don't want to have him not say stuff that's going to direct it back to him. You know, I thought it was really in poor taste the other day. I put a huge thread on Twitter. Go back and, and look at our account there. We're stake, at Stake for Podcast on Twitter. And, and I wrote like a 13-tweet thread talking about in preparation for the midterms and this show, part of the thing is ingesting as much as you can. And I sat through the Fox News midterm election preview special. It was two hours of garbage. Oh. And, you know, one of the things that surprised me was I made it through the first hour. I believe we were at I looked at my watch. We were at like the one hour and 14 minute mark. And they had said nothing about Donald Trump. <laughs> and, and the funny part about it was 
is that I put all the receipts in these tweets that I put out in this, uh, you know, Fox breakdown thread of how they went ahead and basically like took credit for like the popularity and, and rising starness of all these candidates. They were like hyped about Blake Masters and JD Vance talking Dr. Oz and of course, Carrie Lake and, uh, hilarious yeah i'm Just, sitting yeah but then again i went and pulled that clip that we played on this show we were we were one of the only people who ever talked about it and you know even people like bannon and mm-hmm. Pasobic and kirk they even stayed away from it because i know they don't want to like piss off the people that are involved and in how everybody works behind the scenes believe me there's a huge web of the way everybody works off behind the scenes just oh, you know works. why matt slaps on war room all the time um but grifter you know, Laura Ingram and, and the girl who ran against Carrie Lake in the primary did a did a, a a spot on the Ingram angle, and they just fucking dunked on Carrie Lake for like five minutes straight. They were talking about how she was a former Obama door knocker and just laughing. I love bitches. Yeah, and, and, and then like for the last two weeks, Carrie Lake's been on the Ingram angle almost every single night, and all the other Fox News shows, which is great because we want these candidates that Trump endorsed. Uh, you know, and the real America first candidates to be able to get out to millions of voters a night, especially the ones in their states and get their messages across. But these people are just such two faced, slimy embarrassments of news coverage. Mm. And, uh, you know, it's just I call her the Botox queen for a reason. I wouldn't give her a bad nickname if she wasn't like a complete turd. But she is. And she's awful. You know, the same thing with Sean Hannity. His narrative hasn't changed in 10, 15 years. It's still the same Sean Hannity uh, that you could put on like a 2007 or 2015 version of the Hannity show. And he's talking up the same things. He's just replacing Mm -hmm. the people who go on his show. Tucker's been a lot more comprehensive this new cycle. He's actually in his short pieces has gotten a lot more personal with these candidates than anybody on the rest of the mainstream media has. He asked about how it affects their family, how it affects their children. Like what was your walkaway moment like for people like JD Vance and Carrie Lake? And I think that's a huge component that we've always given you on this show, because especially in the beginning of this election cycle, you know, a lot of these candidates come on for the first time and we'd be with them for 20, 30 minutes. I mean, Carrie Lake gave us a, 40 minute interview the first time she was on our show. Yeah, and that uh, was like the 10 minutes off, off, offline too. At yeah. the beginning. I mean, she like when she sat down for the first time, she really wanted to get to know us. And uh, I've never had a problem talking with anybody on her team. Her husband's great. Ross is great. You know, all the people that have worked on team Lake have just been amazing. Even when she switched her social medias off, like, Carrie's team took over a big component of her social medias and I would message her on that often. And she would talk back to me. Like one time she went on uh, like a Newsmax afternoon show and they tried to corner her on something and she lit them up. Oh yeah. And then we're going to stay on this and we're going to come back with Carrie Lake. And I was like, please, she's like, Oh, I'm just getting started. (laughs) But then, you know, when it gets time after the primary elections and you want, you know, your staffers maybe to be cranking out information 24 seven, I've had people from multiple campaigns, but Carrie Lake's the one that sticks off top. They're like, Hey, this is Carrie Lake's team. We're going to be running her Instagram. So if you want her, text her or call Ross, you know, you could message her husband. I mean, obviously they didn't know, but she gave me her husband's phone number uh, because she wanted me. She would send me like video clips and she'd be like, hey, can you share this on your social medias? Here's my husband's number. Anything I want you to put out, I will. And I have. But but just to watch these candidates and the way that they've operated, uh, you know, like I said, good for them getting into the mainstream media, but not really the way, you know, that the, these companies work. It must really have frustrated people like the the corporate office at Fox and Paul Ryan and all the people behind the scenes who hate Donald Trump to have all of his candidates as like, like literally the crown jewels of this election cycle. And uh, just to see the absolute meltdowns uh, we've, we've seen come, you know, from places like that. Uh, it's, it's, 
it's really great to see these candidates have had such an amazing uh, trip here and that it's ending tonight. And hopefully in the next few days, uh, we'll get all the results and, and, and they'll be the results we want. So, um, <clears throat> what do you think about the whole mainstream media narrative? I know you've got just as, you know, much love for them as we do here on steak for breakfast, but I, I mean, you've seen it. Uh, and, and you know, Oh, I, I wanted to get to my point real quick. So I was watching the Fox midterm election show. Right. And after about an hour and 15 minutes, they throw it over to Brit Hume, who's always been kind of like middle uh-huh. of the road. Didn't really seem like he disliked Donald Trump, but I could definitely tell that something either after tw- the 2020 election, they wanted like Brit Hume to go out there and maybe like write an op-ed or talk on Fox News shows about the rigged and stolenness level of it. And he probably just blew them off or, mm-hmm. or wasn't about that life. Yeah. And it's like, you know, he gets into it and I'm going to do my best Brit Hume. I don't do as good a Fauci as Noah, but we're both pretty good. I would say I'm a nine. <laughs> he's a 10. Noah does 10 out of 10 Bernie Sanders because <laughs> we played a Bernie Sanders clip for a guest once and they laughed when Noah started talking after the Bernie Sanders clip. <laughs> so, but I mean, in Brit Hume, he, he, they just throw it back to him after he hadn't said anything for like 20 minutes. He's like, well, you know, I think the, the best part for Republicans here is that Donald Trump has been both invisible and irrelevant in this midterm election cycle (laughs) he's like that's a good thing for republicans because all he does is spark controversy uh, you know then they went into the whole trump versus desantis thing which we'll get into probably in the next hour but the fact of the matter is to hear that as like the one pot shot fox news takes a donald trump absolute fucking embarrassment (laughs) brett hume for as decorated and as a reliable source of information someone who was maga at some point during the trump administration absolutely embarrassing i hope you went home and slapped yourself um hard <laughs> and took a cold shower because <laughs> listen there's a lot of money changing hands there's a lot of people who think they're in power everyone from like the biggest mainstream media outlets to the biggest podcasts out there to everyone who's you know an elected official currently who thinks they did a great job there are a lot of people out there who deserve participation trophies but let me be clear no one no one no one no one spent more time more money and more physical effort during this midterm election cycle than donald trump did it went from endorsing everybody during the primary season to the money that his two super PACs have poured into the campaigns and just how much it costs time money and effort wise to do the save america rally circuit 34 rallies over the course of the midterm election season where you could you had the president before trump Barack Obama going around and the sitting president of the United States is supposedly Mr. 81 million votes. Joe Biden, when he was allowed to go around, <laughs> even fill a fucking high school gym. And no matter where Donald Trump went, listen, some of the rallies were absolutely ridiculous. You would have 30, 40, 50, 60,000 people in places like Texas and deep red states. But there wasn't a rally that happened that didn't have less than 10, 15, 20,000 people at it, period lines out the door people camping out nights before and donald trump putting his stamp on all of these people that he endorsed for this midterm election campaign it's something that we've never seen before he's a once in a lifetime political icon and the fact of the matter that places like fox news want to take pot shots on the 45th president like that it's just absolutely like i mean we all know how scummy they are when you look at the panel it was martha mcgallum never trumper brett Baer, mr call the election uh call arizona first and then call the election first on fox news yeah and then the other side of the table they had like douchebag juan williams who's you know talking about <laughs> oh i don't think like, he's like what's, what's really a red wave like what does that really mean it's like He's such a douche. I hate him. And and it's just like call it tsunami. Yeah. <laughs> tsunami. Yeah, have you ever seen a hurricane? Yeah. <laughs> it's all about the money. That, like nobody's listening to them either. They, it's it's kind of I feel like it's 
humiliating for them themselves. You know, obviously they get their marching orders and they have to say certain things. But honestly, who the fuck is listening to them like they used to be for? Nobody. <laughs> no, it's... And this is not just about, you know, Dems versus Republicans, you know, red versus blue. This is like a whole new era and a revolution in a sense. You know, people are waking up from all sides. Yeah, they and, certainly are. You know, and, and we saw... Like, realizing the rhinos, realizing the slime balls, you know, in Fox News, not trusting the media, realizing who owns all the media basically yep. is the same people. So the illusion of, you know, uh, CNN and Fox is it's okay. Yes. There are some people on Fox that might be like, you know, for example, Tucker, you know, doing his thing, doing the right thing, but it's all the same shit owned by the same people. Tucker would do so much better if he left Fox started his own. I think he would do amazing things. I, I don't know if Tucker makes it through, the 2024 general election cycle on the path that he's on. We all have to remember Tucker Carlson received like Brett bear, like criticism for his denial of any rigged and stolenness in the 2020 presidential election in the weeks and months that followed after he would bring people on the show and he would just kind of crap on them and dismiss it. And, you know, wanted to be journalism over anything, but as the last couple of years have played out, we've played so many clips on our show. Alan, I've talked to you about this off the air and, and on the great steak breakfast on Saturday mornings, Tucker Carlson, references mr 81 million votes like the most oh, popular yeah. president in the history of the universe joe biden right now in such a sarcastic way he's yes. like come around in his own mm -hmm. listen he wouldn't be getting <laughs> yeah he wouldn't be getting facetime with donald trump if uh like they were at the live tournament a couple months ago before you know uh two years ago and now he, he's right there and uh got, got an extra red pill give an extra right. red pill to tucker Mm -hmm. And the thing is, I don't know if he stays on this path and at Fox News, even with his popularity, makes it through the next two years because he won't need them. No, he doesn't. He could start his own media outlet and be just as popular. He'd I mean, be better off. Yeah. Yeah. I think he'd be better off financially. Yeah. So, I mean, we've saw some of the Tucker documentaries that he's made, the J.D. Vance, the Blake Masters, the recreation, like the fall of man with the raw egg. Who would have thought the raw egg nationalist would narrate 40 minutes of an hour and a half documentary right? on Tucker Carlson two years I know, ago? That was yeah. unbelievable. He does have a great voice. No, he certainly does. And uh, what does he call it? <laughs> Combating soy globalism. Oh, soy globalism. Uh, we love there's a shout out to Ren, the, the raw egg nationalist who who is one of our good friends i talked to him all the time on instagram he's been on our show several times talking about how you know that it's this really important component and one of the things that's lacking in this country right now so um brian kemp officially has won the governorship in georgia we have what else is coming across? well dan cox unfortunately did not win the governorship in maryland and at the same time they voted to uh legalize marijuana throughout the state so you, then that'll be the next oregon philadelphia because that's just a gateway that means all drugs will be on the ballot within you know two to four years and and maryland will continue to spiral down into a absolute disaster of a state uh right, baltimore <laughs> yeah so let's anything on uh reporting I don't have that up. Uh, New York governor? Not yet. I no. do have Kevin Stitt has defeated Joy uh, Hoffmeister for the Oklahoma governor, the open race there. Uh, uh, Illinois governor's incumbent Pritzker is holding on by a point and a half mm. uh, right now over Trump endorsed America first Darren Bailey, 49 to 47 almost 48%, and that's only with 17% reporting. So that looks pretty good there as well. Uh, we'll continue to track these numbers as they're uh, coming in. But, uh, yeah, it's looking pretty good so far. I don't see any major upsets yet. 
Um, oh, I got some raw egg nationalists for you. A citizen of the soy globalist regime. What a great voice. <laughs> Absolutely. Velvety, delicious good. voice. <laughs> no, it, it, it's great. An update on that whole Ohio Senate seat, too. This is just breaking off the wire. J.D. Vance has extended his lead. He's now leading 52.8% over Democrat incumbent. Tim Ryan, 47.2%. So as, as we're seeing the numbers come in there, it's looking like another good one there for America first. So we're just going to have to keep plugging away here. But uh, I don't know. I, I think um, looking forward down the road, one of the big things that uh, is going to be on the agenda, obviously, is impeachments. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, a, I was just going to say that too earlier. I was like, I feel like it. Uh... A Republican House and Senate could repeal things like the uh, – Inflation Non-Reduction Act. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. we obviously can't ask for the checks back from <laughs> the COVID Relief Act, but uh, we won't. We won't be seeing any more freebies. They're repoing a lot of TVs. You know what? One of the things that I think Democrats missed messaging on, and uh, I only saw it maybe once or twice. Somebody from the Wall Street Journal and the New York Times in the last couple of weeks put out op-eds about it, but it never got into Democrat messaging because I think. They knew they were so far off the rails. It was like, okay, we got to start talking about crime in the economy a little bit, but we still have to tell them like abortion and the end of democracy is more important. But I really thought that the Obama, uh, I'm sorry, well, it might as well be the Obama administration. The Biden administration was going to start rolling out like a teaser for, hey, if we can keep control of Congress, you guys will probably get new stimmy checks before Ooh. Christmas. So listen. I'm surprised they didn't get that desperate now that you say that because, you yeah. know, they got desperate, but they didn't get. Yeah. Ukraine. What do they have? <laughs> is that in Arizona? No, this is New Jersey. Oh so, yeah, voting machines were down throughout the day in New Jersey. Yeah, Ugh. I heard that. It's I heard just that too. the fuckery is just running amok right now. I mean, you got. Well, it's scrambling so hard in these blue states. It's unbelievable. They're using any tactic. You well, know, and the as- preemptive media strikes too. I mean, I think ABC right. yesterday posted this one. As early election day results come come in on Tuesday, it will likely appear that Republican candidates vying for any number of the federal or statewide races appear to be leading their Democratic opponents, even by large margins. Their leads will dwindle or crumble completely after perceived, quote unquote, dumps of votes are recorded by state election officials who count mail-in and absentee ballots in the days or even weeks Hilarious. following election day. There should not be fucking weeks after election oh, no, day. dude. If it, if, if- countries that don't even have like not even like mean i'm not third world but like second world countries can i break it can i break in with some breaking news real quick we've got some big ones what do you got uh senator Rand paul has won re-election and and the the talking point of his (laughs) re-election speech was (laughs) he vows to end the covid19 cover-up and i'm quoting now i will subpoena every last damn document of dr fauci if i have to nice i love that man Yes. So Thomas, right, Man- Paul. Thomas Massey, the sitting House uh, congressman from Kentucky's 4th District, is also one re-election. So that's a, that's another big one right there. And uh, Trump-endorsed America First governor from the great state of South Dakota, Christy Noem. She's won re-election as well. Nice. So those, those are just some of the ones that Man- are... Paul uh, one got me super excited because he, he's going to go like full stop. Yeah, Wisconsin's just starting to report right now. Only fourteen percent in Georgia's looking good. Sixty-six yeah. percent uh, in. Forty-nine point seven percent Walker opposed to uh, 
48.5 Warnock. Definitely hoping that those rural mm-hmm. votes that are going to come in later are going to push him to the 50% plus one vote. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it is looking good for for Mr. Herschel Walker there. Great. Enjoy our steak for breakfast. He did three amazing interviews with us over the course of the election cycle. And uh, yeah, I'm just looking at it as it's coming in right now. Um, Walker right now. Actually, I just got a breaking news on Noah's breaking news. Herschel Walker has gotten to 50%. Uh, it's 50. 50- <laughs> That's amazing. Good. You can't do that. We, we'd be pressing that button on goddamn night. So. Breaking news. Sorry, I meant to press this one. Oh. No, just kidding. We are waiting for some of our call-ins as well. We are going to be joined by Christina Bob. She's wrapping up in Michigan as the polls close there. She ran uh, a Trump-endorsed uh, voter election uh, event tonight, and she's going to be speaking. And she said as soon as she gets off, she's going to be jumping on with us for a full uh, interview or and update from the Wolverine state. We've also got Cash Patel, who if anybody's watching Real America's Voice right now, it's out there. He's cheating on us with Steve Bannon. Uh, his, his, How dare you? His new contractual contributor to Real America's Voice has him going on the larger apparatus tonight, but he will be slumming with us and maybe giving us an apparatus count when he comes on the show with us via the phone later. Um, I've also put out calls for. Uh, Liz Harrington, she said she'll get back to us. She's obviously going to be at the event at Mar-a-Lago. Um, Raheem Kassam was there, but his plane was delayed, I think, two or three hours today, so he's not in a very good mood. Uh, mm. But uh, we'll be circling back with him anyways in just 14 episodes from now for our 200th show extravaganza. And, um, yeah, so so we'll be, we'll be connecting with a couple of our good friends. I'm going to, you know, get back on the text with uh, Mike Collins. He had a big victory tonight, see if he wants to call in. And uh, I'll, I'll probably text Sandy Smith uh, waiting on her results as well uh, to see and, and see if she wants to phone in once they get them as well. So we're going to keep you guys up to get updated right here and, and we're going to stay on it. Um, just checking on these breaking results. Anything out of Arizona, Ron? No, not yet. I mean, the polls close in Arizona at 7 p.m. I did see today that the GOP of Arizona took an extension and asking for an extension to uh, keep the polls open because of all the shit that's happened there today. And the judge denied it. So they, they did not get the same results they got in, in that they got in Pennsylvania today to extend it to, let's say, 10 p.m. Uh, mountain time, which I think they are. So we're we should be seeing the Arizona polls close within the next hour. Um, and, uh, yeah, we'll just have to see what, what goes on there. Let's see. Tammy Duckworth won her reelection. She's got awful, uh, for the U S Senate in Illinois. That was just called. And, uh, yeah. We'll have uh, to- Las Vegas election day mail. Sorry to cut you off. Get it. Sometimes I lag. Uh, Las Vegas election day, uh, day mail votes won't be counted tonight. A report. So it's a tweet for Clark County where I'm at. Uh, let's see. It says it just confirmed that whatever mail has been dropped off today will not be tabulated tonight in Clark, and they actually take until Thursday. Mm. And what will be tallied tonight are election day in person and all the early mail votes already in the system to save and save provisional ballots. Interesting. Election season it has to stop. Yeah, it certainly does. Um, we're going to be connecting here with Christina Bob in just a minute. Uh, she just texted me. She's got the green light. She's just done speaking and I'm waiting for her to say good to go. And I'm going to give her a call. And uh, as we're getting ready to lead in her, everybody knows our great friend, Christina Bob. She's a monthly, sometimes bi-monthly. She'll be back on the 15th. It's going to be a big day because 
on the 15th on the Steak for Breakfast podcast, we got Cash Patel and Christina Bob. So we're going to get both ends, a uh, special assistant to the 45th president and, and one of his lawyers on the show same day. And that's going to be the day that the announcement comes. Um, but, you know. Or the knock on the door. Never know. <laughs> <laughs> True. <sighs> But uh, yeah, so I guess we'll start seeing the uh, race to well, you know, after tonight, and, and when and when we finally do get all the results in and win back the House and Senate, the Donald Trump indictment train will obviously be pulling out of the station again because I haven't heard that narrative for the last couple of weeks because Democrats have been doing such damage control, you know, coming down the stretch here. So it's uh, now we'll we'll start talking about every indictment under the sun, all of these new lawsuits coming his way. I did see something today or yesterday about, uh, you know, Trump indictment looms after possibly after midterms or something yeah. like that. Yeah, that was an MSNBC op-ed yeah. and uh, Trump indictment <laughs> looming has been looming for the last seven years. Oh, I saw it over the hill. That's what it was. The hill expected a day ago expected Trump indictment looms over midterm election. You know, it's it's. Yeah. It's going to be interesting because if he announces that he's running for president in in you know, on November fifteenth, what are they going to do then? That he's now declared himself a presidential candidate for twenty twenty four. They're going to move ahead and 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 indict him. All right, I'm, I'm laughing right now. Headline I'm I'm reading on the New York Post: Ukraine with a Zelensky <laughs> his arms like folded, like looking all nervous. Ukraine nervously watching U.S. midterms as military aid hangs in the balance. <laughs> as as paycheck hangs in the balance. Yeah. As, as stimmy check hangs in the balance. <laughs> exactly. Hey, guess what? Trump endorsed America first senatorial candidate out of the Tar Heel state. Ted Budd just announced the official winner there. Nice. So that's, that's great to see the uh, current congressman, House member from North Carolina, take it up to the next level and, and win his his congressional race there for a Senate seat. And um, yeah. So it's, it's looking really good. And, and as of right now, we're, we're just learning that polls on the West Coast are closing in some states, which include California, which closed at 7 p.m. So we're going to be seeing uh, there were there was a couple battleground districts in California seats that looked like they were prime for picking. Uh, Peter Hernandez is one of them. Uh, Kevin Kiley in, in California, three. Kevin Kiley is a national level uh, U.S. House representative running for uh a house seat here in California. He has fought tooth and nail with Gavin Newsom from instant one of COVID pushing back against everything from the mandates and the masks to the sexualization of children. Had a great interview with him last Friday, episode 184 of steak for breakfast. If you missed it, um, still looking right now, uh, early results are starting to come in in Nevada, still too close to call, even with uh, initial polling coming out for the governor's race there. Uh, that's Joe Lombardo and, uh, you know, everybody's least favorite governor currently, Steve Sisolak. Mm. Oh, we've got uh, China owned. We've got the Instagram Stasi working, uh, working hard to uh, to quell disinformation. T tell me if this uh, this uh, particular information sounds disinformationy to you. Election Day tabulators across Maricopa County County are reportedly not working. Hmm. Does that sound okay? Sounds fine. That sounds like exactly what's happening, right? Yeah. Just in context, the same information was reviewed by independent fact checkers in another post. More opinion. Context. AF yeah. United States conclusion. Missing context. More information. Arizona voting machines breakdown sparks baseless fraud claims. What? Hmm. Uh, what does that have to do with the 
exactly what that says. It's a fucking headline. It's a news article. Well, they just they have they have to get out in front of it. They have to right. spin the narrative. That's all they got to do is just put a little red uh, emergency signal next to everything, just to. Hey, Alan, you want to pull up Christine? I'm I'm giving Christina a call right now. She's gonna yeah, we're ready to go. We're ready to go. All right. Oh, there it is. Hey, Ron, how are you? Hey, joining us on the phone right now. We just teased you. This is uh, attorney for Save America. She's uh, hanging out in the battleground state of Michigan, a little bit colder than the party going on down at Mar-a-Lago. Miss Christina Bob, thanks for joining us <laughs> on our live Thank election you. night special. How's everything going with you? Uh, things are going great. Michigan looks really good. Uh, the early numbers look really good in Michigan, so we are all in good spirits here. Um, I'm really excited about the way things are going and the way they're developing. And, you know, just knowing the difference between 2020 and then 2022, as far as the operations at the Detroit TCF Center and around the county, I think we are in much better shape. So, yeah, we're all things look really good right now. So uh, I got with the president about 30 minutes ago and everyone's real happy about Michigan. So what did the president have to say before I get into any of the election stuff? Do you know if he's tuned into yeah. our show right now? Has <laughs> yeah, he watching the live I don't show? Know. I, you know, I forgot to ask him. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but maybe, maybe he is. Okay. Um, I think he's at a party. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he, he's excited about Michigan, and I, I was specifically telling him about some of the efforts in Michigan as far as, you know, they've quadrupled the number of workers here and volunteers, and there's a bunch of attorneys on the ground, and he is just really proud of the folks in Michigan and all of the work that they've done to try to correct this state, you know, especially in a midterm election when Governor Whitmer's only through her first term. She, you know, normally the incumbent is just kind of a given. But they've done so much great work. I actually think Tudor Dixon will take it. And uh, the numbers from Matt DiPerno and Christina Cromo look pretty good. I think I, I think we're in really good shape. And he was just pleased and telling everybody, uh, you know, keep keep up the good work. And I, we expect to see Michigan turn red. No, we, we've tracked all of these candidates. We've had an overwhelming majority of them on the show, including uh, DePerno and Kristen Caramo. We've also, you know, have done almost a monthly segment with John Gibbs trying to help him through his campaign yeah. cycle. Yeah, well, um, he's looking good, too. He has some good early numbers. Yeah, we, we feel the exact same way and uh, can't wait to start getting those early results out of Michigan. So what you can confirm just off of what you saw today, and it's something that you've elaborated on in other times on our show, way less shenanigans at face value uh, than in 2020. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's correct. We've had a lot less um, incident reports come in, and then the reports that have come in have all been resolved appropriately. So like even when our attorneys have had to call, when I say our, I mean like the DiPerno campaign or, you know, the RNC or somebody, um, when those attorneys have had to call into the clerk, they've been reasonable conversations and both sides agreed to a reasonable solution. So every, everything seems to be looking good. Of course, there's issues, right? It's an election and there's things that people are uh, concerned about or questions or whatever, but they appear, at least at this point, they appear to just be normal um, like normal questions that you would see come up during an election. It doesn't appear to be anything um, nefarious, at least not at the moment. So I'm, I'm really happy with that. Things seem to be looking good, and I, I cannot wait to see Governor Tudor Dixon and Attorney General Matt DiPerno and Secretary of State Christina Caramo uh, take, take back Michigan with all the congressional candidates. 
included. No, we feel the exact same way. Now, Christina, we do have to get a soundbite on you. Obviously, it's become public. We knew way in advance and behind the scenes. There was a special announcement coming on the 15th. Uh, Uh, Yeah. So, you know, to finally hear it at the Save America rally the other day in Ohio, Donald Trump teased it. He actually made a comment today when he was in passing to the media that he's all but made his decision on even his vice presidential candidate uh, uh, candidate. And he'll be announcing that soon as well. But to, but to tease the 15th is the day that we all knew was coming. How great right. does that make you feel as someone who's been along for an entirety of the ride through so many different elements of the Trump administration, and then to go to work for Save America and, uh, and all the stuff you're doing now to see the the, yeah. re- re- the rewards we're about to reap from this midterm election, and then the announcement that's coming next week? Yeah. Oh, I, I can't wait. I can't wait. And I mean, we all, I say we, you know, talking about the Save America team and the Trump team, but it's really we as America and American futures. We, we've been through the ringer, you know, we thought we were, we thought we went through the ringer prior to 2020 and then 2020 hit. And then, you know, we had COVID and then we had the crazy election and then everything that's come after that with the attacks and the raid on Mar-a-Lago and the, the shenanigans with the New York Attorney General, just these taxi, 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 that it's going to feel so good to just be on the other side of these midterms and actually have a little bit more opportunity. And um, I'm, I'm looking forward to probably shifting over to the campaign and, and working on the campaign. And uh, I, I can't wait. I'm, I'm so excited. I'm excited for our country. I'm excited for the American people. I think I think we are on the verge of America's most prosperous era, and I, I think that's going to be really good. Oh, you talked about it over a year ago. The the next three election cycles are ones that could usher in a just a long and prosperous, you know, Republican. It's not even rule. It's just like a better way of governing this country than we've seen over the last yeah. couple of years. Everybody got to see the alternative, like more than at face value. It's almost if you li- live in some of those Democrat ran cities, it's like beyond face value. It's almost at like take your life value. But but the fact of the matter, when we're seeing some of these exit polls tonight, Ron DeSantis winning by like 20 points, oh, Marco, yeah. Marco Rubio clearing 80 points, Herschel Walker. Yeah maybe getting over the threshold to avoid a runoff. It looks like he's he's over 50% right now. J.D. Vance is looking good. And yep. then, Christina, one last thing I want to touch with you on. You've been all about election integrity since day one. You've not only talked about it, you've been on the front lines. When you see what goes down in places like Maricopa County in Arizona today, how does that make you feel mm-hmm. as someone who's been trying to fix this for the last two years? Um, well, it's infuriating. It's infuriating that the Arizona candidates are still dealing with this. Um, I do expect it to get cleared up. Um, I I think that Carrie Lake and Blake Masters and all of the Trump candidates, Mark Bentham, all of them, I fully expect them to uh, win their races outright. Um, I, I think if they don't, I mean, they're so heavily favored. They, I think they have good cases for the fact that they had been advertising vote on election day and Carrie Lake's opponent was running the election. You know, there's all this fishy stuff, but because it's so bad and it is so poorly run and it is so obviously flawed, I think the only choice really is to, to correct it. Yeah. And I, I, I expect that to happen. Um, I don't think they're going to try to jam this through as legitimate. So um, I, I don't think anybody, I don't think any Arizona voters or I don't think the rest of the country will tolerate uh, Arizona just allowing the Trump candidates to be robbed of a race like that. So and I'm not even, I don't even want to imply that, that that's in the process because, you know, we don't really have the numbers and um, there's still a lot, uh, you know, a lot that needs to happen. But 
I fully expect all of the Trump candidates to walk away with their races. And if they don't, um, there's going to be a mess to clean up in Arizona. And I think it will get cleaned up. No, I think so too. Christina, we're looking to circle back with you. Now, the day we have on our calendar is the 15th. So we're hoping to hold you to that. We know it's probably going to be a busy day for you and the entire apparatus they've got going on down at Mar-a-Lago. Yeah. But, that's uh, funny. That was not pre-planned as well. I didn't know that that was the date he was going to announce. So We've got you funny. and Cash bookended on that show. So Oh, fantastic. Yeah, we're going to be uh, getting a whole lot of MAGA on that day in more ways than that's we great. can even think about. But uh, we, we appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule. Listen, we know how hard you work. You're always on the road. If you're not live reporting from the rally you're doing diligent work for the president whether it be election integrity or all the stuff at save america and we're thankful that we got to sit down with you tonight real quick and uh, catch an update from the state of michigan and we'll be looking forward to hosting you on the 15th yeah i can't wait thank you guys so much and thanks for all you're doing and your great reporting and your awesome podcast really you you guys are the future of journalism in america so uh, <laughs> thanks for everything you're doing well, we're going to continue to uh, run with that one, and uh, we'll be running with you on the 15th. This is attorney for Save America, one of our great friends, Ms. Christina Bob. Thanks for jumping on the show with us. Thanks. Bye. Nice. Very, 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 very nice. Great stuff. Oh, she's the best. Hey, Alan, you want to see if you could pull up uh, Right Side Broadcasting in a browser? It looks like Donald Trump's going to be giving some uh, statements live from Mar-a-Lago, so maybe you could keep an eye on that and see if there's anything relevant, and we could pull it into the... Uh, browser feed if it's if it's uh him speaking yeah i'll uh i'll look into it now we're looking at uh, some other breaking results right now um trump endorsed america first senatorial candidate eric schmidt has defeated trudy brush uh in missouri senate race uh it's been officially called uh josh shapiro has defeated doug mastriano in the pennsylvania governor's race uh, Come on. Yeah, that's, and, that's a really bad Pennsylvania. What are you doing? What are you doing, Pennsylvania? You could have been so you could have been free. You could have been great. And now you got this ridiculous commie midget that is now going. I you know, I just had a bad feeling, and I have a bad feeling of the Oz and Fetterman race, and it's gonna be one of those things where if John Fetterman, you know, does become victorious, he's not going to last. And now that Shapiro is is going to be the governor, the Democrats are going to hold that seat, and he'll just he'll he will appoint someone else. And it's all about that retaining power. And uh, I mean, hopefully, there's still hope, and Doctor Oz will pull through. But Pennsylvania, geez, what a disappointment! Yeah, it certainly yeah. is. And to see that the campaign that Doug Mastriano ran, huge grassroots movements, abandoned by the National Governors Association and pretty much self-funded aside from a couple Trump teller rallies and the three, you know, Trump Save America rallies that they held in Pennsylvania over the course of this election cycle. It's like you can only do so much for a man. It's, you, you want some people from the establishment to come in and, and, and try to pick him up, but it just never happened Uh we had a great time tracking Doug. I mean, obviously we're, we're still in Doug Vember here. It's, it's November 8th, but uh, you know, we, it, it's, we're not going to win every battle tonight, but, but it's, it's about winning the war. So we got to keep our heads down. Like Alan said, Dr. Oz is still in contention here. Um, we're going to be getting results from some of the more Western region, Nevada, Utah, and Montana. Those polls are closing. We're also going to be getting results from Idaho and Oregon. Christina Bob said Michigan's going to start coming in soon. It was great talking with her. Um, yeah, I, I think so far we're in a really good situation, but, uh, 
we're just going to keep tracking these numbers as they're coming in. We were talking about some of that election integrity stuff before we jumped on with Christina. I did pull a, uh, I was reading the other day. So this one, uh, you know, talking about how a lot of the stuff in 2020 was going to be <clears throat> telegraphed. We've talked about how elections have been cleaned up. Christina, thankfully you gave us a good report from Michigan, way less shenanigans in her words than we saw in 2020. But you know, th this one article I was reading had several examples of the stuff that they're trying to condition us for. Uh, uh, this one was from the Daily Mail. When will the results of the midterms be? Could it take just hours or almost a month to find out the control of Congress for Jeez. it to be known? But beware of red and blue mirage states that appear to be decided before they're really called. That was there. Another one from this week. It's an online publication. Election results will likely take a few days or even weeks to be finalized. Yeesh. Um, they can find a lottery ticket winner. I know exactly how many they gave out right away, but they can't go in an election. Right. The Los right. Angeles it's Times. For, here's one from the LA Times. Forget election night's results. Answers might take days or weeks in some LA races. <laughs> yeah, can we just vote with the Powerball system or something? Would that would that be more reasonable? <laughs> Another one from Vox. We won't know midterm election results on election night. And that's normal. Exactly. And that's normal. They didn't think it's the new normal. It is not normal. Read the Constitution. We have an election day. This is this is just unbelievable. Oh, is this is this where we are now? Are we going to keep election season? Is this is this now going to be the new normal? Yeah, or, yeah, it's them. For the next two years now for the midterms, it's just or are Republicans going to do something about this, and we're going to have election day again. Yes. No, one day. here's one from NPR. Be patient. This election probably is going to take a while to mm. figure out. CNN, here's a breakdown of the shifts we might see as votes are counted in six battleground states and how many days it will take. Obviously, KGP, Allen, if you want to fire up clip 11, it looks like. I'm going to read through the rest of these. Another one from the New York Times. Counting mail ballots in some competitive states could take days. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, that's kind of how we've been conditioned. You go back to that Time Magazine article from February of 2021 that pretty much outlined the way they used mass media manipulation, definite components of the former Obama administration, all the people who were working in coordination with the National Teachers Union, with the biggest labor unions in the country uh, to manipulate and slow down the process, the stack chipping contest. Um, the chip stacking, you know, way that votes are seem to be now and, and, and election days are held. Like I said, we've made a lot of progress over the course of the last 19 months, but we are definitely not where we need to be in regards to having the safest and most secure elections. I mean, we've also seen a lot of that rhetoric too. Uh, yes, 2020 was good, but why the 2022 midterms might not be safe and secure. Perfect. <laughs> Alan, you got that clip ready to roll? Yeah. Yeah. This, this is a White House press secretary, KJP, talking about how, well, you know, elections take time. Big as shit behind a podium. It took two weeks to, to call every state. In modern elections, more and more ballots are being cast in early voting and also by mail. And many states don't start counting those ballots until after the ballots, uh, after, pardon me, after the polls close on November 8th. Why? So you heard the president say this the other night. He has been very clear on this as well. We may not know all the winners of elections for a few days. It takes time to count all legitimate ballots in a legal and orderly manner. That's how, the, how that's how this is supposed to work. And it's important for us. No, it's not. 
What about the not legal ballots? No, it's that's not how it's supposed to work. Take even longer to count because they're not legal. We're not supposed to be doing any of this at all. Wow. I mean, the modern elections. So this is a, this is modern elections now. Modern elections are we're going to have an election season, and we're not going to know who won the day of anymore, and just opens the the doors for more possible shenanigans to happen. I mean, am I, am I wrong? Tell me if I'm wrong. I don't know if it's possible shenanigans, more like guaranteed shenanigans. Okay. I stand corrected. I I didn't I didn't want to I didn't want to go full extreme right now. I'm just trying to have some hope that maybe this will be fixed, but oh. <laughs> modern elections. I mean, we knew that they were going to do this. This is kind of pretty much all they have left, you know, with the media and repeating a lie and the bullshit buying themselves more time. Yeah. I mean, that's the, that's the formula is you're going to keep repeating the same thing over and over again until people are so just beaten down by it that, okay, yeah, this is normal, I guess. Right. It's only been normal since 2020, but whatever. Right. I, I'm watching, uh, I got right side broadcasting up the Donald Trump's not, they're not on him yet. Right now they're in, it looks like they're in Pennsylvania speaking to uh, some Doug Mastriano supporters. <clears throat> All right, Alan's going to keep an eye on that. And if Donald Trump comes to the podium at Mar-a-Lago and he wants to give a statement regarding the success we're having so far in the midterms, we'll, we'll take you guys there live. Um, speaking of live, mm. uh, I did see there was a little coping and seething going on on CNN. The American <laughs> public hasn't bought their bullshit narrative down the uh, down the midterm election end of the season cycle here. Let's 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 see what's going on over there. Chrissy. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. And you know what's missing from this one, two, three, four, five, top five issues? Top Democracy. five, top one? Oh, yeah. Not even in here. It's not to say that it's not an issue for people, but it doesn't not even the come issue. close. Well, not I the do issue. think that when I... When... So apparently CNN is still relying on democracy <laughs> at the end of the day being the number one issue mm. of the term elections. Democracy, right. <laughs> come on. It's just part of that narrative, you know, Republicans... Want to destroy democracy? Well, well, you know, are they not going to be allowed to say inflation now? Because that's a thing that's not allowed to be said. Because the word that we're teaching. <laughs> Did we you have a list of words and phrases in front of them. You can't say any of this. It's very yeah. 1984 of you. Yeah, very nice. News right now: January 6th committee member Elaine Oria from uh, a House seat in Virginia has been officially defeated. So, so that's, that's that's three. That's yep. three, right? Three so far. Oh yeah, Kasha. Mm. Mm. Well, what are we going to do now, January sixth committee? I'm looking <laughs> at some of the numbers coming in. They're not poll numbers, Bye. but they're money numbers. Hundred five million dollars, Stacey Abrams. Mm. Thirty five million dollars, Charlie Crist. Sixty five million dollars, Beto O'Rourke. All <laughs> lost. <laughs> I love that wasted money. Oh, money wasted going to Ukraine. Two dollars. But it just says so much that I have to spend that much FA money <laughs> and still money wins elections, but uh they needed more than that to win. I guess so. <laughs> yeah, that's Julie Kelly reporting on that Elaine Loria seat. Uh the Democrats hope hoped not campaigning, but her national profile on the J6 committee would help her win. It's more than likely that led to her narrow defeat. Got her. <laughs> I'm imagining it definitely with the ridiculous, badly produced production the January 6th committee is, uh, it definitely led to her defeat, without a doubt. There's no doubt about it. 
Oh, it's wild. And we, we got anything, any buzz in Arizona? There's a lot of people, uh, right, right side broadcasting is saying Katie Hobbs. Hold on a second. Uh, I can't tell how many re- report. Oh, 38% reporting. Katie Hobbs, 55.5%. Carrie Lake, 44.5%. That's with 38% reporting right now. And that's pretty much uh, mirroring the primary election. Uh, where the rural areas is what really boosted Carrie Lake and put her over the top. Remember, it was it was still I think uh, it was uh, Karen Taylor was still leading when they stopped counting votes, mm-hmm. and Carrie Lake had declared victory because she knew those rural votes were going to come in and, and wash her over the finish line. So yeah, yeah. the site I'm looking at has 39 percent of the vote in, 55.2 for Hobbs and 44.8 for Carrie Lake. Okay. Yeah, we've got uh, Letitia James won re-election, Alan. I know she's your favorite attorney. Unfucking believable. She didn't even campaign. She wouldn't debate. She was nowhere to be found, and I'm sorry, but that right there paints the picture, again, of New York politics, where I say it all the time. Again, you know, lying, rigging, and cheating, I'm sure is part of it, but I I can't see Letitia James winning – and Kathy Hochul losing. And it's horrible to say. It just it's horrible to think and stomach it. I live here. I live in New York. And uh it, it, that it's a huge disappointment because I drive around so much and so many people tell me there isn't a cat in many places there aren't many Kathy Hochul signs to, to be seen. Uh, and you don't see any Letitia James sign uh signs out. And it, it's just you know, we're stuck with the disgusting sewer known as the five boroughs. And uh, especially, you know, the the pink haired liberals in, in Manhattan and other places that they've decided to take over. And it's just any anything on the governor uh, race right now? Not yet. Not yet. Yeah, I'm not saying anything either. I keep refreshing because I'm dying to know. Well, sorry, which one were you looking for? New York. New York, New York, New York. I don't think I have that either. Virtual and Zelda. Uh, I saw a funny um yeah I got nothing funny headline from the New York Post that she vows if if and when she wins to fix New York's problems tomorrow starting tomorrow. <laughs> she had MSNBC reporters disagreeing with her telling her that they don't feel safe going outside. This 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 woman oh this woman wants to put mandate wants to mandate covid vaccines for for kids for next year to go to school. Like, I mean, wake up. What are we doing? It's, it's insanity. She's like, she, her and like Gretchen Whitmer, that like get under my skin so badly. I don't know. There's something about them that's so similar in a weird way. I can't explain it. This will put the nail in the coffin for me to get the hell out of New York sooner than I really want to and anticipated. But this is just. Bad, but yeah. Well, I'd say you could come hang out with us, but it's bad here too. <laughs> I'm gonna that ain't be- bad. <laughs> so I don't know what's worse. I don't know. Is it going from bad to worse, or is it just bad to bad, or is Maybe it it'll uh, just get so bad that it won't be worse? Actually, really okay here, and and it just depends. My entire street has all Laxalt and um, Michelle Fiore signs, all Republican with their American flags out. I couldn't believe it when I moved here in this neighborhood. Uh, a few months ago, I was like, dang, I'm with my people. I finally found them. <laughs> I found my people. It, it's just, it's so hard for me to believe, like, just right now with what's, what has gone on in New York, but the, the schools alone, and not to mention, you know, 
taxes. I mean, uh, taxes on Long Island are, are ridiculous. Crime in New York City is is unbelievable. Yeah, even upstate in Rochester, you know, they have a higher crime rate per capita in Rochester, New York, than they do in Chicago right now. And and people are and stuff, weren't they up there? What's that? Rochester. What say that again? They were dumping illegals. They're they're flying in them oh, in. Yeah, Westchester. No, absolutely. Yeah, they yeah. Uh, they were busting them into the city, flying them into Westchester, a hundred percent. And it, it's just. Uh, but you know what's what's funny, Internet, that there were buses of, of illegals um, coming into New York City, and they were getting off the bus, and they were looking for ways to get out of the city wow, as yeah, no, they can because they heard how bad the crime is there. Like, uh, Thanks, we're here, but we want to get the hell out of the city because crime is really bad, and we we don't we don't like, want to. Why did we come? Why, how? Why did we even leave? <laughs> right, right. It, it's it's wild, and you know if Kathy Hochul pulls this off, that that's just there. There is no way in hell without any type of election irregularities that she uh, that she pulls uh-huh. off. I mean, I uh, just because of what I've seen and what I've seen out there is no, it. I agree. I agree. Uh, if if we like overwhelm and like it's legit in that sense and they don't cheat enough, I mm-hmm. 100% believe she's out. But you just don't know because we've been surprised before. Yeah. I mean, they're really hanging on tightly to the last, you know, power that they have left. I mean, they know it's coming, but still, New York is one of like, you know, the big strongholds for them. It's wild. It's wild. What else we got going on, Ron? You see anything else standing out? I'm looking through right now. It looks like J.R. Majewski's race is going to be as close as they can call it. Oh. Yeah, it was not looking good for a while, but I'm, I'm still waiting for, obviously, too close to call. Um, I'm going to jump up and pull some ribs off the smoker. I'll be right back, everybody. There you go. That's uh, that's that's wild, too, that that, that race is that close. Was he leading? No. How many reporting? Uh, close to. I'm looking right now. We'll, we'll circle back to that one. Mm. Um, yeah, we're trying I'm to see a few different in a few different places just to see because they all report. Different. New York Times is reporting Herschel Walker has a 63% chance of winning the Senate seat outright tonight. Uh, mm-hmm. And he's back out in the lead there. The New York Times reporting that. Yeah. That's wild. Interesting. Dr. Oz is currently down seven points, but with only 31% reporting. Okay. So that's not really a huge deal. Laxall Cortez mass uh, is uh, in a, locked in a tight race over Purple Nevada. That's via Fox News. Let's see. No, it ain't that tight. Laxall better win. Gosh darn it. Tisha James, I can't, I can't even, I can't even believe it. She, she literally was in hiding. She was in hiding. It doesn't even make sense. Oh, it just took off. It was just a a drive-by. It's not. It was not the. It was not the. uh, the, Nothing has been decided there. Vance is also uh, pulled ahead. You can see in the bottom right-hand side of your screen. Maybe we can tighten up on some of these a little bit and get people. A closer look. Looking good for Ted Bud. That's not me. At this point in the evening, um, but we're still waiting for a lot of numbers to come in, and all of these are very. Hmm. Yeah, I'm sorry. I think that was me. I'm sorry. Oh, I told me it was like, hey, what do we got going on? What do we got? What do we got? Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, no, it was you. I just saw no, that. 
I clicked live just uh, to see if oh, I could. Look at, this, this is great. You guys, you guys in the middle of the show, you're getting smoked ribs served to you. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. And now we're showing off as a smoker skill. Oh, did you use man rubs on those ribs? Well, is there anything else you can use? I mean, you know, there's all kinds of meat dust, I guess. It looks really good. Look how he's presenting it, too. <laughs> it's too bad your viewers can't so nice Ribs look amazing. Now I'm hungry. Now I'm hungry. I fell apart when I took it off the grill. <laughs> look at you. That looks really Smell good. Smell delicious. Are they super hot? I mean, they've been smoking it to something. Oh, they're ribs. Election ribs. This is great. No, it's oh, not yeah. Over here sweating the New York governor race. You guys are stuffing your gullets with ribs. I love it. What do we got? Oh, it looks like we only still only have 35% reporting. All right, I'm getting another one in right now. Maggie Hassan has held off and defeated Don Bulldog in the uh, New Hampshire senatorial race. It's another one that was disappointing. Yeah, not too thrilled about that. We loved having the general on and... Uh, he was all over, all over the state, all over, uh, and and uh, and she uh, wasn't. She just, uh, well, no. you know, what do you nothing with them makes sense anyway. Yeah, <laughs> so brutally obvious and like without regard, you know. Yeah. Anything right now, it's a bloodbath. In New York, there's still yeah only 36% reporting for New York governor. They got Kathy Hochul, 61.7%. Lee Zeldin, 38.3%. But again, with only, according to the Associated Press, 36% reporting. <laughs> and of course, you know, the big one. Big one we got to see is Arizona. We'll see if they're going to pull some shenanigans and not be able to call that tonight. If they pull some shenanigans? Yeah. yeah. After their shenanigans, I should say. Or how how far they'll be willing to go in the producing of their shenanigans? Mm. I mean, there's no there's no limit. They'll just they'll just keep going. It's wild. It's wild. How are those ribs, boys? Fine. Smoked for about six hours. Only six hours for ribs, huh? What what was the temp for six hours? Uh, it was like two twenty-five, I think. Twenty-five for six hours, huh? What kind of smoke are you running? It's a uh... shit. What I forget. What kind is it? Master something, master built, master craft. I don't know. Is it pet? You use wood pellets or you actual like yeah, built. Uh, it's charcoal with uh, I put wood in with the charcoal. Gotcha. Six hours, just good stuff. And the barbecue, you said master craft, master built, master built. Yeah, I was yeah. Traeger. What are they called? Traegers? Yeah, Traeger's a little out of my price range right now, but uh, yeah, I would like one. It's my husband, he was looking at them so. Well, Maricopa County has just announced that they plan on having at least 99% of their ballots counted by Friday. By Friday. <laughs> 99% by Friday. You would think, but... Oh, I well, I mean, they can't, they can't give you the accurate numbers. No, I know. Because if they do, they then don't. they won't be able to make it seem reasonable when they 
Exactly. I mean, because they cheated so bad last time, and they we, fucked. We, up. we do have some tinfoil in the studio right now. It's not on my head at this moment, <laughs> but I'm thinking about it. Right. <laughs> it's wild. So, what else we got? Yeah, so I mean, we got. What's the other race I was just going to ask you about? I had it written down, and now I can't find it. You know, I'm going to be. I'm sending you uh, Crispy's link so you can tap it in your email. Crispy's link? Yeah. We're coming back with Crispy? We're cross showing with Christy. Oh, Christy. okay. Uh, is it the same link from right. before? Nope. Okay, different link. Just sent. Just waiting. So let's see if I have to send it five times like this morning. Oh, yep. <laughs> I'm going to take a quick break and I'll be right back, guys. What's, the, what's, what's he coming in on, Mr. Crispy? Skype. So we're going to have 17 different media applications running at the same time. Oh, I'm going to have to do that on a different computer. Hold on. We got the, we got the other spot on OBS too. Yeah, but I just don't know what context they're operating in on their live show. Anything going on in the chats, Alan? You know, I got to go back that the right side broadcasting when I brought that up there, chat populated in and it really messed me up. Uh, it's something that when we talk about the. Uh... Hold on one second, um, I got to revert back. Do you have our sub or no? Our getter? Uh, our getter, yes. I'd like to thank getter. Getter actually re re gettered our live feed. So, oh, nice. Yeah, appreciative of that. I'm them. Jason Miller that means you. So, you know, and, uh, and I've seen a few people point this out and get your take on it. And someone mentioned it in the chat. It's uh, Tracy. She's in a lot of the a lot of the chats and you know the meaning of sanctimonious have you heard you've you heard people talk about this and the meaning of sanctimonious and desanctimonious at all yeah all right so you know it was saying that uh, you know sanctimonious means thinking you're above anyone and uh donald trump said desanctimonious which apparently and i, I don't i'm really following this just here which means the opposite and people are saying, hey, you know, people should get the de definition right. And maybe what Donald Trump was saying was not a jab, a negative jab for Ron DeSantis. Um, and that people are spinning it that way to kind of throw that negative divide between these two political powerhouses. What do you think about that? Any thoughts at all? I, I was thinking that to myself the entire time. I think it's just bants between two friends. And I totally thought what you, what whoever in the chat said, that exact idea. I think that they just spun it the way they wanted it to sound, you know, like it was like a jab and, you know, they let it, they let them go with it. I, just, I didn't see any harm in it at all, honestly. Yeah. yeah, I didn't really think much of it either. I, I laughed at it, you know, and. Dang, I don't think it was a big deal. And I. I just think it's Trump being Trump and funny and they're friends. Yeah, I thought it was more of a joke and a poke than a, a jab, to be honest with you. In the piss, you know, with each other. Because Donald we know Trump each other gave, his, gave his nudge and, and you know, when he went and voted, he said, yeah, I voted for Ron DeSantis, of course, you know. Yeah. So it's, uh, 
It's interesting. We got the uh, the wild man from New Jersey, Mike Crispy, coming on. Is who? Not to eat the mic. The, uh, the wild man from New Jersey, Mike Crispy. Is he coming to join us? Yeah, we'll be joining him in a minute. Unafraid, Mike Crispy. What else? We got any other uh, any other moving numbers going on? What do I have over here? through. Can you guys hear me well? Yep. Yes. Yeah. No, because my wind and like the weather here is kind of crazy and rainy. So the internet may cut in and out sometimes. I see Donald Trump wants Rick Scott to be the Senate majority leader. I want Rick Scott to be the Senate majority leader as well. Yeah. That's uh who was I was on a show, a Texas uh show out of Texas maybe a week or so ago. And they were talking about uh, Chip Roy for speaker. Interesting. I don't know. know. Wait, Ron, any thoughts on that? Uh, no, there will be no challenge for the speaker. It's going to be Kevin McCarthy ever. Oh, I agree. Uh, I think the biggest battle in the House of Representatives when we take back the majority there will be for uh, Republican whip. And that's going to be Donald Trump has already suggested that Jim Banks is – all but going to challenge uh, Emmers, who won re-election tonight, too. Um, I think uh, Jim Banks is a lot more qualified. I think that Emmers did a bad job uh, getting Republicans elected this cycle. I, I don't I don't think he did enough of what he – like, very caters to the establishment, very slow to warm up to the America first. And um, if you can't be – unbiased in the way you're going to go out and conduct yourself in, in an attempt to get these candidates over the finish line uh, during election season, then your partisanshipness is is completely irrelevant the rest of the way. I don't care how much you're going to align with the MAGA agenda while we're sitting in Congress. It would be nice if we would have had 10 other people that you could have got over the finish line during the election cycle. I think that's where we, we saw a big fallout there. Um, you know, it seems like Kevin McCarthy has been all but reined in. There were some, you know, high level meetings with Donald Trump and him leading up to the announcement of the commitment to America that the House Republicans are putting out. And, and uh, yeah, I think I think we will see a Banks versus Emmers for, for Republican majority whip coming here, um, you know. As uh, we, we head down the pike here and, and move towards January, I coming across right now. Ron Chetty has been defeated in New Mexico. Michelle Lujan has uh, Michelle Lujan has defeated him. So that is out. Michelle Lujan Grisham has defeated Mark Ronchetti in uh, the New Mexico governor's race, and that's just breaking right now. Chuck Grassley has won his reelection bid. Nice. Uh, Wisconsin numbers are starting to come out. Let me see how much is reporting. 55% of the vote in and Ron Johnson is tied with Mandela Barnes at 50%. But again, you got to remember those day of votings and rolls are what really usually takes the Republicans over the finish line. So we're starting to get additional states coming in right now. Again, we're waiting on Michigan, of course. We're going to start seeing Nevada also. I still have got that Arizona thing at the top of Top of mind. <laughs> Top of mind. Ninety-nine percent of the votes counted by Friday. It, it's fucking Wednesday on the East Coast. Yeah, it's. What do you even say to it? 
Like, why? What's going to happen between now and Friday with these ballots? I mean, there's a there's a lot in play. You're talking about the counting of them, and now are they talking about because of also the the issues with the machines, or is this just mail-ins and 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 things like that? No, it shouldn't be mail-ins. Oh, 45 Hobbs versus Lake and 37 re- reporting. Is- yeah, well, they still got a ways to go. But are, they, are, they, are they saying because of Friday, because of the machines, Ron? No, that's just uh, from the Maricopa County Board of Electors. That's the statement that they put out. Just that they, it's going to take them probably till Friday to count. They're 99% sure they'll be done counting by Friday. Yep. So, I mean, it, it was the same thing after the primaries, and we saw Carrie Lake come from behind to win reasonably there in the uh, Republican primary for the governor's race. So we, we need to just stay focused on what's going on there. We haven't heard anything on the master's race yet, neither for the secretary of state or attorney general. We know Abe Hamaday and Mark Fincham are both up on the ballot as well, and there's some other house seats, uh, battleground seats, bellwether seats, Kelly Cooper, Arizona 4, Um Waiting to see with Keith Peekow, one of our good friends, Illinois 6, waiting for his results to come in. That would be a, a flippable and a bellwether in, in the state of Illinois. So we'll, we'll be tracking that one, too, as, as the night comes along. But, uh, no, do me a favor. Next time we have an election show, could, could this screen be touch screen over here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go ahead and buy one. Oh, man. <laughs> We're going to need heavy, heavy, heavy production costs we need. Every, everybody- right. I'm going to see if this link works. I had to... Uh, Unfuck a few things. All right, we're firing up the crispy machine. For whatever reason, that link you just sent me is just not working, Ron. I don't know why. I'll try it again, though. It says your stream is offline, Alan. Uh, Heather will have to go, and, and Jeremy will come back. So, in a final word. So, yeah, so can you give us any update as to what's happening with Catherine and the whole uh, True the Vote crew? Because it seems like, uh, you know, of course, they were in jail. Or they, were, they went to prison. Now they're, now they're not in prison anymore. What's, what's going what's on happening? there? Um, and what's happening? Can you just give us an update overall with that? Yeah, thank you so what much. What is Anybody? And huge shout it's out Crispy to show. everybody that prayed okay. for them. Um, Catherine and Greg are two of the biggest patriots that I know. And um, as you may know, they they. Exposed a very serious crime that occurred. A election software company called Connect uh, was found to have been storing the personal information of millions of Americans on Chinese servers. So this was specifically things like social security numbers, banking account information, all of this on Chinese servers. Now, LA prosecutors did their own investigation um, that that they be. They basically received the tip from Greg and Catherine, conducted their own investigation, and came to the same conclusion and ended up arresting the CEO of that company. But prior to his arrest, he came out suing... We're going to be joining Mike's show in just a minute. Just got the standby. You're in from him. Well, I'll just fade that out, and we'll come back to it. Yeah. Man, there's a lot of moving parts. Moving parts when you do so this. Many moving parts. We got we got so much stuff going on. I'm even like confused of what's happening. I've got like three computers going. One soundboard. One, two, so, three. So literally, you're going on Skype to to go on to go on my crispy show. Yeah. 
Now I get it. Okay. And, See what's going on? The whole time is like, it's like show. It's like a show orgy going on. What's happening? Antoinette, are you still here? She's gone. I might have lost her. Is he going to let us know when we're back? We're up. Yeah, she's here. Okay. Right. Can she hear us? Yes. Oh, okay, perfect. Yeah, sorry. I have the volume turned down. My bad. Yeah, so I got uh, Antoinette on the same channel as them, so I can only lower them. But oddly enough, I can run Zoom and Skype on the same computer with this one. When great technological advancement. Just for everybody that's watching right now, as soon as we break with Crispy, we're going to be jumping over to the battleground state of Arizona with an update from Lake Blake headquarters. All right. Bring back Jeremy now. I'll go. All right. Yes. All right. Can we pop Jeremy back in? Are we like, or there's no need to go up? Yeah. Is he back? Is Jeremy Harrell back? I've been back. I've been sitting here waiting. Crazy. He's back. Their live show's a mess, too. It's great. Uh, I don't know if I'm back, back on the screen or not, but uh, I don't know if the crowd can hear me, but it looks like if you can hear me, um, we see a lot of people that are upset because we're not winning everything, but we are winning more than we are losing and the night is not over. So let's keep the faith. Let's keep pushing on, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, right now, it looks like it looks to me like Herschel Walker may cruise to a win. I wouldn't say cruise. But it looks like I don't think he's going to be able to. I don't think Warnock's going to be able to overcome that many votes. I think it's what's 40,000 votes or mm. something like that. So it uh, wow. looks good in Georgia. Um, the, right now, everybody's freaking out about Arizona. But ladies and gentlemen, do not freak out about Arizona. Wait for, wait for that to come in because uh, – We'll be waiting until Friday. Go there. <laughs> and, uh, and, and just to go to Michigan real quick. I don't know if I, you guys got me back on your screen there or not. But just yes. to go to uh, Michigan real quick. Um, We've got, for the governor's race there anyway, it looks like Tudor Dixon is within, I don't know, seven, seven points right now. Uh, she's down, looks like a hundred, a uh, little over a hundred thousand votes, but only 28% reporting. So a long ways to go still, guys. I mean, yeah, that, that really, uh, that is, that is, I'm looking at the Kerry Lake results right now, and that is just bonkers to me. That yeah, is bonkers. I, um, I, Ann, are you out there? Are you looking at this? Yeah, I'm looking at, um. Fetterman and Oz right now, 49.7 versus 47.9. A lot of people are upset about that one right now because already 64% of the votes are in, but that still means that we have time. So I wouldn't look at it as in, um, we know like John Fetterman is one. I mean, I, I just, I do not accept that. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, we can't elect the vegetable. Arizona here. It looks like we can't we've got the vegetable. You're as right. As I'm seeing and I, and, 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 and guys, we're monitoring different, you know, a whole bunch of different uh, numbers coming in. So, you know, sometimes you might get numbers that don't exactly match with yours. Uh, but, you know, Mike's bringing in numbers from places. We're all we're looking we're, we're looking everywhere to see what people are saying. And right now it looks like roughly seven hundred and fifty thousand people have voted for Katie Hobbs and five hundred and sixty three thousand somewhere in that area have voted for Carrie Lake. And they're saying forty seven percent reported. Amazing. And Frankie, do we have um, the steak for breakfast, uh, gents, in the uh in the uh, thing and they're coming just on audio right um so uh a, a fan favorite uh and a friend of all of us here on this broadcast uh we have do we have ron from steak for breakfast ron are you out there we're all here mike thanks for having us wow on. the steak guys listen nobody and i said this on my show today nobody has had more 
candidates for house races around the country than the gentleman from the Steak for Breakfast podcast. Gentlemen, I want to ask you first, because um, you guys are the authority on all things house races, I would say, um, what are some of the things you've seen tonight that's jumped most out at you? We've seen some big flips. We saw the January 6th committee gal get knocked out. We've also saw Charlie Chris lost the governor's race and his house seat to uh, an America First candidate. Pretty disappointing with the uh, J.R. Majewski results, but uh, it's like Jeremy just alluded to. We're not winning everything, but we are winning a lot, and there's a lot of uh, election time left. Unfortunately, we did a whole segment on that before, how elections could take weeks, even months, but uh, it seems like as of right now, we are kind of sitting pretty with a lot of these results coming in, and we know Republicans' day of rural areas, they always get that huge bump, uh, just like you guys were talking about in regards to Arizona. I just talked to our person who's at Blake and Lake headquarters, and she said that everyone there is completely fine. This is pretty much the same blueprint and numbers that are coming in the way it was in the primaries, and when the actual uh, real votes started coming in, especially from those rurals, you saw Carrie Lake and Blake Masters and everybody shoot up, and that's exactly what they're expecting over there. Uh, that is that is that is very interesting stuff. So Frank, are you able to put the Arizona? Are you able to put Arizona stuff on the screen? Uh, <clears throat> I know with our technical capabilities, just to give people the uh, snapshot of what they're seeing. Uh, Jeremy, uh, steak for breakfast, guys. Yeah. On, uh, talk to us, Jeremy. Hey, Rona Noah, how you doing, guys? Good to have you on here tonight. Appreciate it. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, thanks. you guys. You know, you guys are like the kings. Uh, you know, you and you and loud majority. I think as far as podcast goes, you guys are absolutely killing it. You guys got all the uh, the people in the know. You know, all the people that worked uh, on the ground since 2016. Um, and I think you guys just called it right. I think you say, you know, same thing that I'm seeing is we're not going to win everything we wanted, but we're going to win a majority. I would say we're going to win about 70% of what we wanted to win. And I would call that red wave. Uh, why are we not seeing red tsunami? Like we thought, like the polls are showing, or at least like not, not like you people want to see. It's because the RNC. It's because the worth and, and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Rona Noah, it's to me, it's the RNC. It's Ron McDaniel. It is uh, it's it's that entire group of losers in the Republican Party that will not embrace the fact that they do not run the party anymore. So what they'll do is they'll cause people to lose and give it to a Democrat over giving it to a MAGA candidate and helping out. What do you guys see? Well, we saw it's exactly the same. We were actually just talking about it, how, uh, you know, throughout the course of the primary season kevin mccarthy poured so much money into places like joe kent you know but with the two million he gave him after joe kent won his primary it's like a 14 million dollar investment on a house seat unfortunately 12 million of that uh money that was donated to joe kent was against his campaign in the primary season and the same thing goes we call it mcleadership on the show mcdaniel mcconnell mccarthy they've so done everything to slow down America first and not accept the fact that this nationalist populist movement that Donald Trump is clearly leading uh, is the way to go in the Republican Party. It obviously resonated with all of the big ticket and uh, kitchen table items throughout the country right at the ballot box today. I mean, if we get 75 or percent or so of the people that we wanted to win to win, I'd say that's pretty much a national mandate. And uh, we'll, we'll take back control of the House and Senate. And, and and leadership in the Republican Party definitely needs to be changed. I like the fact that Donald Trump is already suggesting that Jim Bank runs for, for uh, majority whip after the midterms. And, uh, you know, it looks like there's some people that are going to be getting behind Rick Scott to maybe take on Mitch McConnell and the Senate majority leadership. So we'll have to see uh, from there where we go from here. You want to know what's funny about that Rick Scott thing is I said that four months ago on LFA TV. I said, you guys talk around the town is that they want to put Rick Scott 
that they want to put Rick Scott as the leader. And, and, and everybody's like, Rick Scott, what are you talking about? And I'm like, look, Rick came up here in New Hampshire. All right. And there was a lot of talk in our Republican Party up here about what's going to happen in the future. And they're looking at Rick Scott to be a leader. And I take Rick Scott over somebody like Kevin McCarthy. I take Rick Scott over somebody like Mitch McChina or any of those losers. I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're 100 yeah. percent right. We, we know that Donald Trump met with uh, Rick Scott before he met with McCarthy in the House and they talked about, it. you know, Rick Scott's had the, uh, the the 11 principles of MAGA that he's had on his website for over a year, which basically is an outline of the Trump era policies. And uh, we feel that that would be a much better direction than Mitch McConnell. I mean, it's not the most hardcore rip open your shirt with a Donald Trump tattoo on his chest MAGA person to run the Senate, but it's someone that's definitely more dialed into the, um, you know, the pulse of America and is aligned with more of the ones who have supported Donald Trump throughout this election cycle. Ted Cruz, Rand Paul, Josh Hawley, Tom Cotton, like those guys have gone out and stumped for MAGA. So even though you might not agree with everything they say or whether or not they ran around the Capitol like a girl on January 6th thinking that they were going to get hurt or whatever, you know, we, we can't take it for that. We have to take it for where they're at now and if, if you look at the course of this election cycle and who's actually got on board and who's actually put their reputation out there and started talking about things that are serious like impeachment and not just lowering your taxes uh, I, I think you're starting to see a lot of the more people know plus rick scott has always had presidential aspirations and i think donald trump and the whole team just kind of laid it out for him we've got ron DeSantis and carrie lake and pike they're going to battle it out in a couple of years obviously donald trump's going to announce next week on the 15th that he's going to be running in 2024 so where could we best use you we can get mitch mcconnell either marginalized or out in the next election cycle and then the republican senate which would have a larger majority in 2024 will be absolutely yours so i think rick scott's bought into that I agree. Uh, and just to kind of I, I know that we're all bouncing around here. I know Anna wants to jump in, but folks, they've called it for uh, in Missouri for Eric Schmidt. Eric Ooh, Schmidt that's great. has been called yeah. a winner. Fifty six point six percent of the vote. Uh, absolutely trounced Trudy Bush uh, by, I don't know, 15 points. That's what she gets. What a loser. Uh, Eric <laughs> Schmidt wins, ladies and gentlemen. So big shout out to the show me state. Well, that's actually perfect timing for what I was going to ask you guys, uh, because I know you guys uh, interviewed um, Eric Reitens back when he was running. And I think he is the perfect example of where the RNC screws up. Obviously, I'm happy Eric Schmidt won over a Democrat. But what is was he my preferred candidate in the primary? No. And I don't think he was a lot of Missourians or Americans preferred candidate in the primary. But this is where the RNC screws us over, because, of course, they created that huge lie that if they didn't if they put the money behind Eric Reitens, they weren't sure if he was going to win in the general. Well, that was an absolute lie. It was almost statistically impossible for that to be the case. But this is a perfect example of where the RNC screws us over on the front end time and time again it seems and you guys know because you, you guys spoke to eric right you guys interviewed him and it just seems like it wasn't in the best interest of conservatives to have eric schmidt i'm sorry it's it's just the truth no, I agree with you, Anna. I mean, he's done a lot of things that are good in the Missouri State House, but at the end of the day, yeah. during the primary season, Eric Greitens was was our candidate. He was definitely America first. He was definitely pro-Trump. Uh, it seemed like a lot of that stuff that was manufactured on behalf of Mitch McConnell and Karl Rove to tamper with his, you know, uh, entire election cycle showed up at the ballot box. Uh, the, the, some of the commercials that him and his campaign uh, manager would send me that they were airing in the state of Missouri were absolutely loathsome. But you want to know what? As someone that's a 
concerned Missourian that would watch that stuff on a regular basis. And every time you watch the news, that's what like half of your commercials are. It kind of gets beaten into your brain. And we've, we've got to get away from not from literally eating our own. And, uh, you know, it, it's one of those things that uh, moving forward in the next election cycle, I hope to see a little bit more unity. It seems like Donald Trump has a pretty good plan in the works lining up McCarthy and Rick Scott, even Rick Scott to run, the, you know, the non China aligned part of the Republican Senate and let Mitch McConnell and his little uh, whipping boy, uh, John Thune, go off and do their own <laughs> things because no, nobody really listens to them anymore. And, uh, yeah. you know, a lot of people were disappointed. You even saw it <clears throat> get into the mainstream media, how it was almost weird that Mitch McConnell was so absent from, uh, you know, stuff that was going on during the uh midterms right now uh, everything from face value yeah. and the things that he was saying all the way down to money that he was not pouring into people's campaigns yeah very good point he was very absent it's almost like he knew his influence would um hurt people or that his at least his face being you know out there would probably hurt candidates but we all know he was behind it and he still has such a major influence over republicans decision like donald trump unfortunately he is somewhat influenced by the rnc and that is a concern going forward that trump is obviously surrounding himself with a lot of the wrong people um you know of course he not to his own fault he has people who are making those decisions for him uh but it is concerning to see that that's the case because you know he's supposed to be more rogue and, you know, to see that that might be the case going forward, if he runs again, uh, we we know it's just they're going to try. There's going to be a lot of snakes in the grass. They're going to try to do the same thing to Trump again. They're just going to try to control him and they're just going to be on the side of the establishment. No, I agree. Hey, Mike, we've got our great friend, uh, mutual friend, Alan Jacoby with us tonight. Antoinette's on the show with us as well. Ah, I Every like that. Alan Jacoby, the, the founder of Patriot Cigar Company. Alan, <laughs> are you out there, man? Uh, what are you what do you think about? Can you hear me? I don't know if you can hear me. I can hear you. Yeah, oh, you I didn't know. I didn't know. Yeah, what's going on, Mike? Hey, it's it's great to uh, it's great to hear from you, Alan. Uh, you're a New Yorker, um, so I want to ask you, Alan. Uh, talk to us about uh, Lee Zeldin, Kathy Hochul. Give us your thoughts on that. Well, it looks like the last we looked, it was only like 37 or 38 percent reporting, but that might have changed. But apparently, they called it for Letitia James for Attorney General, and I just don't understand Ooh. it. She did no campaigning, Mike. She 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 avoided the debates, and she I don't know the lying, cheating, rigging, and stealing. You could say that. You could see you could you could blame it on the liberals of of Manhattan uh, and and other parts of the five boroughs. Uh, definitely, she didn't get uh, elected through uh, Long Island where I am, and where the, where the boys from uh, Loud Majority are, uh, Sean and Kevin. But it, it's it's wild. Um, you know, I'm sure Sean probably is is looking uh, at it really hard. But listen, I, I, do I think it's going to be close? Yes. But, uh, you know, I'm a New Yorker. I know how New York politics work in, in some ways. And my gut tells me that we're going to end up with this vile uh, woman, Kathy Hochul. I, I'm hoping. I'm wow. hoping not. But I, I, it, it's just the writing on the wall. Letitia James became was reelected as attorney general. I mean, how, how does this happen? She, she's. No, yeah, absolutely disgusting. And the thing that gets me is like, even if you'd, even if you're in New York and you don't like Trump, okay, still, if I had an attorney general that was worried about persecuting just some guy and not worrying about persecuting criminals and right. drug dealers and cartel members and murderers and people making the streets unsafe for our children, right? And they weren't worried about going after them. I wouldn't even care about the Donald Trump factor. I would vote against Letitia James. So, Alan, really appreciate that update. Uh, State guys, really appreciate you. Um, we're going to keep in touch for the rest of the night. Uh, thanks for popping on, gents. 
Thank you guys for hosting us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Right. Thanks, guys. Thank, Thank you, much. guys. Love you guys. Appreciate it. All right. Uh, we're back to the try. We got we got the uh, – we got and the All right, we're back out. We do have breaking news. We do have a couple election results coming in. I'm so thankful to be able to announce that Josh Hawley just put out an ecstatic tweet J.D. Vance has won, has been named the winner of the Ohio Senate seat there. Trump endorsed America first. J.D. Vance will be going Love up. To the nice. Yeah, and that, that brings us to we are currently sitting at 44 Republican, 44 Democrat in the U.S. Senate. The House update right now has us at 127 Republican to hmm. 77 Democrats, and that's where we're kind of sitting. So... Good to jump on with those guys. Crispy Unafraid, Anna Perez. I think Anna's going to be joining us again later. We are going to try and swing right now to uh, the battleground state of Arizona. And we're going to be touching base with Erica Knight. Erica Knight, if you guys don't know, she's a great guest on this show. She has connected us with a lot of our America First Trump-endorsed candidates. Uh, she's very close aligned with the Trump team. Um, got us linked up with some of our great friends. She's also done amazing things behind the scenes throughout this campaign season Four, we already talked about Keith Pekow, who's running in Illinois six, but for the Adam Lexalt campaign, uh, for the entire Lake team over there, she's done stuff for Blake masters, Carrie Lake, definitely Abe Hamaday. And, uh, she's, she's really been working hard and, uh, you know, been, just busting her butt behind the scenes. She also does a little bit of scheduling for the 45th president of the United States. Maybe you guys have heard of him before Donald John Trump. <laughs> Read about yeah, him. Yeah. Whenever Donald, whenever, whenever president Trump wants to go on uh, boomer sweats, she makes that happen. <laughs> so um, no, it's, it's, it's really good to uh, have connected with her and uh, let's see if we can't get her on the horn. Give her a call right now. And we need like a soundboard guy for the future. <laughs> I need help production. We need to call. Uh, guy's name. Hi, guys. Hey, Erica Knight of Knight Agency. Welcome on the Great Steak Breakfast Midterm Election Extravaganza. Hey, I'm so glad you guys are live on election night. It is. It is exciting here in Arizona. We have got. Got our ballroom. There must be 2,000 people in here. Media. There are 370 media credentials here tonight. <laughs> this is presidential election. Have you've never seen it before? I mean, they have been waiting here since six in the morning. And they've been they've been waiting and in great anticipation for this America First slate of candidates. Do we have any updates coming in from some of the polls that are coming out right now? Hey, look, we have had one drop. It was an early voting drop. Everybody is freaking out a little bit. We do not need to worry about what is happening in Arizona. These are mail-in ballots. We expected them to be low. Wait till the second drop, and you're going to see Terry, Blake, and Abe shoot above all these guys. Absolutely. We feel that's uh, kind of the same blueprint and numbers coming out right now that we saw in the primary. Uh, it's they, the same thing. Yeah, they, they didn't even want it to be as close when they stopped counting votes. And uh, looking forward, <laughs> I, I think we're going to be seeing some some big things from Miss Carrie Lake. How's the mood of everybody there? What's it sound like? Obviously, it sounds like it's a little bit of party time. There are a lot of people celebrating. We, you know, the data that I'm getting we came into election day with Republicans having a 15,000 vote deficit at 3 p.m. We had a 45,000 ballot count ahead. That data is really, really important because 
you're going to watch these election day votes come in and all of these candidates are going to take it. No, I think so as well. Now, can you tell us the exact location of Cash Patel? He's supposed to be joining us at some point in the future <laughs> on the show. We've yet Good to be able to finding that guy. He is in Nevada celebrating Adam Laxalt. He, you know, the day they're coming in there is close to. We're not going to have an answer on that race. I don't think tonight, maybe tomorrow, we'll see. But I am confident Adam is going to Adam is going to flip that seat in Nevada. And Erica, that's the thing. We, we talk to our listenership about you all the time, even on shows that you haven't come on with us, how much you have worked behind the scene just for the Trump team in general and all these America First candidates whose campaigns, I mean, we talk about Keith Pekow and Adam Laxall. Who's uh, also doing pretty good tonight. He, he certainly is. Yeah. yeah, that race is neck and neck. What can you say about how exhausting has it been for the last couple of years doing all this stuff behind the scenes there there are just some people who go out and they talk in front of a podium every day and then there's the people who you know grease the gears and make it work and you've been one of the biggest components of that for everything president trump's been got going on the last couple of years you know i love to do this this is what i live and breathe it is we got a country to say you know about that better than anybody and we're gonna do it no, we're, we're, we're glad to have caught up with you tonight. And listen, if you got anything breaking, just text me. We could always throw it back to you later. Listen, hey, throw- I'm going in. I'm going, hey, Melissa, I'm going into the ballroom right now. I will give you guys a call back in an hour. We'll do another update. I will find out what's going on, boots on the ground. And we, we're going to take this here in Arizona. We're going to take this here in Nevada. And we're going to take our country back. Can, can, you, can, can you tell Carrie Lake that we love her and her pug sushi? <laughs> I will tell Carrie Lake that you love her. We will catch up in a bit. Thanks for what you're doing, guys. Miss Erica Knight, thanks for jumping in. Bye. Great to hear from her. Very busy in the battleground state of Arizona. But I think our listenership, listen, there's a lot of people in the mainstream media everywhere that's dooming on these first Arizona numbers out there right now. Let me be the first to tell you, this lady is about to go in there and share a drink with all the people who are about to win their elections in Arizona, and she feels more than confident. The text messages were a little bit... I'm not worried. I'm not worried. Not at all. There's no fucking way. No. Not either. I just feel like we shouldn't jump the gun, and we should just kind of be patient. It's just, you know, it's hard because we're excited and we're nervous at the same time because we don't know what to expect from... The other side. I mean, we do know what to expect. I do got. I, I do got no a couple way. of breakings. Oh. Alan, you might not want to be smoking on that cigar right now. Kathy Hochul <laughs> has been announced the winner oh. of the New no. York governorship. It's it's been Bye. called, but no. The person who sent Liz Cheney off to pasture, Harriet Hagman, she has won her house. That will be a House representative from the state of Wyoming. For the record, I don't, I don't smoke cigars to celebrate. I smoke cigars to relax. I'm, I'm an everyday smoker. I'm that, hey, let's light one up to celebrate. Unfortunately, now we're stuck with, uh, way to go, New York. Way to go. It's unbelievable. Wow. Unbelievable. That's that's not even, uh, yeah, I live in New York, but it's just got to be a, this should be a disappointment to America that New York State has has elected this disgusting vile individual hates the supreme court literally every republican in new york who did not go out to vote you should be ashamed of yourself and unfortunately there are a lot of them out there i know some that just refused to vote and had discussions with them arguments with some what's up why why I, I don't. Why is it so fucking hard to go do it, make a vote? It's not going to kill you, even if you think it doesn't matter. I mean, do your well. Do voting in New York it might actually kill you. <laughs> <laughs> Only on the way to, to and from the ballot box. And it was just so wild. 
was the unbelievable campaigning and the grassroots movement and, you know, for Lee Zeldin that happened. I mean, the, the, it was electrifying. You had Ron DeSantis coming to, and came and did a rally for Lee Zeldin, which was you know, unbelievable attendance. You don't see stuff like that, especially on, on Long Island. And, and it's just, just wild, the energy and the, uh, but listen, I, don't believe I mean, I just don't see it. I just, I don't. Kathy Hochul had some real dark money come in also out of state, some really dark money. And I, I, I just, I didn't see the voter contact uh, campaigning uh, from Kathy Hochul. Like I saw with, with Lee Zeldin. Yeah. It's a, it's a huge disappointment and New York should be ashamed of yourselves. I'm embarrassed to say that I'm, I'm a New Yorker right now. And I, I, I was that guy for years. I love New York. I love Long Island. I will never leave it. And I honestly, I'm ready. I'm ready to go. It's, 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 it's insanity. Uh, and it's just going to get worse. So. Yeah. And my, my whole family's there and they were telling me throughout the last, you know, after the 2020 election, so many people that they, they've never seen it before. Mind you, they've never seen people openly pro Trump America first um, saying that they they're switching to you know the Republican side they're going to vote red, yeah. and literally my mom would send me videos of massive like major like you know like like road uh, caravan sort of you know just going down the streets in Long Island, you know celebrating America and uh, getting people you know hyped up for the midterms and she said like people from all races all colors creeds. This is hard for me to believe. I don't know because the people in New York have had enough. I just don't see her having one legitimately. I saw what it looked like, Antoinette. I mean, look from everyone I spoke to, it's unbelievable the amount of Democrats, prominent Democrats, that came out and endorsed Lee Zeldin. The amount of Democratic voters who were, who were voting Democrat for thirty and forty years publicly saying this is the first year I'm going to vote Republican, and then this bullshit happens. Exactly. And really, does it does it say does it give you any numbers or anything? No, it's just been officially called. Um, some of the other numbers I'm seeing right now. Where where did you see that? Um, I don't know. I got like a million tabs open right here. I, I do have an update down from <laughs> down in uh, Texas, 34, uh, sitting Congresswoman Myra Flores. She is with 92% of the vote in uh, trailing big to Vincente Gonzalez, the Democrat there. 60,000 to 44, or uh, I'm sorry, uh, 52% to 44%. So let's not let's not forget that her special election. I mean, she was the first Republican to be elected in that area. They said in what fifty years? Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. So I mean, I I, I obviously hoped that she would hold on to that seat. How, how many? How much of the vote is reported? Ninety two percent. Oh, ninety two percent. You said that. Yeah, I mean. No, but Alan, circling back to what you said, that was a great point when you're talking about uh, Lee Zeldin. You know, the Republican leadership in some context really believed in him for the amount of people that went up there. You talk about Ron DeSantis and Glenn Youngkin. You also had endorsements coming in from people like Carrie Lake. And uh, yes. so it's not like they didn't see it uh, via internal polling. It'll be interesting to see. That's NBC, which which is called the New York governor's race. I just checked for you, Antoinette. Um, I do have some other ones coming across right now. It looks like National Treasure Senator John Kennedy will continue to represent the people in the great state of Louisiana. Love that guy. 
hard not to like him. Listen, if you got a problem with cops, and next time you get mugged in New York, call Crackhead. <laughs> call a Crackhead. He's great. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just uh, you know, got these numbers coming in, and uh, we're going to keep tracking them. It's a lot more winning than losing. Um, but that's we'll the important have to, thing. Yeah. So, oh, believe it or not, it only took what five and a half years. Stacey Abrams has conceded to the governorship of Georgia finally, officially. Yeah, she finally said she lost. <laughs> so maybe she'll do another cameo as the president of Earth on Star Trek as a consolation prize. Well, she's big enough to be a moon. Watch you guys for a second. That's no moon. Never Trumper Nancy Mace has won her. A bid to uh, re-election in uh, South Carolina's first congressional district. Uh, Mary Miller, who we all love, uh, she won in Illinois' 15 right now. And, uh, okay, you wanted some numbers. I'm looking for you right now. At 68% of the vote in the governor's race in New York, Kathy Hochul, 56%, Lee Zeldin, 43%. And that's what about 70% of the vote in. Wait, can you repeat that again? Because you cut out. Kathy Hochul has 56% of the vote, and Lee Zeldin has 43%, with 68% reporting. Hmm. They're saying there's still a chance. I mean, I'm not a math wizard, but... (laughs) Well, they're not that good at math, you know, (laughs) so... Now, Alan, one of of the biggest things that we don't talk about enough on this show, you do mention a couple times on our Saturday edition of the Great Steak Breakfast, uh, is is the relationship and the dynamic that you have with uh, the infamous Roger Stone. Yeah, man, it's very just how the whole, you know, I, I started my podcast a little bit two years ago now and, you know, met so many great people, including including uh, you three. You know, I, it's, you know, I, I've, I've heard your show and listened to it. And, you know, we connected, I think, first on Instagram. And then now I now, Roan, I can't get you off my phone or out of my life, even if I try. And you um, become a regular guest on our on our flagship show. Yeah, yeah. Became regular guest on, on Steak for Breakfast. And then we you know, did the, started the collaboration. And, and, and so, you know, it, it kind of just, it was a fluke thing by accident. I didn't think I would ever be able to get Roger Stone on my little lonely podcast. And I happened to meet his publicist online and said, Hey, are you, you just don't publicist. I just guessed because I saw pictures of him. He says, yeah. And he's my son's godfather, blah, blah, blah. Can I get him for 20 minutes? And then I had him on. We, you know, we, he, we hit it off the first, the, the first show and, then we we did a little series together, and now I, I another guy I, I I can't get rid of him on the phone. We 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 talk daily. We t- we text, and I'll tell you, you know, Roger Stone is a very controversial individual. He knows what to say. He he's in the media constantly, getting attacked. We know. Uh, he I don't know if there's anyone that has a political resume. Uh, who who hasn't been elected to office uh, <clears throat> bigger and and more impressive than Roger Stone, the president he served and worked for, and you know uh, the relationship he's had with Donald Trump since 1988. Hey, Alan, uh, can, yeah. can you pause that for a second? Again, yeah. live show, a lot of moving parts. We're going to be jumping in right now with the uh, chief of staff, former chief of staff to the Department of Defense, special assistant to the 45th president of the United States, one of our great friends, Mr. Cash Patel. Thanks for joining us. Cash in. Cash money. Oh, here we go. There we go. Cash, we got you. How's everything going? Where are you at? It's good. I'm in uh, I'm at Nevada with Black Salt and Lombardo and Seagal and everybody. 
And we're just getting ready to watch the West be won. Now, I like the sound of that. Listen, we just cut in the last 10 minutes with our great friend, mutual friend, your good friend, Erica Knight. She told us, good luck trying to lock you down tonight. And if you get him, <laughs> then he really likes you. So here well, you can, are. Can I just tell you? Can I just tell you one thing? I have not done another media hit tonight. You guys are the first one. Nice. Uh, like really? Aw. Yeah. Will you will you be cheating on us with Steve Bannon at some point tonight? Oh. Well, you know, I don't think I can't read you into that level of compartment of access. <laughs> All right, here's the deal. I thought he was going to say it. How many times will you guys say apparatus when you go to the show? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's the apparatus or the apparatus. Uh, Gosh, getting back to the, what's going on in Nevada right now. What's the pulse like? What's the mood like at uh, Lexalt Lombardo? Yeah, you know, uh, a guy that grew up in the East and now lives in Nevada, you fully appreciate the three-hour time difference. You know, you're seeing the early races you get called in the East. We're just getting going. You know, people are just finishing dinner, but everyone's here. We're having a couple of big ballrooms set up. And I think we're going to have a really good night in the Silver State and hopefully in our neighboring state with Carrie and Blake and Abe. Um, but we know there's a lot of mischief going on already with the polls, as you guys have seen. So, you know, I think we're, we'll get some races tonight, but I think some are just going to drag on. How good has it been to see uh, an overwhelming majority of the Trump-endorsed America First candidates getting over the finish line tonight? We just saw J.D. Vance's race was called, yeah. and uh, we've, we've got a lot to go, but there's been a lot of successes throughout the course of this uh, midterm election cycle that are culminating at the ballot box tonight. No, you're absolutely right. I was with the president last night in Ohio, and, you know, he was hammered for J.D. and company. And obviously that paid off huge dividends. You know, I think people ask, why did President Trump go to Ohio at his last midterm rally? And now you see why, because as Ohio goes, so does the nation. And I think I just saw Pennsylvania get called. So now Stacey Abrams, you know, continues to be a loser along with Beto O'Rourke. <laughs> All they do know how to do is lose campaigns. They don't really know how to have jobs. But I think America woke up to the fact that we don't want losers. We want America first candidates. And I think you're just starting to see it. So, um, you know, we're waiting for the red wave to, to come in fully, but I think it's starting. No, it certainly is. And uh, when you talk about Stacey Abrams and Bader O'Rourke, you want to throw Charlie Chris in there, who, who's, who lost <laughs> oh, yeah, <that's> right. <laughs> cash $200 million on failed election campaigns. I love that. Uh, and Barack Obama. Don't forget. Don't yeah. forget he had Barack Obama. Yeah, that too. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Cash, your next scheduled date with us on, on the calendar, if you check it, is, is November 15th. It turns out that's going to be a big day, according to the 45th president of the United States. Oh, yeah. Are you guys, are you guys going to be in South Florida with us, or what you, what's going on? No, we just, I mean, well, no. yeah, you can tell Donald Trump <laughs> to fly us down there, but we just plan on talking to you on the phone that day. It's, it's good. It sounds like it's going to be a pretty big day for MAGA. We don't have a jet with steak on the side of it yet. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, that's a good idea. So, yeah, so I'm down to Mar-a-Lago on the 14th. And I said, you know, as President Trump told the world last night in Ohio, he's going to have an announcement on November 15th. And you don't have to be a, a rocket scientist to figure out what's coming. And so I think we'll definitely be talking to you from that day at Mar-a-Lago. But I think uh, hopefully between now and then we have at least 95 percent of the ballots done, counted correctly. And all of our candidates, you know, across the finish line. Yeah, we'll have governors, House representatives, and senator elects by then for sure. Um, Cash, listen, we we know how busy it's been. Believe me, for me and you who talk on the side, 
and not just on the podcast. Yeah. I've literally seen how busy your schedule is. Sometimes I'm, I'm really feeling bad <laughs> for you, but but no one's gotten out there with with more fight and uh, encouragement for the America First movement over the course of this election cycle than you. And uh, we were really glad that you got to uh, jump in with us first tonight and give us a hot take from uh, Laxalt Lombardo headquarters over there in Nevada. No, you guys are too kind. Uh, there's a lot of us fighting. You guys are swinging just as hard as everybody else. Doesn't matter what we do if we don't have the millions of people listening to great programs like yours. So. You know, I'll be around and maybe I'll come later if you guys are still up. Hey, we'll, we'll be up. You just should be a Texan. Oh, if man. we're still on, we'll be glad to have you. Listen, this is the man who taught Deal. me how to throw some heaters on social media, even though he <laughs> jumped on decades after I did. But, uh, special assistant to President Trump, Mr. Cash Patel, thanks for jumping on with us. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Talk to you. Take care. Oh, great to hear from him. What do you guys think? Yeah, absolutely. High spirits. across for a minute, though. I hope I didn't miss anything. Yeah, high spirits. No, he was just kind of giving a rundown of what's going on there. And uh, everybody uh, seems to be in good spirits, you know, moving out to the West Coast now. We'll see what we can pick up in California. Again, we're tracking a couple races there. In addition to that, we've got Arizona and Nevada still on the slate. Alan, circling back to you, you were talking about what was going on, uh, you know, how you and Roger Stone got connected and kind of built that relationship. It's turned into like almost an everyday thing now. He's like kind of a pseudo family member for you. I actually uh, live on the air several times. He has, uh, you know, he, he's, he's Italian. I'm not, but he has made me an honorary member of the stone family and has renamed me um, Aldo Jacobini. And I'm a member of the I'm an honorary Italian in the stone family. Jacobini, that, that's, that's my name. Jacobini. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's an interesting character. And, and you know, what? I, I'm, I'm lucky that I, I get to interact with him w outside of media. Uh, you know, he, the knowledge that comes out of him is unbelievable on politics, but you could talk to the guy about anything. I mean, he could talk to you about uh, why suspenders are called braces and why, and tailoring of suits and how to take care of them for, for hours. And, uh, you know, we, again, we, we became close. As a matter of fact, he, uh, he had gifted me um, not too long ago, but, uh, uh, a book that everybody should read, The uh, Art of the Deal by Donald Trump, ah. signed by the man himself in gold. I like that. Yeah. Okay. So, the yeah. Art of the Comeback, because I, I uh, last year finally got my hands on a first edition to add to the collection, the Trump, the Trump collection. <laughs> the, yeah, this is this is this is a book everybody should have. It, uh, it, it's whether it's about life, business, definitely a good book. But yeah, that was a. Uh, that was a thoughtful uh, gift from uh, Mr. Stone himself. And I got a chance. He's in Nashville, Tennessee uh, right now. And uh, he, he was kind enough to give us uh, a few minutes on his take on what's going on out there. So, yeah, should I? I guess we should uh, cue it up and take a listen, huh? Yeah, uh, I had it up before. So give me give me hey, one second. Go ahead. Just in case she's listening, Kristen, regardless of what you ever said about us, we got Roger Stone on our show. So kiss my ass. <sighs> You know that's gonna come back and bite me in the ass. What I had to do? I missed something. What did I miss? Oh, uh, nothing, nothing. Let's just not go there. <laughs> I'm, I'm probably now gonna be. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it trouble. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, Roan, I love you. You too. I do. I do. All right, here we go. Now the great Roger Stone. Roger, how are you? Great to be with you, Alan. I appreciate it. So it's election day. We're here. It's the day we we save America and we start the fight to get our country back. What are you seeing 
as far as or hearing about you know, Republican turnout and uh, and races around the country? Uh, you know, Dick Morris, you may remember him. He's the former Clinton advisor, um, brags about having his uh, first political experience going door to door for Adlai Stevenson. Uh, he, he was from McGovern. He was from Carter. Uh, of course, he bailed out the serial rapist Bill Clinton. Today, he would like us to believe he's a Trump supporter. I don't know why we would believe that, but um, he has said the Republicans have made an enormous mistake um, by not putting all their resources into early voting and uh, mail-in ballots and so on. Uh, you can make a fortune at a racetrack with, by going there with Dick Morris. If you just bet against every horse that he chose, you, you would clean up. I mean, the guy is wrong 100% of the time. He's always wrong. Um, and uh, this is another example of that. Uh, although the Republicans have fared extremely well uh, in early voting, particularly in Florida, but everywhere, uh, and uh, remains to be seen in terms of mail-in voting, because a number of the states won't announce those tabulations till tonight. But based on the registration of those who voted by mail-in ballot in the states where that information is publicly available, uh, it, it appears pretty promising. The reason you really want to wait to vote in person on Election Day, if you can, and by the way, as late in the day as possible, is those who would game the system need to know how many votes they need to fabricate. Uh, and the longer you can keep them in the dark, the more difficult it makes for them to pull that off. Right. Now, generally speaking, you know, a person who's stolen a car and gotten away with it, what will they do? They'll go back out and steal another car. Uh, these people got away with stealing an election uh, two years ago. Uh, and you're going to have some hijinks in some places uh, today, uh, would be my guess. Over the, overall, however, I think the, uh, the level of in election integrity will be much better than it was two years ago. A number of states have enacted reforms in a number of other states, for Pennsylvania, for example, we won't be counting undated ballots who popped up out of nowhere in this election. Even though the courts invalidated them going forward, it didn't invalidate them uh, ex post facto, which is a little weird in itself. Uh, but I think generally, you know, we, we should be on the cusp of a Republican tsunami. And then as you and I have talked about uh, endlessly, whether that's really going to change the, the direction of the country remain, remains on the dynamics inside the Republican caucus in both the House and the Senate, which remains to be seen. Yeah. Uh, let's assume we win the Senate uh, narrowly. Let's say we win the Senate by, by two votes. Well, then all it takes are three senators or two guys to hook up with Rand Paul. And you can tell Mitch McConnell he's got to wear his underwear outside his clothes for the next four years or you're not voting with them on anything. Yeah, it, it's going to be interesting. Do you have a number in your head uh, as far as house seats? How, how many you think will will actually be able to flip? Uh, you know, Nixon used to pride himself on his prediction. Uh, this is a very tough thing to do because of the volatility of the election. Also, our elections, believe it or not, were overall more honest in the 60s than they are today. So my guess is in the end, we're going to win by... I think between 25 and 30 seats, which would be pretty big. Yeah, now, there are those who say think it could be even bigger than that. I think closer to 25 than to 30, maybe between 20 and 25, 23, 24. But I, I think it will be comfortable. More importantly, I think we're going to win the Senate by two by two seats. 
Oh, I know. I know you'll be uh, watching all night I, as well as I'll be watching all night. You're doing uh, your show on Lindell TV. I'll be doing my stream over on my show and we, we'll be playing this. Oh, what do you what do you think as far as are you? Is there any races that you're really zoning in on in particular? Like Roger Stone, I'm watching this race in particular out there. Uh, well, obviously, because I'm uh, originally a New Yorker as well, um, I'll be watching the governor's race there very closely. Uh, there's no question that Lee Zeldin has closed fast uh, with an enormous assist from the New York Post. Um, uh, the the tone-deaf nature of, of uh, Governor Hochul to just ask, why are people so upset about crime? Well, governors, because they don't travel with an armed security detail like you do. Right. Uh, so, I mean, you take your life in your hands to go out in the streets of New York today. She um, had Bill Clinton at a retirement mocking Mocking Republicans talk and, and New Yorkers talking about, you know, worrying about crime in, in, in our yeah, city. I love that. I don't know if you noticed this, but Bill Clinton went over to Bergen County, New Jersey, where there's a hot race for county executive. Uh, and he appeared for the uh, local candidate there. Juanita Broderick cut a robocall to every woman voter to make sure they know that he is a serial sexual assaulter of women. Very, very effective. <laughs> yeah, when, they, when they've got a poll a serial rapist out of mothballs and put him on the road. They really don't have much to say. And Hillary's campaigning for a candidate is a decided negative. Uh, and there is a lot of anecdotal uh, information here. I mean, when, when Kathy Hochul can only get 200 people to come to a union hall uh, and she, and she's got Hillary Clinton, who's, you know, supposed, supposedly some kind of superstar that tells you a lot. Uh, I must tell you, Alan, I'm sure you saw footage of this. The Trump rally in Miami that uh, I went to Sunday, yeah. uh, where I was very humbled to be singled out of the crowd by the president, was one of the most incredible political experiences I've had in 40 years. Uh, and as it was twilight uh, and Trump began talking about a nation in decline, it turned dark, there were ominous dark clouds, and then the skies just opened up and it was a deluge. Uh, and unlike uh, you know Barack Obama, who would have uh, headed for the showers, Trump stood there in the driving rain, finished his entire speech. It was just a really an inspiring, uh, a surreal moment, just a really a historic moment, uh, really quite incredible. One of, one of the most incredible experiences I've had in 40 years in this business. Yeah, that's that's pretty wild for you to say because you've had quite the experience, <laughs> in the, in, you know, as those 40 years go. And I, I, I saw the video and yet yeah, Donald Trump, he... He singled you out. I, I saw posts from uh, the great Mrs. Stone, uh, how, you know, the president said, hey, we got VIP seats for you. I mean, that's uh, that, that's great. And you were you were you were loved by the the, uh, the crowd. The crowd ate you up. You, you were walking through and I had people screaming. I was watching this older woman. I don't even know if you noticed it. You walked past her and I, I looked at my wife. We were watching it and said, look, this this woman is trying to reach out and grab Roger Stone as if he's like in a boy band. Like she was just oogle over there's Roger Stone. It was an electrifying crowd. You could just tell by the videos. Had to have been amazing. Yeah, it was, it was very gratifying. Look, my wife and I have been sustained by the prayers and the financial support of tens of thousands of Americans. I wouldn't be here today with you if that were not the case. Um, it is. And so Sunday was kind of, I don't know, it was a, uh, it was a, a very ratifying moment. It was uh, it was kind of uh, brought everything full cycle because I, of course, uh, had begun with Trump. Uh, I dreamed of a Trump presidency for you know since 1988, um, and I'm 
let's tell you, Alan, he is definitely running again. There is no doubt about that. Uh, I know some people are upset uh, that he referred to uh, a governor, the governor of Florida as governor de sanctimonious. But those are the people who didn't watch the debate where the governor who owes his governorship to Donald Trump refused three times to say he wasn't going to challenge the man responsible for making him governor. Now, Ron DeSantis would be working in a Dairy Queen right now if it were not for Donald Trump. Uh, and uh, gratitude and loyalty, to me, they mean a very great deal. So people are so angry. Why are you criticizing Ron? I'm not, he's the one who started this. All he had to do was say, yes, if reelected, I will fulfill for the next four years of my new term. Uh, uh, and if Donald Trump runs for president, I will support him. He refuses to say that. If you go back and look at these syrupy TV commercials of, uh, you know, of Casey DeSantis, of Ron talking to his baby son saying, build the wall, son. Uh, you know, it's just it, it is. Uh, these people are opportunists. It's really very sad. Um, I voted for him. I'd make no bones about that. I want him to be reelected. Far superior to Charlie Crist. Uh, and Donald Trump did the right thing at the rally, did endorse him for anybody who wasn't paying attention. Uh, but um, I, I do think Trump, the, the way should be cleared for a Trump candidacy. I mean, if Chris Christie wants to run, let him run. Trump will make short work of him. Oh, agree. And just to wrap up, Roger, I mean, what's your take on the big announcement November 14th from Mar-a-Lago that's coming? What, November 15th? I'm sorry. Well, first of all, I found it very entertaining. Yesterday, my phone was ringing off the hook, you know, New York Times, Washington Post, uh, NBC, wanting to know whether, in fact, he was going to announce his candidacy last night, which, of course, he was never going to do. Uh, but they did manage to, uh, you know, to uh, take the bait, as it were. It was a giant tease. I think the purpose of it was to guarantee a huge audience uh, and a lot of attention to the president's final speech of the campaign which essentially worked. Uh, I do think November 15th is the day. Um, I yeah. think it's going to be historic. As you know, because you're a New Yorker, uh, the only other president we've had who was elected president, then cheated out of a second term, and then came back to win a, a second term was Grover Cleveland, a conservative Democrat, uh, but a New Yorker. Uh, so I believe Trump is going to pull off the full Cleveland, as we call it. I love it. Roger, can you tell everyone where every, where we can get the uh, a daily dose of Roger Stone? I know you have the show. So where, where can everybody find you? Sure. You can go to uh, stonezone.live is the best place to go. Stonezone.live at 5 p.m. Eastern every day. That will give you the links if you want to watch us on Rumble live streaming or Telegram live streaming or on the Lindell TV live stream at frankspeech.com uh, or at cozy.tv. I think we've added some additional platforms since then. But just go to today at 5 o'clock Eastern, and you can get a full dose of everything Roger Stone. Great. I love it. Roger, I know it's a busy day for you, Election Day, and I appreciate you taking the time and giving us your uh, your hot takes on what's going on out there. Thank you, Alan. God bless you. And, uh, you know, as soon as we get some results tonight, I'm going to be lighting up one of those enormous My Patriot cigars. I'm sure you will. I'll be texting you late tonight. I'll talk to you soon. God bless you. Take care, Roger. There you have it, Mr. What Stone. A, what a great piece there, Alan. It just you could talk about the dynamic of the way you two 
bounce off each other. It's, it's something more than, than professional. It's great that you were able to uh, secure that interview. And it was great to have Roger Stone join us on such a big day for, uh, you know, Republican politics. I'd say how great he is. I mean, just 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 as a person, just take everything else out of it. Just as, as a person, like I, I don't I don't go around saying, oh, I, I know the great famous Roger Stone. And I've had this discussion with him. You know, I don't really care what Roger Stone is. I got to know the man. And you should see us when we're breaking each other's balls off air. I mean, it, it gets it gets it gets brutal. It gets like it gets pretty crazy, but it's fun. And, I, you know, everybody's asking me who knows that I have relationships with him and like, how do we get one of those signed pardons His Donald Trump pardon. And uh, I said, oh, let me see what I could do. And I call him up. I said, do me a favor. I says, I'll buy him from you. Can you give me 10 signed pardons and 10, eight by tens of the famous you getting handcuffed by the FBI being brought out of your house with the Roger Stone shirt on, just sign them generically. He's like, yeah, sure. No problem. Literally two, three days later, they're in my mailbox. No problem. Wouldn't take any money. There they are. I'm giving them, I'm giving out Roger Stone pardons for Christmas, signed pardons. But like <laughs> anything I ask the guy, you know, I, I don't like asking people for things. And, you know, last minute we were doing the, the show and I said, you know what, let me get a hold of him, see if he can give me 10 minutes there from a hotel room. No problem. He had just finishing up a show. He says, let me finish this up and we'll hop on Zoom and, and I'll give you, uh, give you some hot, some Roger Stone hot takes. But yeah, Roger Stone, uh, probably the greatest political icon in in our lifetime that we'll see in 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 politics my opinion uh, my dad really enjoyed following his polit- political career behind the scenes called him one of the best ball busters in the history of politics i will send you one of the pardons in eight by ten and you can give it to him nice hey, hey don't forget about me over here too because send me addresses i'll send them if i need more i know he'll give me more <laughs> i love it he went over those to the studio so i just saw ron i'm sure you might have it in front of you uh looks like Michigan, they're calling it for uh, Whitmer. Yeah. Ugh. Unfortunately, Gretchen Whitmer is defeated Tudor oh, Dixon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We are seeing, uh, I just saw another bellwether result, though. Virginia's second U.S. House Congressional District, Jen Keegan's, has defeated the Democrat incumbent there. That's another Democrat to Republican flip. So that's looking good for us as well. Um, yeah. Mike Crispy won't be pleased to hear that. Uh, Pseudo Republican Chris Smith is one re-election. <laughs> <laughs> so much garbage, man. And I tell you that that with Mike Crispy when he ran for Congress, I you know, I know we had spoken about it, and uh, you know even even Roger Stone, who was instrumental in, in Mike Crispy's campaign, that 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 Trump endorsement that you know Roger Stone was trying to get for him, and Rudy Giuliani and General Flynn, and you know I, I don't. I'd, I'd like to think that maybe that Trump endorsement would have pushed Mike Crispy over the edge to victory in his primary. But, uh, you know, it, it, from what it sounded like that the people that Donald Trump surrounds himself with uh, were given some fugazi polling numbers about, you know, who could pull through the general. And that's why he didn't touch the race. But, you know, eh, again, Nobody trusts. I never trusted it. Well, me at least speaking for myself, I never trusted any fucking polls, but pay attention to them to kind of get an idea of where the mainstream media is heading towards and why. And, but yeah, I I mean, I didn't see it. It just blasted past me, but that, that Whitmer in Michigan, there's only, I don't know. Polling races, I guess I, I, you know, 39% reporting, 37% reporting understanding myself because 
how, how are they calling like even Hulk, what's the what was the percentage wrong do you know for Hulkle? 68 percent yeah which I, I okay i can understand that and i think even now just blast it past me i think they have 76 percent reported in new york um they just called it for gavin newsom in motherfucker uh, in california but only with 28 percent reporting yeah, two so, minutes after the polls closed yeah, so I don't, I don't understand that dynamic. Maybe I'm missing something. Rowan, any input on that? Like, if they're calling a race with 39% in, like in, 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 in Michigan, there has to be some sort of algorithm. Algorithm and probably to get people thinking, not paying attention, or you know, looking anymore and anticipating that there is still a chance. Yeah. Well, they, you know, you think? it says two percent of precincts reporting. Two percent. Yeah. And it's ridiculous. The California election. It says in progress, 2% of precincts reporting. Gavin Newsom with a check mark next to him, 62.73% versus. I'm looking at Fox and I just have the, their, the, uh, the cold cycling on their, on their live feed. Yeah. And that's where, I, that's where I just saw it. So again, how do they call these races with this little amount of reporting? I know. It doesn't make sense. Well, I'm looking at the Senate right now. We're sitting at 46 apiece for Republicans and Democrats. Dr. Oz has moved into about a one part. One point deficit of John Fetterman. The race is yeah. reporting 77% of the electorate in and still too close to call. Same with Herschel wow. Walker uh, right now, who's uh, he's up 49% to 48.8% on Raphael Warnock. Um, still within the margin of error for a runoff. Uh, Herschel Walker just made some statements a few moments ago from the podium in a campaign event where he said he did not come to lose. Um, so that's, that's kind of where we're looking there. Again, the Senate sits at 46 apiece right now waiting on some of those races. And then when you flip it over to the U S house, we've got the GOP coming in with 164 seats secured already to the Dems one Oh seven. And uh, we know a two eighteen for majority. So we're going to keep tracking on that as we're starting to get results in from places like California, we should be hearing from Arizona and Nevada as well soon. Yeah, because they're not reporting anything yet on Nevada at all that I've seen yet. I mean, we're we're live and things are happening so fast, but hmm. Uh, Ron, I did uh, get that that right side broadcasting video of uh, DJT. Okay, you want to hear President Trump make some remarks on today's uh, midterm elections from the event that's going on down at Mar-a-Lago? Please, I think so. All right, here we go. Let's do it. I think the audio is going to be fine here. Yeah? And for some reason, oh, bear with me. I think, uh, I think there's an issue with right side's website, the way it's operating. Give me one second because there's probably too many people watching. It, it, it could be. I was having a problem with it before. Like, it, literally, it, yeah, they're, they might be because now it, it, they, they're having a big buffering problem. Oh, wait. All right. Hold on. Give me one second. <clears throat> Stand by. Let's try this again. The 45th president. And we're not getting any audio now, which is odd. All right. I'll work on that. So I don't know what's going on there. Uh, they are just, I don't know. Their website's just not working well at all. Yeah, you got to imagine there's a lot of people in, in live streams that are coming in to uh, check it out. Let me see. I think I got that clip from Herschel Walker keyed up. Let's hear him. Yeah, 
because we got a pony at the end of this right here. I can tell you this right now. Because I'm telling you right now, I'm like Ricky Bobby. <laughs> I don't come to lose. And, uh, and I told you, he's going to be tough to beat. I want to say, I want him to he's say. He's going to be tough to beat, but let me tell you what. He got Ron Georgia here, don't he? There you go. Future Senator from Georgia, Herschel Walker, weighing in from his campaign headquarters. I ain't all Rick and Bobby. <laughs> I wake up every morning. I piss excellence. <laughs> oh my god again that's so awesome yeah uh, great. I'll, I'll give you guys, that. you guys want to watch uh, live governor newsom speaks after winning re-election absolutely not me neither you want me to throw up all over my soundboard again all right vomit hmm. everywhere Ugh, i hate that guy yeah it's, really it's, it's literally i'm looking at okay so abc 10 governor precincts 2279 uh slash twenty five six oh three in parentheses nine percent reporting nine percent reporting and he's got sixty three percent to thirty seven percent for Dolly or Dolly or dollar however you say his name that's ridiculous mm. I don't understand how that's possible like it just no I mean they already <laughs> they've already got the warehouses full of the mail in ballots right They don't, uh, this right side in broadcasting does not make it easy for you to, uh, to get their stuff. I'll tell you that. Not working. Any other big disappointments we got going on, Ron? No, I wouldn't call them disappointments. Good. I'm, I'm really bummed, J.R. Majewski. Um, you know, is it, was that, was that cold? Yeah, I believe it was. Uh, I can try to pull it up on mine. You just won't have video. Let's see if it works on my end. Yeah. <clears throat> One second. Yeah, go ahead. Because if for whatever reason, it's just not, it's just not working for me. I think that just, there's so many people trying to get on. Like even my internet has been kind of wonky, not just from the storms, but I could just tell like, yeah, Rumble is rocking and rolling like like oh, everywhere. It's it's. I actually I don't know if it was just my earlier before the show. I was trying to go on Rumble and it just it wouldn't come up. Okay, so I think it was. Uh, I think the audio was working. I just think they had the mics off until he actually got up to the mics. Maybe. Oh, so you mean? I like just I, I just fast forwarded. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes they did that happens with them. Because they have, they all have an issue like with sound. So you, so want, me to, you want me to try it again? Yeah, just uh, fast forward a little bit. I, I fast forwarded up past twenty seven seconds and it worked. All right, give me uh, give me one second here. Let's see what we can do. Um, Yeah, it's okay. Give me yep. one second. Hold on, everybody. Uh, some issues that are hot and heavy, and we're watching them here. And some of you like the music so much, if you're really into music, and I understand it very well. You got to fire the sound guy. Cut 
So, uh, the numbers have been amazing so far. Now, this is just up until this point. But as of this moment, or in your sense, with the nominations, we had uh, a total of 330 nominations. This is only on nominations. This isn't for tonight. And of the 330, we won 200. We won 324. So if you think 224, and some of those were long shots, in all fairness. They were down in fifth place. We had a lot of people in fifth place that went to first, but it was 224 out of 330, and that's uh, that's a pretty good number. And then tonight, because they kept saying, well, he's good on nominations, but is he good on the general election? So as of this moment, and we have some out there, we are 80 wins and three losses. Is that good? Wouldn't that be funny if we were better on the general election than the nominations themselves? So that's great. Now, North Carolina, just out. Ted Budd is now leading. Doing great. He's leading 51-47. In Missouri, very good guy. Eric Schmidt is now up 55 to 43. And he's he's against a bush, but a different bush. It's called an Anheuser bush. That's a different bush. You tell me which is the real bush. Stop saying In Ohio, J.D. Vance is now leading 52-47. And we had an incredible rally last night in Ohio. And you saw that in Florida, Marco Rubio, we had an unbelievable rally for Marco the night before with the heaviest rain I've ever been involved with. I was up there. It was beautiful. Everything. This is the tropics, right, Florida? It was so beautiful. It was the most beautiful night. And all of a sudden, it turned deadly dark. And it was like you had massive pails of water that just fell on top of me. We went through the worst storm, but we gutted it out. I had no teleprompters. We had 45,000 people out there. We had no teleprompter. And I said, I wonder what Biden would do right now. But we, we gutted it out. And it was amazing. But Marco had a fantastic evening at 58, 41. That's really, that's really tremendous. That's as of this moment. Katie Britt, I want to congratulate Katie Britt. We endorse Katie. And she did fantastically. 68 to 30. That means she has a future young and just a fantastic woman with a husband who's great. He was he's maybe the largest human being I've ever seen. He was a offensive lineman in the NFL for a long time and a great football player, actually played for Alabama. But Katie, congratulations to you. And we have a lot of other good ones going out there. Herschel's leading right now. So we have a lot of uh, a lot of big races going on right now. So enjoy that. Enjoy the food and enjoy everything. And really, in all fair, it is a great honor to have the media with us. And we hope you enjoy yourself and uh, and this wonderful group of people. These are the people that you read about. They are not the nicest people in the world, but they are brilliant financially. We're not going to see any great football stars in here, but we do see brilliant people. But uh, no, but they're great people and uh, very, very successful people, and they want what's good for the country, and that's why they're here. And I want to thank you all for being here. And again, to the media, thank you very much. Have a good time. Thank you. I thought he was going to break out and dance. He might have. Yeah, you stopped it too soon. Yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> you know, I did see President Trump sit down uh, for an interview this Bush. afternoon, uh, and he was talking about like the legitimacy of these midterms and and the way that he's viewed in the mainstream media. I thought it was really good. I just got audio for it, but I thought it was a good part from him. Let's hear that one real quick to piggyback off that. Endorsed more than 330 candidates this election cycle. Uh, Tonight, win or lose, the results for Republicans, um, how much of that will be because of Donald Trump? Well, I think if they win, I should get all the credit. And if they lose, I should not be blamed at all. Okay? <laughs> it'll probably be just the opposite. Uh, when they win, I think they're going to do very well. I'll probably be given very little credit, even though in many cases I told people to run. And they ran and they turned out to be very good candidates. You know, they've turned out to be very good candidates. Uh, but usually what would happen is uh, when they do well, I won't be given any credit. And if they do badly, they will blame everything on me. So I'm prepared for anything, but we'll defend ourselves. Kind of the way it usually is with yeah. him. Hey, you think he heard a snippet from that Brett Hume commentary the other day on Fox News? I think that is yeah. definitely a shot back that way. Hmm. And uh, yeah, it's it's pretty pretty crazy. But uh, good to hear him weigh in on that. And we're, we're seeing a lot of these races still developing here. So I don't know. Alan, you got anything, what do you got coming across? No, I so I, I I I went to look her up and she was on she's been on stake she's been on my show the Great Divide uh, Courtney Gills North Carolina you know fourth district ninety nine cent ninety nine percent reporting you know she lost to uh, Democrat Valerie uh, Fauci um, oh about a 67, 66.7 percent to thirty three point three percent so I was I was hoping to see something good she was you know g- gaining some steam it seemed but uh, you know. I do have some good news for you from the Empire State, Alan. I, I thought someone said Fauci for a second. I was going to come yeah. in and give my opinions on what's going on in the world. <laughs> what's the good news? Fauci or Bernie? Fauci. I'm, I'm once again coming on the show to tell you not to use, to teach people words <laughs> that are contradictory to the... <laughs> So with 79% of reporting in New York right now, uh, Lee Zeldin has tightened his deficit from to 53 to 47 for Kathy Hochul advantage. Lee Zeldin is going to lose. That race mm-hmm. has already been called for Kathy Hochul. However, Republican turnout has helped New York 3, George Santos, New York 17, Lawler, and New York 18, Ryan, all to victories tonight in New York. So nice. Anything in the, uh, what is it, the, is that the fourth or the first? Um Anthony D'Esposito and Laura Gillen. Not in this thread. So, yeah, those are the only ones that I had seen off the top of my head. Glad to see George Santos pulled through, even though, you know, the last cycle he did win and was actually, if I think for 11 days, was in the uh, congressional, like, training class. Like, he was literally, you know, in and, you know, all kinds of stupid stuff happened. Uh, let's see. As we're running out of votes right now in the state of Georgia, uh, a head-to-head December runoff, that would be December 6th, between Herschel Walker and incumbent Raphael Warnock, with Walker up 49.2 to 48.8%. The outstanding vote not appearing to be one-sided enough for Walker to get to 50 plus one. So, yeah, it's pretty crazy because depending on what happens in Arizona and Nevada with Masters and Lexalt, Herschel Walker could... Well, maybe they maybe the White House was right. Maybe I maybe is it time to finally apologize to KJP? No. 
because it's going to take a month to decide the balance of power in Senate if oh, we are no. back well, in modern elections. Oh. oh, yeah. The new normal. This is the, the new normal. normal. Our, our, our modern elections. I just looked up uh, uh, dist- New York District 4, Congressional District. Uh, Anthony Diaz-Mazito, who I, I know, um, he's uh, he's trailing a little bit. It's 62% reporting, literally uh, – He's 49.2%. And Laura Gillen, who had lost her bid as a town supervisor, uh, she's at 50.8%. So, I mean, that's like they're neck and neck right now. Literally like a three, less than 3,000 vote difference. So now we'll see what happens. Well, here's, a, here's a breaking one out of North Carolina. It looks like Willie Nickel uh, is going to defeat Trump endorsed America First Representative Bo Hines in North Carolina's 13th district and flip that seat from Republican to Democrat. One of the first few of today. What? Yeah. Wow. Wow. I I don't know. I just it just went past again. This Whitmer. Uh, oh, I do have another breaking news. This is out of Maricopa County, and this is via Christina Bob via Carrie Lake. Cochise okay. County just dropped a batch of election day ballots and Cary Lake won with a whopping nearly 74% of the vote. The people out there voted huge on election day. This is monumental. And it looks like the same thing that we saw the Cary Lake second wave is, is now starting to be counted. And we'll see, <laughs> listen, the higher Cary Lake gets in the overall win of the governorship of Arizona means how much of the ticket she is going to pull across the finish line. We were the only show that asked her if she thought that she was responsible to carry the rest of that ticket across the finish line. And even though she went into indebtedly and each and individual candidate, Blake, Abe, and Mark, she also mentioned a couple of the great house seats and how great they were. She said she does feel like she has the responsibility to carry that ticket over the finish line. And it looks like she just may be doing that in Arizona right now as that news is continuing to develop. Nice. That's great. Iowa approved constitutional carry today and California voted no on in-person and online voting free for all. Say what? Yeah, there was a, there was a ballot initiative to make online voting, online voting and in-person voting a thing statewide. Oh, I'm sorry. Not uh, gambling. Oh, online. Yeah. I was like, what are you talking about? Online voting. Online voting. Like, (laughs) well, maybe that's only happening in New York. Yeah. So no, okay, that's good for Nevada. <laughs> Just go on Xbox and swear to a little kid, and that's your vote. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to wait for this uh, this Dixon Whitmer thing to recycle back because uh, the, the they, I mean, they called it for Whitmer, but it's it, 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 it narrowed a lot. I don't. I mean. It may, acting really weird too. It, it, it may just be like out. a, a uh, you know, um, a Lee Zeldin situation where she's going to chip away at the lead, but it won't eventually be enough. I mean, forty-four percent in, and literally, it, it's we're talking forty thousand votes. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's just weird to me. It, Michigan, it it, it it just looks, it looks, it's just weird. I don't see how they're calling it at 30 something percent. And now they're at 40 something percent. And literally the, the, it looked at first glance, it went by quick. They were. It's way too off. It's not, I don't know. Well, I also saw today that Jeff Van Drew, who we all know left the Democrat party uh, during his last term and ran on a Republican this cycle, uh, won his house seat in New Jersey in, in, a, in a reelection bid for his new party. 
thought that was pretty awesome. I also saw that, um, let's see, where we might have been losing roads in Michigan, uh, we are getting a very tight race in Oregon for the governor there. Um, Tina Kotek, the Democrat, is sitting at 46%, but Christy Drazen is hot on her heels at 45.1. That's in the state of Oregon. So that's a pretty big race that we're tracking right now as we're looking to continue to stack some governor seats. And, uh, you know, we're already having Doug Mastriano and Tudor Dixon out of the equation right now. I don't know. I'm still like holding out for a bit. Let's see. I just went on Twitter. Somebody, uh, it's, I don't even know this account, but it's in my feed. Uh, at real Rob, well, real underscore Robin. Um, apparently, I, I don't know how true this is because I'm not, I haven't looked at it, but apparently rigging ballots live on TV. It shows like a person like at the polls, like marking ballots by hand. Yeah, what's new? TV. Yeah. <clears throat> Like actual ballots or not just like the little voter uh, ballots, like control number pam- yeah, no, no. sheets or whatever. No, like a stack of ballots. Oh, perfect. Lovely. Where, where, where does that, where does that remind you of some other time that we saw that? Hmm. I, I, I don't know. I, know right? I mean, do, I, I'm old enough to remember those two women pulling out massive suitcases from underneath the table. <laughs> oh, they were like Pelican boxes. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, they apparently that's how they store the ballots. They weren't cases. Yeah. No, but you know, you call them suitcases, but you're right. But it, it was so funny to me after like people that actually saw that the on the other side were like trying to tell what we saw them and saying what we didn't see and what we it was just bizarre to me. No, we, they pulled out shit from underneath. Oh yeah, no, we all saw the video. I, like, what are you like seeing that I'm not seeing? <laughs> well, it depends what you want to see. Exactly. Well, right. I mean, actually, we're, we're saying cheating and they're saying winner. Yeah. Wow. Just remember truth over facts. And I don't want to see cheating. That's the issue here. I, I don't, I just want to know who actually wins. I feel embarrassed as a, like a, a decent human being. If that was my side, yeah. I'd be like, yo, listen, I'd rather win fair and square. Well, I mean, the good news is that the entire world is already laughing at us, so this doesn't really matter. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I just got... what a gas price is going to be tomorrow? Oh, geez! Can you imagine when, like, when? I mean, they can't. They can't like put the helmets on and go full retard completely. But like, I mean, it's. Well, can't, can't, they, they, though, can't they? Yeah. By tomorrow is when she's going to start changing New York for the better in a headline. Yes, so, New York is on the path of, of like the worst because it's usually opposite with these people, but we'll see. She's going to go that Nazi. <laughs> so we're not getting any updates for the Arizona governor election results anywhere. Yeah, well, I'm, not, I'm looking for, for it too. I'm not seeing anything. We just got the uh, big ballot dump from Cochise County that I talked about. Mm-hmm. And uh, those have been counted or? Yeah. Those have been counted at some of the largest day in vote tallies, day of vote tallies in the history of Arizona. I'm not seeing any. I, I, I see latest results from one minute ago. This is on New York Times. 
obviously, you know, uh, 48% of votes in. It's still got Hobbs as 56 and uh, Kerry as 43. Yeah, mainstream media. Where was that? Uh, NewYorkTimes.com. Oh right. yeah, they want to keep it like that. Also, yeah. they don't want they don't want to change anything. You know, it's funny. I just I just clicked on Twitter just to open up the app, and the whole thing comes up, and it says it, the pop up. It takes time to count all of the votes. It's expected to take multiple days to count the votes. So the projected winners of some elections might not be announced yet. This means you can encounter unconfirmed claims that a candidate won their race. Find out more. What's that? That means we can feel the same way. <laughs> I guess so. I mean, in 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 some in, in some places, it's right, so uh, Fox Ten has the AZ governor race. Carrie Lake fifty one percent. Katie Hobbs forty eight percent. That's with the seventy three percent of Cochise County just coming in. That's this is breaking news in the last ten minutes. Christine Bob Christina Bob tweeted it. Jack Pasobic and a lot of the other you know, uh, steak for breakfast adjacents went and, and shared it as well. The Columbia bugle, which is one of Darren Beatty's apparatus <laughs> for getting information out there. Um, but yes. So with that huge ballot done again, it's one of the largest, uh, Republican vote claims in, in, in the history of Arizona's day. And that's voting. with all this fuckery with their, with their voting systems too. Yep. That's amazing. I mean, can you imagine like, they would have just called it already if, if they hadn't had all this shit going on. That's why I got to say till your vote counts. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking right now. Some of the numbers from Arizona are just starting to come out. A great friend of Steak for Breakfast, someone who I actually texted this morning and told him good luck. Eli Crane nice. is up almost 51 to 49 percent there. Okay. Uh, Arizona's second congressional district, which would be a Republican flip. So waiting on uh, numbers for Kelly Cooper as well. And then, of course, the uh, state slate. Mark Fincham and Abe Hamaday see what's going on with those guys. Um, let's see. Another hour or so for Clark County, Nevada, um, because of the weather and whatnot, too. Erica just sent me, she just texted me a picture. She's in the front row. Carrie Lake is talking to. Nice. Yeah, people out there um, mm -hmm. at the Republican Party of Arizona headquarters. And uh, she said she's going to try and circle back to us. I'm sure Carrie Lake went out there to make the announcement about the the Cochise County day of votes coming in yep. nearly 75% of them for her and to give her people that are waiting there an update. It's such a, you know, we talked about it last time too, during the primaries, especially in races like Carrie Lake's gubernatorial primary, the air that gets taken out of your sales because you want to go out there. I mean, she essentially claimed victory on election night, even though the numbers, you know, weren't all coming in. But, but just the way that it looks at face value for the people that went out there and really want to go home with like, a championship trophy you know they get the mm -hmm. participation sticker and they have to wait and then you know we saw what happened it was really sad it was great that donald trump went and did like a uh like a tele congratulations for her and then they then they had a rally shortly thereafter but you know for her to go out there at like her campaign headquarters at the time with like the green screen backdrop and talk to the press about you know becoming the republican gubernatorial nominee it just kind of takes the wind out of your sails and uh it's one of the demoralization tactics. I'm sure if Carrie Lake wins a wins a race, five points or less victory here, uh, they're gonna say all the things about her that no one said about Ron DeSantis. Mm. Ron DeSantis really crowned himself as one of the strongest governors in the entire country today, uh, winning his race by I believe at nearly 
20 point margin, which is unprecedented in this day and age you know, in a race as big as a state governorship. Um, you know, Carrie Lake will win a fairly decent and convincing margin, but she's not going to win by 15 points. And they'll talk about how, like, you know, the Trump endorsed election denier who narrowly run her race for the governorship in Arizona for the next five years or the or the next eight years. I believe they have four year terms there. So, you know, and, and that was another thing that Carrie Lake touched on today. You know, they tried to hit her up with uh, uh, some of the stuff that's going on with her campaign and what she sees the future as. And uh, she was talking about, you know, what it looks like and what her commitment level is. And uh, I believe she said she's she sees herself being the governor there for two terms, eight years. Alan, I, we pulled that clip, didn't we? I think it's going to be. Uh, yeah, let me grab it. Give me clip 12. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, kind of sets the stage uh-huh. for everything. It clears the path for Donald Trump. It also kind of clears the path for Ron DeSantis, someone who came out and did her favors. Now things could change in four years. Oh, Absolutely. We got uh, we got to hear talking about the uh, the two terms. Carrie, who are you? from CBS News. I want to just follow up on this question, if I may. If Donald Trump announces, as expected, to be president, and you win the governorship of Arizona, you're likely to be talked about as a VP candidate. Will you? Do you plan to serve your entire term in Arizona, or are you open to being the VP? Are you new covering this race? Because we've talked about this before. That's great. We've talked about this. I've answered this questions. I am going to not only be the governor of Arizona for four years, I'm going to do two terms. I'm going to be your worst freaking nightmare for eight years. And we will reform the media as well. Nice. We're going to make you guys into journalists again. So get ready. It's going to be a fun eight years. I can't wait to be working with Carrie. Making journalism great again, Carrie Lake. I'm going to physically shit in all of your cereal. <laughs> bowl by bowl. I mean, she she comes from them too. You know, she's been in that world. She's gonna have such a field day with these people. It's gonna be so epic. Oh my I god! It, to- she's just gonna torment them. It's gonna be so amazing because she's she's from that industry. I know. Yeah. Exactly. So she knows exactly what to do. She knows how to mess with them. She knows that, and she's doing a great job of it. I mean, every uh, every interview, she's just classy, super classy at it. They know, they cannot they cannot sneak up on her. No, no I, do, I, I do have a quote uh, from that Carrie Lake speech that she's given right now. It said she's inspired, uh, or, you know, the people who have showed up with a message of hope in ballot counting in Arizona, as <laughs> ironic as that sounds. But she says, when we win, and we will, the first line of action is to restore honesty to Arizona's election yeah. systems. So, you know, which she got a thunderous applause. And uh, it's it's good to see Carrie Lake you know it's really hard to be in positions like that and you gotta be able to understand like the amount of stuff that goes in there There, there's so many people who have just gone out and tried to crap on her you know they're saying like oh well first there was like the hit pieces like she had trans parties at her house kind of find out that that was debunked it was like pieces that she was doing while she was a reporter that they tried to tie into like she used to then then i've heard stuff is recently saying like and who cares if she did carrie leak was anti-guns and practicing buddhism just as you know recently as two years ago i was like who cares she obviously at some point she she feels like her life was cringe and she walked away from that movement 
Yeah, uh, not to trying to tie her into being a Democrat, and, you know. And she said, "What pe- people can't change parties?" You know, my my husband donated to Barack Obama, but pe- people can't change parties. It happens all the time. Like, oh, I like that. I got you moment. There was a reporter, I forget where he was from, trying to get that I got you moment, and she's like, "No, there's no I got you moment. Like, what are you doing?" I was running for office right now. Like, people would they'd probably bring up the fact that when as soon as I turned eighteen, I my first vote I ever cast was for Barack Obama. For real, I was 18 years old. I didn't know. Oh, shit. Get oh, out! Oh, get out! No. <laughs> oh, scissory timbers! And the trans parties at her house, dude. I was in the entertainment Damn. industry, and all my like friends at one point were the gay fashion industry. They didn't even have trans parties. Come on, Calrie. Mm. <laughs> it's just so far out there, and it's just so petty. They don't even know what to do. They they're just throwing. Anything. Throw shit at the wall and see what sticks. I mean, that's that's what they got to do. That's the name of the game. And every, everybody does it. And that's just what they'll continue well, to do. Uh, trans parties. I mean, come on. People like, are starving. They're, they can barely afford gas. They're, they can't even take their kids, you know, to sport anymore. They can't pay the, you know, the heating bill, cell phone bill. Like, come on. Who the fuck cares about... Shit. I saw some some numbers out this week that said that like 35% of the totality of Americans uh, are going to have a hard time paying their rent or mortgage uh, yeah. through the holiday season just because of the rising. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're just looking at the grocery stores right now. I believe my mother-in-law got like a turkey for us for Thanksgiving. It was it was on sale. They had like some coupon or whatever, but it, the, the sticker price was $70 for, for like, a turkey for a 22 pound turkey. $70. 70 Three times. I think I paid three. over twelve hundred dollars just this past month, and uh, electricity and gas. Yeah, that's that, a, sounds that's about right. That's something I was using a lot, you know, like for my house, and it's not like a major, like a massive house. I mean, it's just three of us. You know, we don't do much here. It, it, I'm like, what the hell? Like, it shot up like crazy. I'm like, what the hell? Well, and then they have the the raping hours too, where they're just gonna like just bend you over, like, oh, you use power during. The time mm-hmm. that everybody's at home doing shit. Like, how dare exactly. you? It's oh, right. Yeah, Greta Thunberg is going to knock at your door and give you a furrowed brow and, and rape. Nevada Energy tried to like dupe people into getting their smart thermostats so they can control them remotely themselves and turn down or up or down your your thermos, especially during the summer months. Yeah, we talked we talked about that a few shows ago. It, do not fall for that trick. I mean, just look at what happened. It was in Colorado. When they had no control over the thermostats during that heat wave or whatever it was, was that Colorado? Yeah. They're going to offer you these benefits. They're going to offer to give you, oh, you're going to get a couple hundred bucks, uh, you know, rebate at the, at the beginning. And then, you know, X percent off your bill. But the small print says that anytime they want to just (laughs) lock your shit down. Well, sorry. It's going to be 90 degrees in your house. My bad. I laughed when I, cause I called just, just for fun to see what they would say. And I already had my own smart thermos just to see what they say. And I'm like, but I have my own. Like, so do I get any benefits? They're like, no, because. Because we can't control yours. Exactly. You know, I'm sorry. I'm seeing. Like, this, no, thank you. This one right here. It's uh, one of the big bellwethers. I was, I was third congressional district. We have Republican newcomer Zach Nunn leading incumbent Cindy Axney by less than a thousand votes with over 90 percent reporting. So that's going to be a battle right to the finish right there. Looks like the Republicans are looking to flip another 
House. And then I saw the Nevada GOP just put out a statement saying it is unacceptable that the Clark County electorate is so poorly managed that they failed to plan to release election night results on election night. Mm. Just one more example of failed Democrat rule. Looking forward to Republican wins across the ballot to bring balance, accountability and transparency to this state. Yeah. So it looks like we might not be getting any results from Nevada tonight. Perfect. Um, as they see possibly the the shift in the uh, senatorial leaning towards the Republicans right now. No, Senate just bounced uh, 47 Democrats, 46 Republican. Right. But when you look at the races that are still left. Oh, yeah, yeah. So. Okay. You know, how do you guys, uh, going back to what we were just talking about, about, you know, heating homes and paying mortgages, uh, you guys in, in California, are you propane or are you uh, oil? How do you eat your homes? Gas? Gas. All right. I'm yeah. gas. What about you, Internet? I mean, if you're off the grid somewhere in California, you could have propane, but I mean. But it depends. In New York, though, like my dad's in Queens and he's a contractor. You know, some people are using, still using like their homes or oil. Yeah, and, the heating um, oil. Yeah. Most of, like a lot of Long Island, like my, my block, my whole side of the block is natural gas, but directly across the street, they're all know oil have oil tanks and uh you have whole towns that that don't have any gas you know that it's all home heating oil mm-hmm. deliveries and and right now the average price of, of per gallon on long island is like it's five dollars maybe a little under maybe a little over a gallon and you know these people are living in homes from how Dalton. long does how long does a gallon last i, I don't even know I, I honestly don't know you get a few you know it depends on how much of, of what you're using. If you're, yeah. you know, you're, you're a lot of these homes were, were built in the late forties. And if you haven't done major renovations on them, they're insulated like crap. Uh, you're on slabs with no basement and they get cold and you're cranking up the, the heat. Um, and there are people burning, burning through oil there. And even, even last winter, you know, there were people uh, running out of oil and just because waiting for the next delivery or they're doing whether they had a contract or they're getting oil on demand, whatever, pay as you go. Um, it, it, I'm wondering how people, first of all, if the home, he, the oil delivery companies, if they're if they're going to struggle with any type of shortages. Well, yeah, and, they're, they're putting diesel in their tanks to deliver the shit. Right. So that and people now have to make choices. And I know people out there that are living check to check who are working two jobs wondering if, all right, you know, are we going to have to skip dinner a couple nights a week? Like it's no bullshit. Burn the sofa. To heat the, burn the cell, to heat the, to heat the house with oil or what bill are we going to be laid on so we we can, you know, heat the home in a a Long Island winter. And and these are, uh, it's wild. And, And again, it just brings me to what the Democrats are, have been doing the past two years to this country and how people can go out and vote for Democrats to run their state when you are riddled with crime. And it, it, it's it, it, it boggles it boggles my mind and, and just straight up treat constituents like they're useful idiots, like they're just stupid, stupid people. And uh, it, I guess it like for New York, it doesn't surprise me, but in a sense it does just because of what I've seen and what I people would like come out more and be able to make a more, much more of an impact. But that at the same time, the people are struggling themselves and they are trying as much as they can, but it just shows you as well. You could look at it in this, in this way, 
it like New York is that fucking corrupt at so many levels. And like you said earlier, that dark money runs deep. It does. It really does. And the corruption is unbelievable. You know, the, the organizations and corporations that, that have have been given state contracts that have donated tremendous amount of, of money to, to Democrats and to, and to Kathy Hochul, uh, you know, no questions asked. And, you know, here we are. What's is. I don't think people realize though how, like how deep, deep the corruption is, especially in a place like New York, it's like dangerously deep for anybody that, you know, kind of goes against the grain. And if, unless you have like some sort of like divine and like legit protection on this plane as well, it's hard to kind of go against that corruption. So that's why the people, you know, needed to show up as well. Like Cash said earlier, without us and, you know, with him too, all of us collectively together can do, you know, a lot and make make a change. But in this instance, for example, with New York, it just shows us how how corrupt and you know bottomless the pit is in some of these places. I mean, I've had people say to me, New York voters, you know, whether they just, they, they know me or they know my show that. Literally, this is the first time they're going to be voting Republican. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. It's crazy. I've saying. never experienced that before in any elections I've been involved in and and, and, and campaigns and politics and, and locally and state level. Just I've never seen that before. I've never heard that before from so many people. And I, I, I sure as should have, have never seen these, again, prominent Democrats, former, you know, councilmen, uh, state senators, uh, come out and publicly endorse a Republican governor Mm -hmm. because the main reason is they don't feel safe, the crime uh, in in New York. And it's going to be, I think the the winter for New Yorkers is going to be a big struggle, Uh, a a, a tremendous struggle with, with heating your homes. And then uh, again, the, 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 the price of, of, of goods and, and gas. And then I really think we're going to see when summer hits, I, I truly believe we're going to see a summer of crime in New York. Oh, yeah. That we haven't seen since before Giuliani was mayor of New York City oh. and when he came in and cleaned up Times Square. I, I truly believe now that, you know, again, I hope not, but I, I don't see any way around it now because, again, you have these people who made these laws, the cash, you know, cashless bail and, and, and numerous other pieces of legislation, you know, they, they're, they're going, where's the constitutional carry, you know, there's some municipalities that are, that are doing something with it, but they don't want anyone to, to carry uh, guns in New York other than if you're a criminal. And I believe that the, the winter, the summer of 2023 in New York is going to be like a summer of 1985. Uh, and and I, that that that's my prediction. Why why wouldn't it become that way? All of a sudden, all of a sudden, with the mocking of 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 the the issue of crime, all of a sudden they're going to decide to clean up New York and get serious on crime. All of a sudden, what DAs are going to start prosecuting real criminals? All of a sudden, they're going to stop pushing people in front of subways, sexually assaulting eleven year olds on subway platforms, and stabbing people in the back with screwdrivers while they're going to the ATM machine in broad daylight on the Upper West Side, or shooting the mother walking down the block in Brooklyn with 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 her kid in broad daylight. I mean, it's 
New York, Pennsylvania, not fucked up. It's fucking scary. Because I grew up, I was born and raised there, you know, in the early, I mean, I'm 86, but like, you know, 86 and on, early 90s, early, you know, 2000s, and my family's back there. I worry for them every day. My dad, you know, is a contractor, has a company out there with my brother, or my, my sisters, and my mom. And he's in too. a nice part of Queens, your father. Right? Your father's in, in, in a really nice part of Queens, correct? Yeah. 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 In a nice part of Queens, in a good area, and a lot of shit's happening there, in that area, around there, close by, too. My mom's mm-hmm. in Long Island, and but she's moved up to... Um, tuxedo parkish area like more north Westchester. you know she um yeah i believe it's in that county i haven't been yeah. there but that's like trump country so thank god she's like so happy to be there so, so like <laughs> kind of like the dynamic in new york like where in Queens. so i have a good friend of mine that uh i'm in another business with who lives cl- the, the same neighborhood as uh, your father is and in, in his contracting business is out of which is it's a beautiful area of queens okay that white zone bayside area right um and i believe three times um which i'm imagining they're like blocks away from each other if that the, the same part of queens that i know um his, my my Italian, Albanian. Yeah, yeah, well, yep, yep. But the the amount of car theft because it's it's a nice area. Oh, so there's nice yeah, vehicles yeah. there. Three times, three different cars from my friend's home were stolen just in the middle of the night. You know, night nice cars. You know, an Audi, I think a, a BMW, and a, and, a, and a Chevy, and they they were three different times stolen with not within. We're talking about within months of each other, and you know. Where I mm-hmm. converters literally, they've like a lot of converters it, it, by two minutes. Some of them they go and zoop, zoop, done hit neighborhoods in, in Long Island where I am, and they'll the, the 30 of them gone in a neighborhood, you know, where it used to be the they'll come in quick with the and, and they want to steal the rims, and that they'll be you know, like, like a, a brick. yep, it's gone and they're on bricks, like they're like race pit crew, and they're in and out. It's literally like NASCAR, and that's exactly what it looks like when you see like the CCTV footage. So, yeah, no, everybody is now taking precautions. They're not leaving their shit outside if it's possible, and if they are, they have security cameras and literally trip sensors in some places because they can't afford, you know, to lose the business. Or like somebody like my dad, who has, you know, my brother that has a contracting company, they can't afford for their cars to be out of commission when they've got like twenty jobs going on. What are they going to do? Right. Right. So it's ridiculous that people that people have even have to worry about these things in an area where they pay a shit ton of money in taxes for one, two that has always been fairly safe. And it's just like me here in Nevada, you know, like I, I'm just waiting for the time. Like God forbid, you know, I moved a little bit more further out. Oh, did we just lose Antoinette? Yeah, she's been bouncing in and out because of the multiple connections. But uh, I just see breaking across the wire right now, just in the last few minutes, uh, incumbent Republican Senator Trump endorsed Mike Lee has defeated Evan McMuffin McMullen in the Utah State Senate race. I've got Erica Knight coming in right now from uh, 
Arizona, and she's going to give us an update. Erica, can you hear us? Hey, Ron, I've got a, I've got a few minutes for you. But Carrie Lake just came out here. She was electric as always. She is hopeful. She is reminiscent of what happened in the primary, and she knows that we're going to win this race. As I told you guys about an hour or two ago, we are getting results from early voting data. We are going to get these drops. We saw it in Cochise County. You're going to start to see that throughout the night. We're not getting anything on that race tonight. You're looking at Nevada. They will not report anything until all polling locations are closed. Once you get that done, we are going to start to see it come in for last salt. Things look good tonight. I'm getting a lot of people that are asking me, are we down? Does it look bad? The answer to that is an absolute no. This is what we saw in the primary. We look good. The data looks good. We are going to take both of these states. Well, that's what we'd like to hear, Erica. We appreciate you getting up to us. We just were uh, reading from the dialogue that Carrie Lake gave up there on the uh, stage. Uh, we saw Mark Fincham come out as well, and uh, we're really excited to get start getting those results for her and the uh, state slate of uh, Republican nominees and then Blake Masters, of course. Look, it's going to be a long night. It's probably going to be a long Wednesday. Hold tight. You listen to this. Very, very, I mean, people have spoken. Carrie Lake will be the next governor of Arizona. Hell yeah. Well, you're hearing that on uh, Steak for Breakfast and probably not a lot of other places. So, Erica, thanks for taking time out. We'll let you get back. Obviously, I'll connect with you tomorrow. Uh, yep. And uh, we'll be we'll be all ready for a little bit clearer picture of this by our Friday show. Thanks for jumping back in with us. Hey, we hope so. All right, guys. Have a good night. Take care. Bye-bye. That's Erica Knight of Knight Agencies working behind the scenes, all things MAGA. Uh, nice. Jumping in with a quick update from Lake Blake headquarters. So there you go. They're feeling great over there, as do I. I. I see a lot of similarities. These West Coast states, they run a different kind of election vernacular than you know you see in some of the other states like florida or you know places in michigan or in california where you know half a percent of the vote is and they can call it for the, the democrat incumbent but uh in arizona they've kind of drawn a line in the way elections are ran uh the democrats again in this election and we've got cash patel coming in hot nice so here he comes coming in from the great state of Nevada, Mr. Cash Patel, thanks for joining us again. Thanks for breakfast. What's going on? Oh, hey, how's it going? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, it looks like uh, counting is something that they're not a huge fan of in the state of Nevada right now. We won't be getting a lot no, of results. <sighs> they're using Joe Biden's. They're using Joe Biden's arithmetic. So <laughs> apparently, what's going on here is, fortunately, as we're learning in Washoe and Clark County that the registrars are refusing to count certain ballots because they are understaffed. Mm. And all that means is they could have staffed up. They could have called us earlier and said, Hey, we need help because look at this. Nevada is a state of three and a half million people. Florida is a state of 15 million people. They counted the votes there. Democrats aren't running around there saying, Oh, it's legal cheating. No, they just, they just lost, but they were able to count every single vote. Why can't we do that here? 
No, you make an excellent point, Cash. You know, we pointed it out on the show this week, the, the country of Brazil, uh, who has a little bit less modernized elections than the United States does, had nearly 119 million people vote in their presidential election a little over two weeks wow. ago and had the results in day of. <laughs> yeah, and that's, listen, it, no, it, listen, I used to, you guys know this. I would go down to, you know, doing uh, counterterrorism operations in Africa all the time. And they're voting them is superior to ours. <laughs> Everybody would vote. And I'm, I'm, and here's how they know people voted. One, they made them bring an ID. Crazy, right? Weird. Two, they would literally ink their hands after yeah. they voted. So you couldn't vote. I was like, so simple. Look at that. No mail-in ballots. There's no illegals voting. Everybody showed up to vote. They waited in line. And then they got marked when they voted. So I, like, what to me. is wrong with this country that we can't count votes? And it's not that we can't. I should, I should rephrase. It's that we have so many corrupt bureaucrats who want to disrupt the democratic process because they see it going towards America first. No, that, that's the fact of the matter there. We, we've seen it in, in a couple instances tonight. We've had some big Republican flips throughout the House and uh, are looking to mm-hmm. finish off in the Senate here. We're, we're waiting for results on uh, Georgia, which may be heading to a runoff. We're not sure yet. We'll get a couple more, about 5% more polling to come in there. We're waiting on the results of Dr. Oz and John Fetterman, which is like 0.4 of 1% mm-hmm. separates the two. So, And then we're waiting on Blake and uh, Adam Laxall to yeah. uh, get this Senate over the finish line. So... How's the team feeling out there? How's Adam doing? And uh, is he looking forward to uh, being the next senator from the state of Nevada? Yeah, Adam is looking forward to being the 51st senator for the United States of America as we've campaigned this entire time. Everyone here is in great spirits. The ballroom is packed. Um, Lombardo's campaign's out here. Seagal's out here. You know, Adam's crew is here. And we're just all ready to, you know, call it for... Nevada, because we were out there, unlike the Democratic candidates, unlike Cortez Masto, and unlike Sisolak and everybody else, they didn't campaign. We went across this state and we heard from the people of Nevada and they resoundedly said, we want America first. We want education. We want border security. We want to keep crime out of our streets. And we want to put Americans first and take care of veterans and law enforcement. Those aren't political issues. And people said that uh, resoundingly across the state and across the country. And I do think you're going to see Oz's race get called for Oz. And I do think you're going to see Herschel Walker squeak over the 50% line. And when we do that and we get Adam Laxalt, then we can go to bed knowing that we have won both houses of Congress. Oh, I absolutely like it. You can't end on a better note than Cash, who we'll be catching up with again on our uh, November 15th edition of the show special announcement oh, yeah. so can't Cash, wait listen tell everybody there we wish them the best of health and luck down here while we're waiting for the votes to get counted we'll be uh tracking live and uh, i'll be catching up with you tomorrow sounds good for sure you guys keep pounding we appreciate everything you guys do appreciate you sir take care so there you go some big updates you're not going to get anywhere else from i mean listen Laxalt, Lombardo, and Lake and Blake headquarters. There you go. Um, as we're getting ready to, I think, wrap here, Alan. I mean, we're not going to see any results out of Nevada till later in the night. And then as far as Arizona goes, as soon as they start to see the writing on the wall that Carrie Lake's going to be the next governor of that state, they're going to slow walk it as yeah. long as we can. If anybody else in the chat uh, as we're getting ready to wrap here that, that uh, you know, had anything relevant to say to a lot of the conversation we brought to the table tonight? It's uh, so much going on in there, and uh, you know it's it's getting late for a lot of people. I, do we have anything out of Washington State? No, just some, just some I, early results. 
coming in. I haven't seen too much yet. Um, most recent, no, not out of Washington yet. So by our Friday edition of the show, Alan, how about we just keep this going uh, on Friday? Why don't you just come and jump up with us on our Friday edition of the Absolutely. show? I can make that happen. We'll make it like the 2022 midterm election special after credits edition of mm. State for Breakfast podcast. Yeah. And then we'll be coming back again live on this Saturday as well, right? Yes, on, the, uh, on the Great State Breakfast, our one-hour recap of everything that's broken since our show ends on Friday and uh, the best of the rest from the week that was. Um, Maybe we can count some ballots on Saturday for, you know, Nevada, Arizona. They might need some help on Saturday counting ballots. That's nice. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> I, I do want to uh, listen. You, you got uh, so many of, of the doomer douchebags coming out. I, I quoted a tweet from resident sack of shit, Mike Cernovich. Uh, <laughs> Trump as kingmaker or viable 2024 general election candidate is over as of tonight. So I just quoted it and said, King Doomer finally weighs in with 95% of the precincts reporting. And uh, I've seen some of the other ones too, like, you know, Donald Trump belongs in jail, not for any crimes that he's committed, but for throwing three straight election cycles. Again, and a majority of the Trump endorsed America first candidates are going to get over the finish line here. I think a lot of people are going to feel better after Pennsylvania and uh, Georgia Senate races are called. And then we're going to have pretty solid wins to say the least in Nevada and Arizona. And uh, you know, it's like, listen, we played the clip of Donald Trump himself, right? right. He's gone out and done the physical work. He's done so much more work. You could blame just as much on McLeadership and their slow walking, what could have been a fantastic election and we'll, we'll get all the work that Donald Trump did himself, his team that's worked with him. You got Matt Whitaker, obviously cash Patel, cash Patel, uh, Rick Grinnell has been all over the campaign trail and uh, you know, we'll have the best we could have done with what we worked with. And uh, you know, does it mean like the textbook definition of a red wave? No, but at the end of the day, winning control of the House and Senate is the goal at hand here and to take the power away uh, from Joe Biden as far as the president goes legislatively. And I think that's the goal we're all still working uh, towards now. Antoinette, what do you think? Closing remarks here. Uh, I'm, I'm still on the edge of my seat, but I'm, I'm actually happy and very optimistic, especially hearing for, from Cash, Erica, Christina. They seem really confident and optimistic themselves. I mean, honestly, let's just see what happens. Things can change overnight very easily. I'm hoping for the best, but I think we did really good tonight as a good start. Yeah, I think so too. Alan, what do you think? Listen, we had some big wins, some minor disappointments. I think we're, you know, now we have to see how the table looks when all the uh, chips are stacked and hopefully they are stacked in our favor and um, the red wave prevails uh, and I'm sure, listen, it's Tuesday. We're going to be one way or another, whether it's on social media or other shows, you know, we'll be, we'll be a lot of content uh, is, is there for the elections going into, into next week. It's going to be, I think it's going to be an interesting, you know, 24, 36, 48 hours on, uh, on how things progress. And uh, it'll be nice to see, a lot of liberal heads explode and meltdowns happen on social media. Uh, it's going to, it'd be nice to see what happens on, on Twitterverse uh, as well. It's always entertaining. You know, yeah, Goldberg won't see it because she left. I, I think I'm going to do 
logging out of social media is kind of early today. There's a lot of doom and going on that, you know, you just can't appreciate. I mean, look at it this way. The messaging on the Democrat side wasn't too much better because you had, uh, you know, Michael Lawler defeating Sean Patrick Maloney in New York's District 17. Michael Lawler's the D... CCC. So, I mean, it's not like they were too happy with their messaging either. The, 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 the Democrat, you know, congressional whip chair pretty much got his ass kicked. Uh, you know, the race isn't called yet, but it's 53 to 47 for the Republican challenger, Michael Lawler in New York's 17th congressional district. So messaging across the board uh, was lackluster. And, and you know what, for as much as we fixed elections, we're going to have to fix the messaging because we're in the right thread. The Republicans are on the pulse. They just don't have yet uh, like a diverse enough group of people to deliver the message. But I think we're going to be getting that with some of these Senate candidates. You get Herschel Walker up there. You get Blake Masters and J.D. Vance up there um, and, and who could deliver the message in a more hippish, I don't know, relatable fashion. Yeah. You know, like pressure on the current leadership. Your typical politician coming in and, you know, these are fresh, brand new people. That are more relatable that are going to give a message that is more for the people you know not, not just so like out of touch on both sides for no, sake. you're 100 right we just had another republican house seat flip uh tom keen jr who ran in new jersey's seventh congressional district the race was just called he has defeated incumbent two-term incumbent tom malinowski there again in new jersey's seventh congressional district so that's another house seat flip flip for Republicans, uh, which it looks like almost getting close to an insurmountable lead for the Democrats in regards to retaining power in the House of Representatives. It stands right now. Republicans are at 176. Democrats are at 140. Uh, we know we, we need 218 for that majority. So we will look to be getting there. And then the Senate seats, it's it's going to be down to the wire. We've got Laxalt, Masters, uh, Oz, and Herschel Walker all there to, you know, kind of it's going to determine it's for 47 a piece right now. So mm -hmm. it looks like uh, we can get to 51. Um, but we also have a couple wild cards still in place. Obviously smiley up in Washington state. Uh, she was coming on strong as late. So we will, we will see where we're at um, with that. But aside from that, I guess we'll be joining you again in our regular formatted show on, on Friday on steak for breakfast podcast. Uh, Alan will be joining us again for post-election commentary and to see exactly where we're at then alan anybody that's not following or tracking you i mean i know we shared links from all over the place today but just for the casual listener where, where can we find all things uh the great divide i made it easy now i just i just uh signed up and have a link tree now so just go to my link tree which is alan jacoby 1776 and you can get all of my links there and there's so much i'm everywhere now i just put everything in one place so and you can just google the great divide podcast with alan jacoby and everything will uh will pop up. I do want to say one thing that everybody out there that has watched or, or is going to watch and, and listening, everybody should be proud of themselves, what they've done in the, at, at whatever level you got involved and fought the good fight, a lot of winning, a lot of winning, and everyone should be proud of themselves. Even if there's a race out there that, you know, you're, you're severely disappointed in like there's a few out there that I'm in, but whether it's, podcasters getting the message out and getting candidates on to just working the polls to canvassing for your candidate donating or whatever you did everyone just needs to you know we, we talked about the having the wind blown out of uh, your sails uh, at, at 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 points 
don't let that happen because we're going to take back the House. We're going to take back the Senate. We are winning key races, and the fight has just begun. And like J.R. Majewski uh, said in, in his in his clip, uh, you know, feet to the fire, hold everybody accountable. It doesn't stop today, and it it carries on that we have to hold everybody accountable and make sure that these people that we're giving jobs to are working and defending our best interests. So everybody should be proud of what they've done. Here, yeah, here. Yeah. No, uh, great message. I like it. And and just for last recap, we'll, we'll end it with a with a Carrie Lake stat. That 8 p.m. drop that was coming in, that result is still missing nearly 500,000 ballots. Mm. Those are early ballots, including 100,000 from Maricopa, 268,000 from Pima County, and over 50,000 from Pinal County. Mm. So we are going to see huge, massive number shifts there, probably towards Cary Lake, based off all the information that we've got on our show tonight. We hope you enjoyed our midterm election special. Definitely a lot smoother uh, than our 2020 version of the show, which... (laughs) That was a different format altogether. <laughs> that was before the Great Stake rebrand. And here we are. Uh, we appreciate the fact that you came out and listened. Alan, thanks for setting all this stuff up. Noah, thanks for making it work. Antoinette, thanks for bringing your lovely voice to the show. And on behalf of everybody, I'm Roan. And uh, we will be jumping back in with you Friday on the Steak for Breakfast podcast. Thanks for watching and have a great rest of the night. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>